0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom.
1: Oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello, and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 262. I'm Dave. I'm here with Richard. Rich, how are you going?
0: Not too bad, buddy. We're back uh, from a little bit of an What's Easter break.
1: Oh, that's right, now We had a break, didn't we? Mm. Jesus. Yeah, a very rare break. A break. Uh, uh, hey, he is, ris- he is risen, as they say. I love saying that. You know I'm not religious, but I love saying that. I say, he is risen, with an exclamation. Sort one of my favourite things to do, you know, You're not incorrect in, in some people's eyes. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah fifty percent of the world's population or something would agree. Um yeah, so two six two gee we're building an innings now, Rich. This is where if I'm a cricket player, I'm starting to feel real happy with myself. Two six two. You know? Yeah, you just gotta keep your eye on the prize. Don't uh don't let fatigue get to you. Exactly. Well that's why we took that's why we took the public holiday, Rich, and gave ourselves a little break. It was nice, but you know, I'm always eager to get back into action. I'm like a boxer. I need to feel it and um uh, we did do. I do want to. I do do want to do a quick shout out. Dread or Dead has really been exploding in popularity in recent weeks, um, and Adam and I did a Dread or Dead uh, last week, um, which was a good one. It was a Helter Skelter, a Garth Ennis storyline when he came back in two thousand. I'd never read it before. Um, it's in the case files, just beyond the one I'm up to. So we did that, and next week we're going to do a Johnny Alpha interlude and, and do one on Strontium Dog Johnny Alpha, Rich. Nice. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and yeah, so I want to say h- hello to any Dread or Dead fans who've come across to the main show, Signal of Doom. It's always a pleasure to have uh, those people with us. Now, Rich, what have you been doing while on your week off? What, what's been happening? Oh, I had
0: a week off from the podcast, not a week off from work. Sure, yeah. So the still. killing continued. It's still still working. Although I did, I finally finished yeah. Elden Ring this week. So. You did.
1: You sent me the picture, Rich. Very proud. Look, very proud of yourself on that throne, mustache, mate.
0: I, I tell you what, I have I felt like I'd run a marathon. Yeah, like I've been playing the game for like three weeks now. Jesus, and just like I, I've I've covered every square inch of the map. I've uh, unlocked thirty-eight out of forty-two achievements. Wow, well, hey. I've beaten every boss. You've
1: and totally got past just, me. And when I've
0: just, when I fell that final boss and, and got the ending, I was just like, I feel, I I just feel like I've just finished running a marathon and all the energy, like all the life just went out of me. Like, you know what I mean? Like when, when you're just like, you're, you're on the the fumes and as soon as you cross that line, you just, your body just like,
1: what do they call it? Hitting hitting the the wall, hitting. hitting the wall. Or something? Oh no, uh, no! I
0: had to hit the wall and get through because yeah. I had to. Uh, I had to beat M- uh, Melania. <laughs> uh, it <running on> <laughs> was the wall. That was the wall when I was just like I was struggling so Even much. Even Dion
1: that. said that ball. was a particularly hard battle. And, and yeah, yeah,
0: I I got there in the end. I got there. Yeah. got the achievement yeah. for it, but uh, fuck! It took me like two hours, I think. Jesus,
1: wow! I I haven't played since I beat Godric the Grafted. I I I took a break because <laughs> I was dude. I was so exhausted after that uh, winning that no,
0: let, let me tell you something uh i, I also again uh, i struggled with those two bosses at the start yeah but they feel like baby bosses when you get to okay. the later bosses they just okay. feel like you're just like god i can't believe i struggled with those two at the start
1: yeah i know well i i went back to assassin's creed Valhalla, and i'm about to play the paris mission because i just needed a break man i've been getting deep into my vikings uh, adam the computer saw the northman he said it's pretty arty, but it's good. Um, and he also saw that uh, Nicolas Cage movie, um, The Unbearable Weight of Carthage. Oh, yeah, that,
0: that seems interesting, that one. Yeah, it yeah, he like said it was pretty Cage good. having a lot of fun with
1: that one. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm reading, Richard, uh, a book on the Punic Wars and the fall of Carthage, a non-fiction book that I'm reading. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, man, because... As you know, from Rome Total War, I used to target Carthage, man. I I went on the offence against those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I went on the offence. Yeah, well, Rome targeted them too. (laughs) Yeah, but Hannibal took his elephants around, the Alps and all that stuff. Let me just tell you this. Hannibal didn't get near the Alps when I was in charge. I was doing naval attacks, sieges. I was fighting on their turf, man. they, They weren't nowhere near the fucking Alps when I was involved. And um, and believe you me, I burnt that city to the ground because it's the only way to be sure, rich, you know? Oh, that's what, again, that's what Rome did. In the yeah. end, yeah, they, they they sowed the fields with they, uh, salt or something. They, they, yeah, well, they, they,
0: that's, they salted the earth. That's, yeah. the,
1: that's yes. the
0: expression.
1: Yes. Am I the only one who feels like a surge of pride when I hear that as well? I'm just like, yeah, the empire still lives, as they say. <laughs> it, Philip K. Dick. I remember he turned around to his wife, uh, apparently, and he said, he goes, do you hear the radio? The Empire still lives. And she turned around to him and said, yeah, I hear it too. Wow. There's two there's two people lost, man, lost in the confusion, the maze of mirrors.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. But, I mean, you know, it all came back around to Rome and, you know, you
1: get what you you sow and... What are you talking about, Rich? Well, slow down, Rich. What are you talking about? you talking about the well, fall. you focusing on yeah. the fall. Yeah, why, and, why? Why? Why would you focus on the fall? Why just, would you focus I'm just on the fall? Saying, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah, and the Roman Empire. I wish it still existed. You know what I mean? Like the world would be a much happier place. Well, the Roman Empire now is the Catholic Church. Yeah. Well, I prefer the old Roman Empire, the <laughs> non-religious one. <laughs> Ah, uh, Rome's always been religious, buddy. Well, <laughs> no, they, sorry. They had their gods Rome and stuff. always been religious. Yeah, they, they had their gods and stuff. And they also co-opted a lot of other no, people's No, would,
0: they would also make decisions based on how people interpreted um, sure. signs and stuff. So they've always been... A little bit. They've always rich. been religious. A little
1: bit, no, man. No, they, more, no. More warriors than anything. Julius Caesar, not a particularly religious man from memory. More of a conqueror. That's how I like to operate.
0: I'm just saying, religion has always been part of the, the
1: religion. Well, that's exactly. They've always they had their mythology. What they also did too was they incorporated a lot of other gods into their pantheon, like the Greek gods became Roman gods, you know, for example. And there are other examples of the Eastern gods and stuff became members of the pantheon before Christianity kind of became yeah. obviously the dominant.
0: Well, religion. Um, well, I was going to say, uh, Romans love to co-op.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They definitely did. Uh, yeah.
0: Religions so. though.
1: Yeah, man, why not? I mean for me it's just the death god and the money god, those two gods. I believe in those gods. Death god. I sleep with the death god, man. I love it. Yeah,
0: well I mean the thing is a lot of the actual Christianity that we that, that is followed today is mm. based on the changes that Rome made to um like the religion and all that.
1: Well it all originated from Rome, didn't it? or from from the roman empire's time
0: well well i mean christianity uh, the, it was adopted mm. by uh fuck i can't remember the roman emperor now. i
1: think uh constant constantine uh
0: possibly but anyway when he co-opted it, obviously he knew that people weren't going to you know it, it was going to be hard so he actually basically co-mingled a lot of mm. their already pagan traditions and all that sort of stuff mm. um into that and so that like the as i said like the christianity today is a lot of those changes were because of the um the roman em- the empire and the changes they made to the religion to make it easier
1: for their people to sure uh, buy, into, buy into it yeah buy into it to to adopt it wouldn't it be fascinating i've often said this i'm not a very religious person but i'd love to time travel back to the time of the apostles and jesus and stuff and, and like see it for myself see if it's real you know what i mean was he really doing miracles or was he just a very charismatic, you know, speaker, etc., that kind of stuff? You know, because we don't know, and we can't we can't say with one hundred percent certainty. But like, even the religion in its earliest days, like, was he doing actual miracles in small groups, rich? This is what I'm saying. Like, is, is this how is this where the legends came from? Was he doing, like, healing well, of hands and stuff? I, who knows? Well, no.
0: I mean, to be fair, he he didn't, like, there, there's not that many miracles that he performed. Fish, like, fish
1: to something? Fish to, no, no, fish no but to I'm just saying
0: it's, it's not like he went around and everything. Walked, walked, walked on water. Walked on water.
1: Walked on water, Rich. Walked on water. But I'm talking water. about his whole life, Dave. He has, he, it wasn't <laughs>
0: about him just going around performing miracles on a daily basis. Yeah,
1: but I'm talking about in the Roman time, like, in in, in the period of, like, his, whatever they call it, his fucking teaching. Ship or whatever, you know, like when he was, like, really laying it on pretty thick and fast in the last couple of years before he got crucified. Like, he was laying it on pretty hard, you know? That's what I'd like to know more about. That's that's where Dave's like... I'm focusing like a fucking laser. You know, because for me, then it becomes kind of corporatized and bullshit and becomes the state religion, blah, 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 a big bureaucracy. Not as interested in the apparatus of a religion, but the actual... Uh, well, you know the the lie I, I suppose, of flesh on flesh.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like the question is: is even if you saw it, would that change your mind? Though me?
1: Well, think oh, about massively. it this way: massively. You no, know, but,
0: but think about it this way: there were people that witnessed the miracle uh, in the Bible. Like, there's sure. people that witnessed the miracles that he did, and even though they saw it mm. and they witnessed it, they still turned against him. So, you know, well, they as long still to say you wouldn't
1: turn against him. But I, I like, I'm just interested. My yeah, I, I'm open minded to that extent. For sure, like you know, I'm not like one of these people who's like, "There's no possible way," blah blah. You know, I'm sort of like I always had that side of me where I'm like, yeah, "More information, please." That applies to many religions and many things, not just Christianity.
0: I mean, look. I mean, to be fair, I've always, I've always seen a lot of similarities between um, Jesus and Hercules. Hercules, the the
1: demigod, or
0: whatever. well, I mean, if you th- if you think if you're just looking at the broad strokes, right? Mm. Um, both of them is when a god impregnates. A human woman, Zeus is Hercules' birth-
1: father. Yeah. Am I right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah,
0: and you know, both women give birth to a demigod. Both, yeah. go- uh, both children are famed for going through the land, performing miracles slash tasks. Mm-hmm. Both are betrayed and murdered. Uh oh, and both rise. You know, uh, up to sort of godhood. So I'm just saying, like broad strokes wise, the, the the two of them have a lot in common. You know, now Michael, when, when yeah. you get to the minutiae, it's different. But I'm just, just talking about the. Well, a Messiah
1: a messiah kind of, like, uh, I guess Jesus himself inspired a clone of those sort of stories. The Messiah story is a familiar... Yeah, but I mean, Hercules predates... He does, um, he does, Yeah. 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 Wasn't there also a lot of tragedy in the... I'm no expert, but didn't Hercules, if you follow the thread through, there was like a tragedy? Like, wasn't he like raping people and killing people indiscriminately in rages and stuff and all this kind of stuff? Um, I believe so. I believe there is. If you go into it, I think there's. It's a pretty sordid tale. If you if you push past the sort of, cartoon. probably. But
0: I mean, you 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 also in sort
1: of barbaric times. So sure. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean that's, is, that's kind of. I mean, what, what he's doing is norm for that's the time. It. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, um, I'm just saying. He, but like Jesus isn't like a creature of violence.
0: No, but again, I'm, again, now, again, now you get into the nitty gritty. I am just talking sure. about yeah, the, the broad absolute strokes. broad strokes. Like, sure. if you just took, sure. like absolute broad strokes, they have a lot of similarities in their origin. Dude, I used to have.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, this thing because you know I went to Catholic school, so I had to be exposed to a bit of it, even though I was a stone cold atheist. And um, they did this <laughs> this really trippy fucking seventies movie called Godspell, which is like a, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. it. It's I think it was a musical in the 70s, and it's really hippie, but it's the story of Jesus. And it's done It's done kind of in 70s New York, and it's it gets really full on. Like, it gets really dark. Um, but I remember after, it really ha- made a big impact on me, and I was having dreams of the crucifixion for, for a period of time. You know what I mean? Like, um, of being there and stuff. Like, you know, watching it and stuff. And, and like, it used to sort of... Um. It, Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I remember you get used to get really stoned, and, and I remember people, like, being around people, and I, I'd be thinking to myself, you know, and this is what you're really fucking wasting. This isn't just, like, one puff, Rich. This is when you're fucking on the past, almost on the floor. And I was like, man, are we back in Rome? You know? If I look mm. up, is it going to be Jesus? Like, I was really out of it. Like, because people were talking about random shit around me, and my brain was going at a million miles an hour. I was like, are we back in Rome? Is this all just been a dream? And I was just like, I,
0: "Wow!" I was just looking it up. Victor Garber was in God's Yeah,
1: it's a weird movie. I mean, it's it's a weird thing for a for a from memory a PE teacher to show on a rainy day, and and it's cheesy as fuck. But it is interesting, you know. Look at the story. I mean, because I was. You know, everyone knows the story, but because I had to go to Catholic school, it gets drilled into you. Even if you don't believe, you just become familiar with the story and you know, I have an interest in myth and stuff. So it was, you know, it's it is what it is. I'm not one of those people who's I'm against the apparatus of the church massively. But the early days of Jesus like stewardship, I've always think that's really quite a fascinating period. Like I'm surprised they don't do more movies and stuff about it that like they did Passion of the Christ, but that was literally like the stations of the cross at the end. You know, I'm surprised there's not more
0: I, sort of… Well, I look, I mean, the problem, I guess, is that um, I'm not saying there's, like, negative to any, you know, uh, people. But, like, when it comes to, like, the mythos and all that, let's be honest, Christianity is a little bit on the dry side. Sure. You, you don't know, like so it, so it with John the Baptist that, and all that stuff? No, but I'm just saying, like, it's not like you're doing, like, Hercules or, you know, Achilles, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. uh, or, you know… Um,
1: but you can work uh, it into
0: Rome as well. That's why. That's why I think I find it fascinating. No, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> if the, the Greek and, and all that, and the Egyptian. Like it's more bombastic. Sure, yeah, it, yeah. it's more full on. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, wars and gods and mad. Like it's just the unfortunate thing for for Christianity, for a movie point of view, is mm. it would be very dry. It would always be like a drama. Like it wouldn't really sure. be. A, it wouldn't feel like a. Mythology he has that. i not you couldn't do it, but he has
1: that cameo in Ben Hur. If you recall ben- oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it's like but doesn't he say king of kings or something um you know and there's like uh yeah there's a pretty cool cameo in ben Hur. but anyway enough about christianity obviously I was talking, obviously for me the main attraction is it happened during rome it always gets a bit of a uh, plus fair enough, fair it always enough. gets a bit of a plus because of that and and
0: and your and your empire is the one who put him to death
1: oh well I mean, at the end of the day, just another <laughs> troublemaker, Richard. At the time, oh, like Pontius Pollard, I'm washing my hands of that. You know, like, <laughs> the bureaucracy had to take, you know, matters into their own hands at some certain point. Like, tr- troublesome, um, you know, speaker kind of thing. Um, uh,
0: troublesome upstart, eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, But interesting. Now, I've got more reviews of DC Infinite. Richard, I really firmly believe you should get this. I have found so much stuff on there that's of interest um, it isn't entirely glitch-free, but it almost is, and it's exactly like Marvel Unlimited, but I'm just realising there's so much more of DC that I find fascinating than Marvel, because I, I hardly ever use my Marvel Unlimited, to the point where I really question, do I, should I even renew it? Because I just never use it. Um, but DC Infinite, I've been using it stacks, and one well, of the... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, well, just to just your point of that, do uh, you know what I... The problem I find with Marvel... Mm. Especially the older stuff is, I think, honestly, like they didn't have that much, right? In my opinion, like you know, because Captain America wasn't like super duper popular, um, you know, after the war, you know, Iron Man was never like a big seller and and stuff and all that. Like, I mean, yes, they had like the X Men and and Spider Man that carried, Mm. um, uh, a a lot of that, and I mean, X Men didn't really start carrying the bag until probably mid 70s, 70s. mid 70s, Yeah, yeah yeah so but when you go back the further you go back with dc they just have so much yeah, 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 yeah. you know superman batman wonder woman flash you know uh green lantern you know uh, and then the two different versions you know you, yeah. of green lantern so i just think if like when you go back that far i do think that dc had a lot more variety and things that were popular compared to marvel then again over time marvel swung that back around to them when they saw as i said you know the spider-man and the x-men and and, mm. and sort of taking off. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Iron Man was never super popular until the movies. That's true. Like, yeah. you know, there's plenty of content,
1: though. Kind of- look, there's, look, on Marvel Unlimited, there's shitloads of content, but I just find I never use it because I think my instincts are to go to DC first. This DC Infinite, for 64 Australian, and I think about 50 US, um, awesome. And I've been checking up a lot of Alan Grant's Batman that I hadn't read before, his Shadow of the Bat stuff. Brilliant. And I read, Rich, the four-part miniseries, Anarchy, miniseries he did. I knew Anarchy from his appearances in Alan Grant's Batman stuff during, like, you know, No Man's Land and whatever else. You know how Anarchy's in it. So I knew the character. But this mm. this miniseries, Alan Grant claims it's one of his favourite things he ever did. And uh, I've checked it out. Man, it's awesome. Are you, are you familiar with the character, Anarchy, Rich? Uh,
0: yeah, I know I know of him. Yeah. Um, Interesting um, stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh... But, um, yeah.
0: It's cool. but,
1: um, Lobo? Lobo, man. I'm deep in Lobo. You know I am. I've been texting you about Lobo, haven't I? I've got Lobo T-shirts on the way. I'm going to be wearing my Deadpool cap, Lobo T-shirt. Like, yeah, man, it's going to be going off in here. Um, I also bought today nothing wrong with that that. today man I I bought um, two pairs of tracksuit pants and uh, new sneakers (laughs) and I almost bought this like Nike kind of like it's kind of like a winter vest but puffy if you know what I mean and uh, dude Mm -hmm. dude, uh, it was singing to me I'm going to go back and get it I think because I saw it and I was like man I could really roll into this you know, and I and I was like, better slow the car down because if I come home, Michelle's like, what'd you get me? And I'm like, yeah, well, mostly. For me. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, but but it was just I've always wanted one of these puffy jackets, if you know what I mean, like, fair and enough. the Nike swoosh on it. Like, can you imagine that? And beneath that, I have got my Lobo shirt on, new sneakers, Deadpool cap on. Look out, ladies! Dave's coming through. That's it, yeah, man. Fair
0: enough. I, I I run pretty hot, so I'd never wear really big jackets. Really? Usually, ho- usually hoodie's fine. What about me.
1: in the depths of fucking winter when it's freezing? Nope. You don't wear just a, a jacket. Jesus. No.
0: You know me. I feel again. Better. I'm. I. I have. I. I produce a lot of body heat for some reason. I don't know why. Like it's why summer is like pretty terrible for me because oh, I can like get it. hot very,
1: uh, very quickly. Uh, Remember I don't know on what your. It is. like on your couch. I need the blankie all the time. Remember when? Yeah, was- yeah,
0: but I'm not like again. I. I just. I'm always warm, and so winter is okay. never an issue for me.
1: I'm an old man with bad circulation. I get, I feel the cold, rich. You know that. Oh, I always so Michelle and I were just saying we want to, we want to get like a summer house and a winter house so we can, we can, you know, <laughs> stay out of, stay out of the. I, I hate winter, man. I fucking hate it. I used to hate living. Listeners who don't know, I, I lived in Tassie. Where I did my school and uni. It was freezing the entire time. I was freezing. I swear to God. Like people are always like, do you miss it? I'm like, not at all. <laughs> like it was freezing cold. Fucking well, three again, quarters I'm of the some year. Some people are summer people and some people are winter people. I'm definitely a summer person, Rich. Definitely yeah, a, I'm a, person. I'm a I'm I'm am a winter baby. You are, and aren't you? But are you going to get DC Infinite now that I've given you the pitch again? Because I don't know why you haven't got it, frankly.
0: Still, think, still thinking about it. Still oh,
1: geez. Be aware, and I'm going to tell you this for it's on the record. For the first months or two months, you get it at a reduced price from when it became available in Australia. So there you go. That's the reason I got onto it so quickly, because you get it for $10 less annually. You say, Online? Uh, they, you've already asked me this question offline. I, I think so, Richard, but you'll have to go and check it out yourself. I don't remember, but I think it did say something along those lines. Yes, but check it out for yourself, man. I'm tell- like you're the big DC guy, dude. I'm supposedly, you know, about I you. was, I was. Yeah, but it's all the old stuff, man. I'm not saying it's got all the new mm. shit on there, but I'm not saying you need to dive into that. But all the old gold, man. There's plenty of it, man. I like- don't
0: know. I'm just, I'm just worrying about my, my, um, uh, my monthly money going to pay for their new bullshit that they create. So uh, who cares about that, man? Uh, I do. I don't want to be funding that shit. <laughs> I don't want to fund their new fucking bullshit. I don't want them <laughs> using this money that they're making of me reading old shit to, to, to continue making uh, crap. I'm but sorry. if you buy a if it.
1: you buy a Batman mug, aren't you doing the same thing? You know, a little bit more I don't a own bit. a Batman mug, so no. You don't have any you don't have any sort of DC merchandise lying around the house uh, that you purchased?
0: No, no, th- not recently, no. That stuff I purchased when I was collecting comics and they were putting out quality stuff. Steve. I have not bought anything um, recently from them in probably at least probably a year
1: or more. Really? Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I, I got you that um, James DiMatteis book, which came out through Vertigo, but it actually had different publishers, so maybe didn't, the money didn't go to DC. Because that book I got you, because um, we're doing J.D.M. Tay's interview soon, Seeking Seekers Into Mystery, which is excellent. I love it. Uh, that was a Vertigo book. Um, but I believe the publisher is a different publisher, so probably they picked up the rights to the to the series. So so what I'm trying to say is I haven't funded DC in that instance for you, Rich, there. So luckily for you, the revenue stream <laughs> doesn't... doesn't I, I funded them. I've bought a billion fucking omnibuses, so... I guess. No, I look, I mean if problem.
0: I want to buy an old book that they're printing, that's a bit different because uh that is um that's paying for the printing that they did. Because they spent money to obviously print and manufacture that. Mm. But this is digital. That means they don't really spend any money on this. Like you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. It's like, all profit. It's so all technically profit. that money is going to fund Okay. future shit. All right,
1: well, then don't get it. Jesus, all right, fine, don't get it, Richard, but you're missing out, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I al- think about it. And also, about it. also, also, it makes my life easier because if we do older books, you can just look on the fucking app. There you go. That's the- true, that's true.
0: There you Can I somehow write it off for like some sort of tax break?
1: Yeah, mate, you probably can because he's doing a podcast and it's a job. Now, yeah, but
0: I need an ABN number. Five. Well, I can't, <laughs> I
1: can't help you. Now, <laughs> a- anyway... Um, I do want to say I have some positive Doctor Who news, which is rare in these dark days of Doctor Who with the terrible storylines that they've been recently. This latest special, Doctor Who and the Sea Devils, starring one of my favourite monsters, the Sea Devils, was actually pretty good and pretty watchable. And I said to Michelle, that was more fun. I'm not saying it was astounding TV, like the fucking wire can relax. It wasn't like the greatest TV of all time. But it was a fun romp, and I enjoyed it. Um, did you get a chance to see it, Rich? No. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> this is Jodie Whittaker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, all right. I'm not. But... I'm not interested. She's okay, man. She's nope. had bad stories, dude. I'm telling you, like.
0: Nope. I think her. I think bad stories and her terrible acting puts me off. Oh,
1: mind. her acting's okay, man. Like I can think of some pretty. Wow, what a dog. ringing endorsement there,
0: Dave. Her acting is okay. Like it, well, geez, it, it really is. Like it's, not, it.
1: like it's not. It's not great, but like I can think of some pretty average acting from some doctors at times. Like doc, uh, uh, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy. were not the strongest actors, you know. Like no, I
0: still probably prefer to watch them. Sure.
1: Well, anyway, look, I'm just saying... At least
0: their stories were more fun, generally.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm just saying they, both of them had some bad stories, though. They, they, that was in the dying days of Doctor Who. So sure, definitely
0: sure. But I stories. feel like all of her stories have been bad. Though.
1: I know. I, I would agree. I, I have found... I don't mind her, but I have found... And I don't even mind the uh, companions. The actual stories themselves have been very, very lacklustre. Um, and this one was just more of a fun romp. It was just more of an adventure romp. It went quickly. It didn't overstay its welcome. Um, it has some moments in it of personal interaction between, uh, is her name Yaz, the policewoman? and, um, and,
0: and Soundroid.
1: And the Doctor. They've sort of got like a simmering romance, but it, it's done in a very sort of like bland way, if I can be honest. Yeah. Um, that was probably the weakest part because just the way it was handled, which seemed really boring. And um, I don't know uh, what well, they could have done more with it, but I enjoyed the episode. I mean, I'd give the episode a, a solid seven and a half out of 10, frankly. And I think it's the best Jodie Whitaker story. And I wasn't a huge fan of most of Capaldi either. Like I don't, I don't think Dr. Who's been good for some time, you know, um, it's not just dating back to her. I think, I think it's been on the decline for quite some time. And uh, it was probably the mo- most – but also, I am a massive Sea Devils fan. Are you familiar with the Sea Devils, Rich, from The Third Doctor?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah,
1: and they had a, they had an awesome story in uh, Peter Davison, Warriors of the Deep. And I had the book, and I read the book before I saw the episode, um, and it's the Solarians and the Sea Devils who are sort of cousins um, from prehistory of Earth, and they team up, uh, you know, and the world is uh, – there's sort of an underwater base – basically and the world is on the brink of world war of world war um like between you know the east and the west or whatever like literally it's about to happen and um and then this incident happens with the with the solarians and the sea devils which is where you see them team up because in the john pertwee the solarians and the sea devils are two separate stories but in this one they actually team up it was really cool um and uh yeah man i dug it and i uh, so a lot of my they're going for nostalgia and they got me with the nostalgia um because i do love the sea devils but uh, it was interesting enough rich i mean you know at the end of the day what do you expect it's been so poor for so long you know
0: well that's the problem is like it's it's like when the bar is so low yes, yeah you true. know it's almost like you can get away with doing mediocre where you almost go oh my god finally something that's like Marginally better you know. than you know the shit they've been putting out, and but I feel like that's like it's yeah. giving them a free pass. I, no, I just it's, feel true. Like-
1: it's true. It's true. It, you're, you're right. It's not like it's surrounded by all this really other cool storylines. Like it's an outlier in the fact that it's even decent. You know, like I think I think some of her storylines have been so poor, really, really poor, and and I've I've battled through them purely just as a gutsy Doctor Who fan. You know, no, in no way would I have uh, watched these shows if I wasn't such a Doctor Who fan. Like, there was nothing appealing about them whatsoever. So, I don't know. It was... Um, I wouldn't even say it was a return to form, because I think it was really playing off the Sea Devils too, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. remember the Sea Devils? You love these guys. So, it was really getting some some marks on that. And, yeah, it's still a show with a lot of problems. Um, now, there's only one last... Episode to go. Oh, the spoiler at the end, if you don't mind me saying it, guess who's back in the final episode? You'll never guess the two companions that are coming back. Do you remember Ace, the seventh Doctor, McCoy's companion with the baseball bat and the nitro and all that?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I always
1: liked her. She's coming back. And what, the
0: actual actress or someone yes, playing the character? No, game? the
1: act- actual actress, like older, oh, okay. yeah. S- Sophie uh, Aldred, I think her name is. And um, guess who else is coming back? Tegan. Um, played by Jeanette Fielding. Um, if you remember Tegan from The Fifth Doctor, the Australian. She, she played an Australian, um, um. A, airline hostess or whatever she was. Um, she's coming back. And I, to be honest, didn't even recognise her. I was like, who is that? And, like, she, you know, I mean, it's been 30, 40 years. I honestly didn't know who it was, and I had to look it up, and it's her. But Ace, I recognised, um, you know, straight away. But I, I didn't recognise the other lady at all. I had no idea who it was, actually. <laughs> had to look kind like,
0: uh, well, uh, you know, that happens sometimes. It's,
1: it's been 40 years, you know, like come on. So, yeah, anyway, so they're bringing them back. And I said, on I, I there was a uh, den of Geek UK. I I made a comment, this show is starting to look very, very desperate, you know, like they're really going back to the world, Rich, to try to salvage something out of this, whatever his name is, Chibnall. He, his, he's, he's run this show almost into the ground, I think, personally, do you? Oh, for sure. For I, think for it's for been sure. Imp- I think it's been appalling, like, how bad it's been. Like, and the apologists out there just seem to be happy it's on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm happy it's on, but I want some decent product. Like, you know, like, give me some of the classic fucking storylines. Like, I think so many of their problems are script-related. Like, budget's a concern, but budget was always a concern for Doctor Who. Storylines have been weak since the final season of Matt Smith seriously the final season of matt smith it really was in decline story-wise and it's only continued and now they're in the absolute pits where they're just rock i think they're rock bottom i don't think they can get any worse so you get a you get a you get a story like sea devils which is decent rich you know it's good i guess and it's like oh wow that was a real change of pace because it was actually decent because i think they've been the absolute pits for some time
0: well i this yeah, I mean the problem is is like and again this is also the the problem when you write from when you write message first oh, story yeah. second then you're always going to have a shit thing because the the story should come first the entertainment sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. should come first and the message second. But
1: and, the problem is, yeah. is that
0: they write in from message and again Doctor Who's always had messages in it. Yes. You know what I mean? He's always but they always wrote it from an entertainment side first. Yes. The story it's was true. entertaining. The action, the 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 the, the creatures, the adventure—that was yeah. entertaining. You could almost disregard the message if you wanted to, mm. because they didn't hit you over the head with it. You know what I mean? It was woven into the story. But this, they have a message first. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And then they they just—I don't give a
1: fuck about their message. Like Doctor Who's always had an anti-establishment sort of theme running through it since at least since the 3rd and 4th doctors which is where i my knowledge really is grounded i've seen all those episodes you know what i mean i've seen every episode since the 3rd doctor i've seen occasional episodes before that but but very few but there's always been an anti-establishment vibe from the doctor but it's never been, like, hit you over the head. Yeah, but, I mean, to be know. fair,
0: almost everything British is anti-establishment. Like, yeah,
1: but, it, no, you know, saying, like, like, but he has, like, and that's fine. Like, that's the character. Oh, yeah, but, you but know. I'm just
0: saying that's just normal. That's just par for the course when it comes to British. Because mm. um, you've got to remember, in those times, the, uh, the the people that were into the entertainment business were always... Um, anti establishment. Well, you know yeah, I mean? the, they were that's true. Against the government and all that the sort of stuff. The people working again, on Doctor Who but in the 70s. they still told were, a good story first.
1: Yeah, the people like, working on they, Doctor Who in the 70s behind this camera were dope smoking hippies, basically. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were counterculture kind of. As counterculture, yeah, that was the times. It was a very 70s vibe. Yeah, but they um, still wrote
0: a good story first.
1: They wrote great stories, Rich. They wrote great stories. Like, you know, yeah, so I, I just think they need to really. They need to. They need to. Unfortunately, she's so tainted by this administration, if you know what I mean. Like, there's no getting away from the fact that Jonah Whitaker's storylines have been very poor. Whether or not well, she's yeah, a good actor or not, she, they, they've been terrible. Yeah. They need well, to get rid of her. Is,
0: but, but Yeah, because it doesn't matter if you replace the writers or the production. She's the face of Doctor Who. Yeah. And as uh, yeah, as you say, be, that that face is tainted mm. because people have turned off from her.
1: Now, I and, definitely and- think they could go with another woman. I, I actually always thought that was... I was surprised. Tom Baker, when he retired from being Doctor Who, he, in the press, said it could easily be a woman. I've always thought there's no reason why not. And I, and I would have no problem with another, another woman playing the Doctor. I, I've got, I couldn't care less. I, I'm all about the storylines and the actor or actress doing a good job. Um they that's that's got to be the priorities, you know, and I think a lot of their problems are script related and it needs a complete reboot. And I know that um Russell T. Davies, who rescued the show before, when it rebooted originally, is coming back. so you've got to trust in hopefully that he will you know have the magic touch again, rich.
0: yeah, as, I don't know I, I understand that he regenerates you know me i'm I'm anti. Changing male characters to female characters. I'm all for creating new
1: characters. Oh, you don't uh, like you don't like the Doctor being female, is that right?
0: I don't like anything like when they're like. Oh, oh but we, come on, know, we want it... to make James Bond female. Oh, we want to make. Uh, but the Doctor's a bit a different. He doesn't. He, he... Again, I understand the regeneration thing, but yeah. I, it still doesn't. It, that still doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Eh, doesn't worry me. Um, anyway, but I I think that's the least of the problems. I think I think their real problems lie with the scripts. And I think well, that's, that's the point.
0: Like I, I've, I would think, right. If you're going to change the, to a woman, mm. you definitely want to lay off the messaging because yeah. you want to make sure that you go, listen, we've already got people against us. Mm. So we need to tell fucking fantastic adventure stories. Yeah. And get people on board because who once cares you about go, their
1: messaging, fucking no, messaging. Well, what does that I'm even saying,
0: mean? But when do you do that? So you already got people going, Oh, I'm, you know, yeah. You know, I don't like the doctor being uh, uh, female, right? So you've already got people on the defensive. Yeah, on there's, the a, there's a
1: contingent of the fan base who will always you dislike know, that and, move. Yeah.
0: yeah, but so then you had your goal then was to tell great stories to get them over the hump, right? But you didn't. Instead, you were like, now let's hit them over the head with our messaging <laughs> and our politics, and then you just completely drove <laughs> them away. So even the ones that were willing to give you a chance, yeah, who were you know maybe like on the fence, they were like, ah, I'm. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not here for that. So
1: No, you're right. I, look, yeah, but like honestly, as a Doctor Who fan, I don't like. You know what I mean? I, I don't need super preachy Doctor Who. You know, like I, I don't mind a bit of political. I guess, but that that shouldn't be the sort of biggest goal of Doctor Who. Like no, it's but, you know, but,
0: but Doctor Who's messaging was always um, more sparse. So there yeah. were episodes where he was disappointed with the humans and sure. the human race, but, again, sure. that wasn't, like, every fucking week. No. You know, they used no, it very, It varied, it
1: varied. From... yeah, it totally varied. It was like, yeah, there, there was more to it than just that. Like, I mean, I mean, if you wanted to get really deep, you know, about it, you could look at the Daleks and stuff and I'm sure come up with some analogies from the Daleks, and certainly the Genesis of Daleks has a lot of... Um, nods to fascism, you know, literally they're almost doing the Nazi salute, blah, blah, blah. There there are examples, but you're right. It it wasn't every episode. Like a lot of times there was quite a bit of comedy in Doctor Who as well. Mm. You know, like, um, yeah, no, I I, I sort of agree with what you're saying and I definitely think they need to – when Russell T. Davies is doing it, he needs to sit down and really focus on story, entertainment, action, character beats, you know what I mean? And and really stick to that for seasons and not worry so much about sort of pandering, sort of, I don't even know what, like, sort of, what are you... You know you know what I mean? Like, going for sort of the PC vote. Like, it, that's not the way forward kind of thing. Like, just tell good stories and and focus on that because the show desperately needs it. It's not like the show's... The show's not doing all ratings-wise. I can say almost objectively because I feel quite distanced from it it's been getting poorer and poorer for seasons now. Like, it's not – this isn't a season dip. This has been, I'd say, five years, you know?
0: Well, put it this way. Like, I always like to think, like, fans are like like pet animals, right? Mm. They don't like taking their medicine. So you usually got to, like, put the pill in, like, the meat or the food. Yeah. Or You know what I mean? You've got to sneak it in there. I feel like that's the same if you've got a message. Mm. The message needs to be wrapped up in a really good – story so that it's easier to swallow that you sometimes don't even realize that you've eaten the pill but if you're just gonna shit thing go i'm shoving this pill down your mouth like in your throat of course you're gonna fight it like you know of course you're not gonna be
1: yeah it's also a bit overt if you know what i mean like if if you go too overt with your messaging firstly that's not the point of the show that's not the point of the product um you know and it's like well why am i watching this I don't want to be watching a show that just, just tells me well, how to think or something. The thing yeah. is, like,
0: I, I think writers back in the in in uh, in previous generations, uh, they were they were uh, creators first, entertainers first, sure. and activists second. Sure, yeah. But I feel like today they activists first. Well, some are. And yeah. and entertainers, no. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's becoming the norm. You know, because like even Denny O'Neill, you know, he was a sure. He was he was a massive activist, but he was he was a a a, a teller of good stories first. He was an entertainer first.
1: Yeah, for sure. He was a journalist before he even became a a, a um a comic book writer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There was a guy oh, who yeah. had he had political ideals, and and most yeah. people have some sort of ideals. Like, it's a, yeah, I don't know, like.
0: But again, your job is to entertain people first.
1: I've always not found that you
0: can't put it in there, but you entertain them first.
1: Yeah, I've always found when you sit down to write a story, you know, that's going to be a proper story. Of course, you're weaving in some maybe ideas and themes that, they, but like it's almost like when I'm doing it, that's not really that's almost subconscious. If you know what I mean, like the actual plot and the character yeah, but, again, beats,
0: but but it's not subconscious now. What I'm that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. conscious now. They are consciously writing around the message.
1: But, and I find that that is probably... You've probably articulated one of the things, because there's more than that, one of the things that's so wrong with the show. Because another thing is extremely cheesy, climactic scenes. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I can't tell you how many... It, like, it's a long-standing problem with the reboot of Doctor Who. The payoffs to storylines... Major storylines have been so poor, you know, stretching back until Matt, stretching back to the final season of Matt Smith, so poor that I questioned whether I wanted to continue watching the show. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Wow, that's really underwhelming." <laughs> <laughs> and that, for me, is where I really noticed there was a problem. Um, but
0: what you're, yeah, oh, your I, I agree, I agree. But uh, the Doctor Who definitely became more bombastic. Mm. Um, uh, it, it, as it went on, and especially with Matt Smith, with the Matt Smith, I felt like it. It's almost like they kept trying to outdo the yeah. bombastic level every every storyline. Basically, you know, yeah. or like you know, it just culminates in this massive big storyline, and it's like, and again, that's always, but that, again, that's always the problem. It's mm. it's it's always the problem that you know. It's, uh, uh, the perfect analogy I always use is Simpsons started, and look where the Simpsons are, mm. right? Because you just. You have to keep out doing. You have to, keep, and that's why even sequels to action movies, like look at uh, one of my favorite series, Death Wish. Sure. Love starts it. as a very down-to-earth, street-level mm. um, uh, revenge story, and then by the fourth movie, you've got him fucking running around with a machine gun, mm. you know, throwing grenades in New York. And I'm like, it's because you have to keep escalating. Sure. And that's yeah. always and and Doctor Who. Uh, forgot that you don't need to escalate. You just need to tell human stories. You just need to tell mm. meaningful stories that don't have to have some sort of bombastic, you, you know, over some, the top, clever ending.
1: Totally agree with you. And you know something? I think they should almost do, which they they, they they've sworn away from. But the old Doctor Who would have a storyline split into say four to six episodes, and that would be the story, and then you would move on to the next episode. And there would be usually, I'm, I'm generalising. Usually, very little link, overarching thread. You know, generally there were ex- there were exceptions such as key to time and such as various other things. But a lot of the time, it was episodic in that sense. And I always felt it was really satisfying because I could just sit down and watch Deadly Assassin, Face of Evil, whatever, mask of. Oh uh, yeah. You know.
0: No, I I love the old Doctor Who's because mm. every single storyline is standalone.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and th- there I can, are I can
0: just watch one storyline which is about four or five or six episodes mm. and I don't have to have watched before or after that. I can and, just go And plenty enjoy of content, plenty of
1: and this that's that's it. Plenty of content within those episodes. Whereas what I feel they do now is they do these things that are supposedly interlinking, but they're only one episode usually. And they're about forty-eight minutes, and I often feel they're rushing, you know. And it's it's all a bit of a sort of mess, if you know what I mean. Like it's well, it's just structured incorrectly.
0: Well, that's it's, again. So this is why I say they're trying to outdo themselves. So obviously, when Doctor Who got rebooted, or mm. not, well, not rebooted, but like renewed.
1: Yeah, yeah, restarted. And, yeah, and, and
0: they came back. Um, if you looked at it, that was the the when they came back, it was that bad wolf. Yeah, and that. So, what they do in, and this is why I say it's becoming more and more bombastic is they're trying to weave a thread mm. that leads to a big payoff at yeah. the end of the season. But again, it's getting more and more over the top and ridiculous. Mm. Um, you know, to the point where you just kind of like, I mean, you know, I understand this all fantasy and all that, but I mean, as I said, the, the and again, this is why I also say sometimes like um, budget restrictions can also be very good. Mm. You know, because when back in the day obviously they were restricted by budget and all this other stuff so they you know so you tell more
1: human um, well John purple was on on earth for three yeah. seasons because they didn't have the budget to keep doing yeah you know
0: and so again I say sometimes restrictions are good you know sometimes yeah. when you have more money you tend to you know and you're, and you're having success and you're getting more money. Yeah. You know, because it's changing into, well, you just go, oh, we've got to make it better, and you're like, well, you don't necessarily, well, I mean, yes, obviously I want it good, mm. I don't want you to go worse, but I mean, you don't have to be like, oh, you don't have to try and top yourself, just tell a good story that has a good payoff, it doesn't have to be some bombastic, over the top, oh my God, my mind is blown, fucking reveal, yeah. ending sort of thing and all that, so...
1: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, what happens with uh, you know with the with the new Doctor and the new, and Russell T Davies and like what he does. I think he's got to sweep a broom through it, really. You know, I really do. I think I think he's got to he's really got to
0: Ah, uh, I don't start know. As I said, the, the problem with stuff where it's always you know it's all canon. I, I still think they just ruined the Doctor with their timeless child. I just I can't. That's that's just a hump I can't get over, man.
1: Really. I've already forgotten it, but anyway. Yeah, the one where it's... Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, which is not a it time... It totally
0: destroys something. his history. It totally destroys yeah, his Yeah, I, I wasn't history. a fan of... I,
1: I thought it was know. shit, basically. I th- I, my, my reaction to that was, well, that was shit, you know? Yeah. Like, that was terrible. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's fictional, but, like, it was just like, ugh, you know, really?
0: Like, you could have just had him become a woman, and it could have been the first time, and it just causes him some perplexity as to why... Mm you know, all of a sudden, you know, because remember he was supposed to only have nine re- uh, regeneration. 12. Was it 12? Twelve. 12, sorry. Tw- 12 regeneration. So then he got the new one. Now there is already a window where you could say there was something different about the f- beam that he was hit with and yeah. the new regenerations it was giving. And now it can sort of randomize him, mm. you know, uh, in unexpected ways. And so yeah. I thought to myself, you know what well, they already you had, you didn't have to go and destroy his fucking origin. Yeah. Of the first doctor to accommodate your new female doctor and have it. No, originally it was a woman, a young girl. Like, I just, I, you just ruined it when you didn't have to. You already had a, you could have said that there was something about his new regenerations that he was bestowed mm. that was different to his biological original ones. Yeah, they
1: could have. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So, moving on from Doctor Who, which. Yes. You know, I will say final final comment. Um, when we were uh, in the shop today, but my my dad and I were walking around, I showed him the animated episodes, uh, like DVDs they're selling for the first and second Doctor storylines. And honestly, Richard, the animation is just so poor. Like it's just so bad. Like it's almost laughable when you look at it. Like you're like, I can't believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I, I said to my father, I can't believe they're trying to sell this for thirty five bucks. This is terrible. They'll get, they'll get it. They'll get it. Yeah. Well, I'm not buying it. Like when I saw Power of the Daleks on the shelf, I thought, Oh my god, they've managed to find the the, the, the lost footage, the lost episodes. I want to. I'd, I'd buy that in a fucking heartbeat. Then I then I look at it and I'm like, Oh, hold on, it's animated off the audio, and I'm like, No, thank you. You know.
0: Terrible. Oh, again, it, that could be fine as long as you actually put money in the fucking animation.
1: If you put money in the animation, that'd be great, but this is a bad animation, Rich. Like, you, you, you'd you be shuddering with what I saw. I, I almost couldn't believe it. I, I, my dad was like, wow, that looks really terrible. I was like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> now, um, did you see the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, Richard? Yeah, I did. Well, take us through. What, what's your reaction, Rich? I know you're not a Jane Foster... as godathon not not that i am particularly either but what did you think of this
0: i just think thor has a fucking identity problem man i mean is this thor is this guardians of the galaxy i don't know there was
1: plenty of guardians in that trailer wasn't there
0: yeah yeah it it, it, to me it felt like like again that's what i say. i I don't know like i feel like thor's got an identity problem where they don't they don't really know what to do with the character so they just go fuck it we'll just we'll go in the comedic route like guardians of the galaxy and even do the the um the title you know. Mm. The Thor and, and all that. It even looks like something fucking, you know, that 80s Guardian retro style and all that. And I just, I don't know. I feel like the character has no um, identity. I, I feel like he has no identity of his own.
1: I thought you were a massive fan of Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: No, like- I am. But, but I feel like each character should still, I, I understand it's a shared world, mm. but I still feel like every character should have his own identity, right? So, like, with the Captain America ones, they were always sort of in that sort of government espionage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, secret agent you know that was the identity of captain america you know mm. what I mean? and then iron man is that sort of you know bombastic billionaire you know uh, uh I'm not not showing sure us right word, but you know like um yeah i know what you mean uh, like uh, was- the playboy uh, yeah. irreverent you know cocky sort of thing and all that and then guardians were zany sure. um you know uh, over the top comedic sort of stuff now i just think they've never been able to carve out a uh, an identity for Thor. Well,
1: they're definitely um, doing the same thing they did in Ragnarok. It felt like it felt exactly, like- and that's
0: and you know, and that's why I said, like, I just feel like
1: Ragnarok did make a ton of money. It was easily the biggest Thor movie. Yeah,
0: I wish I could have taken my money back, but
1: well, you're going to be seeing it again, Rich. You know that yeah, Love know and that. Thunder, my friend. You'll be in the fucking cinemas taking fucking notes. will be.
0: I, I. There'll be no love, but there'll be definitely some thunder in my fucking eyes watching that. <laughs>
1: What did you think of Jane Foster picking up the hammer, Rich? Were you happy with that? I couldn't give two shits about that character. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't care about Jane Foster either. Like, honestly, that that Lady Thor storyline is where I I must admit I rolled my eyes a little bit. I was like, I thought Jason Aaron was doing a great job, but the more they did played with that, I was like, oh, can can the real Thor please? Again, what come what back? again?
0: Uh, what turned me off from that character again is that the fact that she went by the name Thor. Sure. That I mean, there's been other people that have taken Thor's hammer, but they've never been called Thor.
1: There was the Frog Thor. There was Better A. Yeah. Bill. Better A. Bill.
0: Better A. Bill. There was uh, Thunderstrike. Was there Storm?
1: Am I remembering um,
0: that? No, that's from a um, the DC versus Marvel. All <laughs> oh, right, um, I don't remember uh, that, that. But you know, like other people have had the power of Thor, but they've never been called Thor. Like uh-huh. you know, because again, Thor is yeah. not a fucking. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, not, it's It's not a title. It's his fucking name.
1: Yeah, I know. I know, I know. They tried to write around it, but they didn't really You know, if,
0: if Bucky or or Sam become Captain America, they don't become Steve Rogers. No, no. You know, like, if they just called her something else, if they'd given her a, a cool name. Well, did and they just call like, her oh,
1: Lady Thor? Wasn't that the name? No, of? it was just called
0: Thor. Oh. People were calling her Lady Thor, apparently it was pissing people off at Marvel. because Oh, they fuck were off, no, Marvel. No, it's just Thor. Hey,
1: Tom Brevo, go fuck yourself. You know she what I mean? Like,
0: is is how
1: they yeah, can be. No, she's not. She's I'm not. starting to remember Tom Brevor popping up on that and popping up a little too loud, and a little too often. You know? Mm. Seriously. That was where I really the same.
0: stayed. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, the fact that, like, every fucking character now wants to be called Wolverine. I just go, you know, give people their own names, man. Like, give them their own identities, their own names. Like, they could be similar well, to him, but you don't have to call them, you know, not everyone wants has to be called Wolverine.
1: Well, they just want to go by the brand, though, of Wolverine, Rich.
0: I know, but it just, again, it just, it
1: just. I mean, I always thought X-23 was a cool name, personally. I know. I
0: like X-23. I There's like nothing X-23. wrong with Badger and all that sort of stuff. But now, like, Badger's like, I want to be Wolverine. Fuck me. They're
1: just getting in on the fun, Rich. Come on, stop being such no. a grumpy old man. I like... will be a
0: grumpy, okay?
1: <laughs> There's definitely no danger of you stopping being that. No, but I, I, I must admit, as a reader, and I read those issues of Lady Thor or Thor or whatever the fuck I'm supposed to call her. Thor, yeah. supposed to call her Thor. Yeah, well. Regardless, it got very, very, very repetitive, and I was really craving the return of the real Thor, you know. And um, well,
0: yeah, so the, the the problem I have with a lot of those changes that they did is that they weren't done from stick or from story point of view, mm. right? It's this, um you know, like when they just decided we need to basically change all the characters, right? So yeah. Iron Man has to become a young black woman, Thor has to become a woman. Captain America has to become a black – you know what I mean? And my point is that they didn't – that was nothing – nothing came from that from story, from, like, any, like, natural progression of story. It was a a mandate Mm. that they wanted to basically change all the characters at the exact same time. Stupid idea. And and that's why – they. because you don't have an idea or a story going forward or a reason, like, a a good reason, that's why – you may get some sales, but I think oh. your stories will suffer as the title goes on because you don't—you didn't really have a plan. Well,
1: they all struggled as it went on. Everything struggled. Yeah, that's like, who plan, the fuck cares about Ironheart? Like, Ironheart's you know. got, like, about one fan out there, you know?
0: Like, I- I'll be honest with you. Like, I feel like um, a perfect example is, like, um, like the Batman and the Superman, right? So when they were like, um oh, we need to kill Superman, right? Because sad We day. can't do the wed. We can't do the wedding. Very sad Um, day. You know. So, but they came up with a fantastic. They did story, and get what from that story? We got great new characters. Loved out of it. it. The Reign of-, of Superman.
1: The Reign yeah, of we Superman. Got,
0: we got Steel. We got Superboy, and then yep. we even got a new villain in Cyborg, Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman. So, if you approach it from story first, yeah, 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 not just be like, oh, we need to have a new Superman because reason.
1: And how like, about how about um, Denny O'Neill and all that who came up with Azrael being Azbat? that was pretty cool you know
0: yeah but I'm just saying it, you've ha- you, you, your story has to matter first there has to be a reason I agree, why we're you are doing this you
1: we're can't hitting a, we're hitting a theme we're hitting a theme this episode uh, rich I think you're cycling in on something that we've realized we don't like the changes. Oh,
0: I like changes, but only when it actually is well done and there's a reason for it.
1: Turn, face the strange changes. I used to love that song, David Bowie. Like, no one
0: told them to kill Superman. The writers came to that conclusion. They came up with a bit of a treat, didn't they? Well, I mean, who said, let's break Batman's back? Hang on, I think it was Juergens who used to joke every time that they had the summit, the writers said, let's kill it. And they would just dismiss him. But then they got to a point where they were like, well, okay, well, we were we, we, we leading to the wedding, mm. but now they want us to hold off on the wedding because they wanted to tie in with the the TV show. Sure. The uh, the um, Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, TV show. So then they were like, well, what, what, you know, they're coming up with ideas. What can they do with the character? And then that's when, you know, Jay and piped up again. Let's keep it. I would have, if
1: I'd been there, I would have said, bring back crypto.
0: Yeah, but bring my point is, crypto. at least,
1: you know, the,
0: the, the, the higher-ups didn't just walk in and say, you need to kill Superman and replace him with this character. And sure. you know what I mean? Like they came to that conclusion just by brainstorming. And then they came yeah. up with, okay, well, what's going to happen? What's the, you know what I mean? Like it, it was a thought out plan.
1: And I don't sure. feel like
0: a lot of these changes now are actual thought out. Well, they're a bit plans. more, they're a bit
1: more desperate now, dude. They're a little bit more, they're a little bit more like, um, how can I say? Like the pitching's a little bit more frenzied now. I think, I think the pitching now is like, Anything because part of the goal was to get names in the headlines. So, with um, Jane Foster becoming Thor, they got on the View, for example. They, I think, they had um, it got mentioned oh. and stuff. You know, it was no, of it was course. But about, that's like,
0: you're always going to have a bump when you make yeah, the changes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that it, it'll never be a, a good long term change because it wasn't it wasn't done out of artistic merit or. Mm. Good storytelling. It was just done because you were told you and, had to. And
1: I read all the Jane Foster stuff. It's not terrible, but like the the stuff that went before it was so much better. Like it really mm. took the the book off the tracks for a long time. Like Jason Aaron was really cooking on Thor. That so much so that I'm surprised he did that because he was doing so well. Now I had something I was going to say. Oh yeah. Have we asked – because we've got Chuck Dixon coming up soon on the show. Have we asked him this question? Who came up with the idea? Who said, let's break Batman's back? I think I'm going to ask Chuck that question. Do we have an answer on that? Like, someone's got a – who?
0: I don't think we asked him that. I I'm going to ask it, him that question. Because I don't remember an answer, so
1: – I'm going to ask him that question, Rich. I'm going to say, take us back to the summit." You know, you're there, Danny's there, Alan Grant's there, Don Munch is there, you're all poised around the table, you're all spitballing ideas. Who said, let's break his back? Wow, that's journalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit late Jim, but it's there 30, 34 <laughs> years later <laughs> Chuck's like say, Chuck
0: will be waiting 34 <laughs> years to ask this question
1: <laughs> he's probably answered it like 27 times probably. This. he's probably answered it probably 10 times this year already but but Dave's got it cooking Lois has stumbled on this story so let me run with it and no one spoil it by the way if, if, you, if you know the answer I don't want to hear it I want to hear it from the horse's mouth I want to hear Chuck Dixon himself tell me this." answer i don't want some second-hand third-hand report
0: you want it from the horse's mouth
1: i want it from the horse's mouth that's exactly right um yeah (laughs) that's funny now this is actually i mean it's being billed as a tragedy ezra miller was arrested again in hawaii Uh, apparently he threw a chair at some lady at a private residence when he was asked to leave this guy to me is just hot trash walking um is a clown from clown town what do you think rich yeah,
0: I think he needs help.
1: Fuck him. I, I, I hate him. Everyone's thought like, oh, he needs so much help. Fuck him. Cut him loose. Cut him fucking no, no, loose. But it doesn't
0: change the fact that he obviously he
1: needs help, he needs. Yeah, he gives a shit. He needs, like, he I don't he needs care help. About He
0: needs a therapist or he needs Lock a, him up, man. If we threw a, a chair, control. if
1: I threw a chair at some chick, I'd probably be locked up. What what why is this guy allowed to roam around Hawaii causing fucking havoc? He's got
0: more money than you, Dave.
1: Yeah, but I've got a little bit of cash, man. You know what I'm saying? No, like, not a, You don't not, have Ezra Miller. I cash. don't have Ezra Miller money walking around, money. Like, but I mean, how much is he putting up his nose as well? Because I'm thinking there's got to be alcohol. Apparently, he's got mental problems. Uh, you know, potentially a drug addiction. How much of this cash? You know, how? You know, what's he got? He's got flash money. How much do you reckon he took home for the flash? I, I would say five to ten million.
0: He's got flash money, and he's also got um, the Fantastic Beast
1: money. Fantastic beast money. Are you thinking this is a guy, is his net valuation sitting above $10 million or has he put half of it up his nose, Rich? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, maybe. Well, I mean, you know, like these are the questions that need to be asked. Like, I'm sick of this fucking guy. Firstly, he's ruining Hawaii, one of my favourite <laughs> destinations. If I saw this fuckball, I'd, I'd yell like, you suckers, Flash. You can't outrun the law, creep.
0: Something One thing like I that. do agree with you is I do think he has, I think he's got mental problems, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's no excuse. You're, you're throwing I mean, chairs at people, excuse, but I definitely think he has mental issues.
1: I mean, he was causing heavy, he, he's cutting loose at stuff like karaoke nights. He's at someone's house and they maybe, him, hey, hey, he,
0: hey, maybe people's singing was just really bad, mate. I mean, yeah. you
1: know, I don't know. This guy's a clown. Uh, there were some funny comments that some people were blaming on a reverse flash. i was i put in a few quips i was like you can't outrun the law stuff like that like this is the thing for a fucking flash he never escapes you know what i mean maybe he thinks he
0: maybe he thinks he really is the flash and he can just like run back in time and and fix his crap
1: yeah you know (laughs) But um, I'm not surprised. This is after DC put a pause on all projects with him. But I'm like, meanwhile, they've got this movie that's got to come out featuring him. So what do you think of this rumour, Rich? Um, One of these internet petition things. I hate internet petitions, as I've said many times on the show. But this thing about how they want Grant Gustin to be basically blocking all his scenes. So, like, replacing Ezra Miller's scenes in the Flash movie with Grant Gustin, the guy from the Flash TV show. Where would you be on that? No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, I'm not a, the world's biggest. fan. Like that guy to me is pretty cheesy. And
0: how about you get me an actual blonde Barry Allen for a start? Like,
1: can I have one of those in with, my lifetime? With the crew cart, Rich. I
0: I, I don't care. I mean, blonde, I just want blonde. Like, I mean, we've had we've had four flashes now in live action,
1: and <laughs> what was John um, Wesley Chips? I don't even remember what his hair was.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's like brown, brunette. Brown.
1: Okay, right. You've got um, Grant Gustin, Brown, Ezra, Ezra Miller, Miller. You know, Brown. I mean,
0: if you're gonna if you're gonna take him out in the movie and get someone else, just give me give me a fucking blonde actor at least. I mean, that's what I'm asking for. But you could dye someone's hair. I mean, oh, and again, they don't even do that. Is my point? Like,
1: yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so, but like, oh, I just think Ezra Miller was the world's weirdest choice for the Flash. I just he's he's awful, oh, for sure. he's terrible, for sure. like. He's shocking, really. I mean, it's it's to it, it surprising me. The guy's got a career. I mean, he's flushing that career down the toilet as we speak. But it's I'm surprised because I've seen very little in terms of talent. I, I you know, I, I really, I've often said I don't think some of these actors. I don't think it takes a lot of talent. I really don't think it's that hard a job. And the the, the harder part of acting, other than having to be in general very physically attractive, is remembering lines. That would be the hardest part. Of Of and sure. I think films it's easier than stage well
0: you know? he, okay here's the thing. I agree and disagree with you, like I feel like acting is easy, and anyone can do it, but acting well is hard, sure, you know what I mean like um, but is Ezra Miller acting doing well? it well?
1: is Ezra Miller acting well? I don't think
0: so uh, I do, uh, look, I'll be honest with you, I've not really watched the guy I've not seen Fantastic Beast, I've not seen any of his other movies. The only thing I've seen him is the flash, and I think he's terrible in that, so
1: yeah. and, that's all I can judge him on, yeah, exactly. Man, I would have loved to have been there where he threw a chair. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I would oh, have, maybe it would have been at you. Maybe. Oh, you know? I, would have, been like, I would have sued him in a but Before the chair even hit my face, I would have been suing him. I'd <laughs> take that fucking money away. Yeah, we'll settle for two fucking million on the table right now, Ezra. And Ezra took the money I go, go fuck yourself, pal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if a judge would rule <laughs> on that, but you never know.
1: I, out of court settlement, man. Mm. Come on, let's. why not? I'd be suing him. If that chair hit me from I Ezra think Miller, even, I
0: think even lo- your lawyer would say, t- much, Dave. <laughs> like, oh, maybe 50,000 or... Fuck 50,000. Mental maybe a Maybe 100,000 or no, something. No, fuck
1: that, man. You're like,
0: not, hey, you're not getting 2 million, Dave. Ezra Miller,
1: 2 that prick, threw a chair at me. I, I know,
0: but you're not getting 2 million.
1: Oh, man, I'd love to get it. It'd be fucking well worth it. If you chipped a tooth or something, <laughs> I'd be... I, mental anguish as well. Mental scarring. PTSD, uh, I I'd, throw I'd throw that yeah, into You the know equation. what,
0: You know what? Maybe maybe you get 250,000. You're not getting 2 million. I don't think okay. you're getting a...
1: <laughs> well, two hundred and fifty k, it'd still be pretty nice, you know. Stack it up, stack it up on the bedside, you know. Maybe a picture next to a picture of Ezra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe you should go to Hawaii, your favorite place, and see if he's still there and goad
1: him. Yeah, goad him. Say, hey, your flash sucks. <laughs> hey, are
0: you that? Are you are you that chair thrower? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on, try and hit me, Flash. <laughs>
0: You're worse than uh, Greg Gustin. (laughs) You make Greg
1: Gustin look good, and he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. The guy who said it was reverse flash, he he won the internet that day. I I think so, yeah. It's a great move. Now, um, moving on from Ezra Miller, although we'd love to spend a lot more time on him. Uh, Discovery Warner's buyout uh, is now official, and New Direction rumours. Uh, Variety has reported the new owner of all things Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are expecting an overhaul of DC Entertainment, and the CEO of the combined Warner Brothers Discovery is looking at turning DC into its own solidified content vertical. That's, um, a lot of,
0: that's a lot of buzzwords.
1: Was this, he was throwing those words in like we were all supposed to work out what that meant, but apparently.
0: Yeah, the, only thing, the only thing he didn't say was synergy.
1: Yeah, he, we, <laughs> <laughs> which funnily enough is what it's all about. So from from what I – I mean, if he's using corporate talk, which is always great when a new owner comes in. They just talk in corporate language. Um, apparently, instead of licensing out the product to different studios and production houses, et cetera, they want to, he, the, the idea is to produce it all in-house. That's what I seem to, everything, like everything, DC, okay, move it into a separate division and do everything there. So TV, movies, comics, etc. It's it, It's all reporting to a completely independent sort of, not independent, but separate, that's what he means by vertical, uh, so it's not part of the mainstream thing, which I think it currently is. So the, the Warner's CEO, whoever that guy is, Hamada or whatever, instead of reporting to him, it would report to someone else who is not necessarily a Kevin Feige character, but more of a businessman. Um, but he's totally responsible for... So instead of licensing out the product, they're, they're, they're producing it in-house in sort of their own studio, really. They're, they're, they're sort of like a mini studio. That's what I seem to gather from it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense as a concept, I think. Like, they've certainly got the properties to exploit. I don't think there's any lack of, of, you know... I think they're sitting on a gold mine in a lot of ways that they haven't fully but, tapped.
0: But didn't they try and
1: fail that with the, like, Swamp thing and, and... Well, to a point.
0: And, and weren't they producing that themselves? Well, yeah,
1: they did so They did do some of it, but then I, th- I, I, I think that apparently... The rumour was that the new owners very much feel that they haven't tapped the true potential, which I think is true, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think that they've... Batman, they've certainly fucking tapped. <laughs> oh, <for> sure, <laughs> but like actually. Superman, Superman, for example, I think Superman was being cited as an example of something they don't feel they've really scratched the surface on what they could do with the character and how they could monetize it with movies and stuff. Because, you know, Superman movies, they have obviously there was the very famous one and the first couple, there's Man of Steel, but they haven't really gone down that route as much as they could have and other characters. So, I mean, I've got no I've got no problem with the concept. I, I agree with it. The execution of how they do that uh, and the money that will take, because obviously that's going to be a huge expenditure um, as opposed to just licensing stuff out. Um, you know, it's more real. Yeah, sc- I,
0: I don't know. Like, I, I miss the, the great days of animated seriously like that period in like the late 90s to early late 2000s. 90s and 2000s where they yeah. were you know you had batman the animated series superman the animated series then you had the justice league sure and then even after that you know even the, like teen titans was fantastic sure. yeah yeah um even like uh, batman brave and the bold is oh like yeah really love that show you know, and then the movies that they were doing that were based on graphic you know the collected volumes and stuff you know like your batman and superman and mm. Like I just want, I just want, like I want them to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I want them to.
1: Well, they're doing some to, of it. They're doing, they're, no, but
0: what, you know. no, no. But what I'm saying is that I think they've lost their way. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know who or or what or whatever. But I just feel like they try to either do it more cheaper or yeah, you know, they well, that, want to that for sure stuff anymore or something. I don't know. But ever since the new fifty two. It yep. didn't just affect the comics. It affected the animation as well. Mm. There's been no good animated shows after New 52. Mm. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. They were on such a good roll. What do you think of you the know, New Young
1: episode? Justice? Have you checked out the New Young Justice? I checked out an episode the other night. Oh, honestly, I haven't, no. I keep meaning
0: to and then I keep forgetting.
1: I was, I was watching it because this is the tagline in, would you say comic book resources are on the take? Big time, as just a, oh, as an Most of the websites are, oh, man. Yeah, because well, why can't someone do that? The fucking Signal Doom, give me fifty k. You know what I mean? And, and I'll promote your bullshit. I don't mind. I'll take fifty large right now. <laughs> anyway, so I they they this was the tagline on Comic Book Resources, and it was like, oh, Superboy faces off. No, it was like Superman's greatest foes unite in this new episode of Young Justice, and I was like, wow, oh, that sounds interesting. So I go to HBO Max. Because so, DC and Warners have got me right where they want me. I've got HBO Max and I've got DC Infinite. So I'm a good little corporate clone. So I go to my um, HBO Max. I go to the latest episode of Young Justice fandoms because I still haven't made it past season two. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll watch. I'll watch this. And then I'm watching it for five, ten minutes with this character. I, I thought it was Vixen, and it wasn't. Um, and I'm like, who is this character? Like, I, I don't know who this is. Like and I was texting you, who is this woman in Young Justice? Like, she wears this, like, blue suit, and she was going to the, um, you know, the Jack Kirby world, whatever it's called, the fourth world, you know, Mm -hmm. New Genesis, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm watching this thing's going on for, I'm like 20 minutes in. (laughs) I'm thinking, where's Superman's greatest foes? I mean, I'm not that... I know people love Jack Kirby's, like, New Gods, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of it unless I'm really in the mood. And I'm certainly not a fan of it when Superman's not even there. And it's this character I've never heard of. And I, and I said, who is this character? It was Rocket, apparently. I've never heard of Rocket. And you said it was, like, what, Milestone or someone's...
0: Yeah, it was Icon's sidekick.
1: Icon's fucking sidekick, that's right. And I, I was like, Jesus Christ, we're really heading into the D-list now. Like, I said, what's next? Uh, you know, Icon Sidekick's cousin's girlfriend. Um, it was just like, I'm watching this thing. 25 minutes in, I realised that the Phantoms, Phantoms is a reference, I think, to the Phantom Zone, and there's like Superboys running around, but you can't even really tell it's him and Lex Luthor's talking to him. But I was like, oh, great. So it's really just almost like a dream sequence tucked into a fucking totally other episode, and I switched off. And I really want to say, I think Comic Book Resources is one hundred percent just doing advertising for, for the show. Like that's all it was. It was a puff piece advertising because this Superboy stuff was like tucked way into the episode, man. You know what I mean? It wasn't the main thing in the episode.
0: I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's CBR alone. I think no. all of the 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 websites that you go to are basically just um, they're just shills. Like all they yeah. do is write uh, uninteresting articles about. Why this character is so? This new character is so awesome, and why this character is more? You know, new character is more important. Like, they don't really. There's nothing on their value. I'm so, not really. I'm sorry, because, um, all they seem to do is just like, um, fluff everything up. They just, you know, they're just there to like, yeah, fluff up the new characters or the news or or so. I just, I don't feel like there's any hard hitting journalism happening in any of these. Um, uh, resource sites and all that sort of stuff. I just... It's,
1: it's... No, there's not. There's not. There's there's no hard hitting journalism at all. I, I think if you search around and you really looked, you can sometimes find in the past people did some really cool oral histories. I know that um, there was some cool stuff done with Ed Brubaker's uh, Batman Runner, Greg Ruckers' Batman Runner, like, really in-depth, you know what I mean, interviews with them. Like, you know, i am written interviews that were really in-depth uh, to the kind of point where you're like, wow, someone really took the time and researched it. But those people who are writing articles for CBR and all the other associated fucking sites, you know, um, what's it called? You, you, you're door. not
0: reading articles to be like hard hitting or to do journalism. You, It's mm. just clicking. Like they yeah. just write articles to get people to click on it um, because clicks make you money. It gets your ad revenue. You know, you make money off the ad revenue. So they, there's nothing there. They just write stuff there to make you click on it. They just yeah. want you to click on it.
1: Well, I clicked on that fucking thing, and they got me with Superman's deadliest foes, blah, blah, blah. And then I actually clicked on enough to find the episode. Dude, it was tucked so deep inside this episode about Rocket going to fourth world, something I couldn't give two shits about. You know, I'd never even heard of the character. And I was just like, oh, my God. Well, I
0: mean, I I'll be honest with you, I kind of lost a little bit of interest in um, uh, Young Justice when the... the um, the roster got too bloated. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, um, I enjoyed it when it was just like the, what was it? I think it's the, is it the four of them? The five It's a few of them? of them like Kid Flash and whoever else. No, but when it started, it was just Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, and Superboy. And, Superboy, and then Artemis obviously came along, mm. um, at some point, but like, that was like the five core. Cool. And then, yes, you would have other characters come in and they'd meet your characters and stuff. And, and, you know, and Zatanna came in and, you know, and, and stuff, but then it just it just got more and more bloated. It just got, you know, where I feel like I feel like there's like fifty members on the team now. You know, I've got I mean? a question
1: like, in season three, which I think is called the Outsiders. are The actual Outsiders, like Metamorpho and all that in it. No, 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 no. Oh. I think it's that's
0: just a name. I think.
1: Oh, really, Rich? What, like, so the outsiders like Metamorpho? Why are you like really rich? Like I wrote it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, so annoyed. Geez, I'm
0: sorry, I wrote that episode, Dave. I'm really. You
1: sorry. know, I love the outsiders, Rich. I'm always up for well, the metamorphos guys. I'm sorry. Well, is Metamorpho in it at all?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe he shows up for a cameo at some point, yeah. I can't remember. I'm a big fan He's of that cameo. Came I'm a big fan. I about do about know time. that like Shazam uh, pops up occasionally. Okay, well. Because right. I mean, technically, he is a kid. Um, yeah, and in fact, they actually they did that storyline. Do you remember the storyline um, mm. in Young Justice in the comic books where the uh, the adults disappeared? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I
0: do. Um, well, they they did that in this where um, all the all the adults disappeared and all the kids were left, and Billy Batson could actually switch between the two worlds. Oh, so all right. When he changed to Billy, he was in the the separate world where all the kids were. And then when he changed to Shazam, he would appear in the adult separated world, and then he had to sort of be like the goat, like you know what I mean, like to yeah. try and uh, uh, coordinate with the two teams and and get it. And I was like, that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool, fun story. But I will as, say I, this: I got too bloated, and I just stopped caring.
1: I will say this: the animation is pretty decent, like at least. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah that's something. Sure, yeah. That's something. Now, Richard, did you do your research? Which I, I gave you homework this episode. I right?
0: did my best. Though, Excellent. She okay. hasn't really appeared.
1: Well, don't let's movie, not bury the movie. lead yet. So let's let's discuss this. So, firstly, Green Arrow, Connor Hawke, who we all know is the son of Oliver Queen, um, came out of a monastery. Uh, I know Chuck Dixon did a long run on the title. He didn't create the character, but did a very long run on the title with Connor Hawke as the lead. Green Arrow, in Green Arrow in the nineties. I really enjoyed it, and then I'm not sure what happened to Connor Hawke after that, but um, at some point, Ollie came back, um, and I didn't even know Connor Hawke was still around, but he is, apparently, and he came out this week, and it's confirmed by DC that he's asexual, meaning asexuality, uh, from my understanding, is zero to very little... Uh, desire for sex and possibly Yeah, it's a weird way of saying
0: that he's celibate.
1: Well, I you know, you could be celibate and still, you, you could practice celibacy. Like,
0: I, I think we're having this conversation where mm. look, he was raised in a monastery. Yes. He's very monk-like. Yes. So he probably doesn't really have any inclinations for like romance or anything like that. He's very mm. monk-like in his behaviour. doesn't necessarily, like it doesn't mean that he's asexual, it just means that he's Repressed celibate. that he's a that uh, uh, very monkish. He's repressed. You know. Yeah. I'm just, but again, but you know, so, they look for problem. anything these days. You know, every character's got to have.
1: I, I just can't believe, like. To me, I'm. I'm like, what an odd choice. Like, I, I'm. I'm kind of like. Because again, it's a
0: character that doesn't matter Dave.
1: But make him gay. Make him straight. Make him bisexual. Do something with him. But instead, we're just choosing this. Like, so what? It's just the oh, but death that's
0: of. because he's a monk. he's had not. No is he? Love
1: he interest. But he's not a monk now, is he? He, he left no, the monastery. Still,
0: no, 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 no. He left the monastery. But if you read the stuff that like Chuck and all that did, mm. he was still very monk-like in his approach to life. Yeah,
1: I know that he was very inexperienced. But, uh, no, but I mean, not
0: just, no, not just inexperienced, Dave. Ugh. He lived by the tenets of what the monks <laughs> taught him. Did he? Okay. It was about like non-emotion. It was about being yeah, centered. Yeah. It was about yeah, not yeah. giving into desires and wants and greed and all that sort of stuff. He was basically a monk. He lived life as a monk. Right. That was what he was taught. It wasn't that he was naive or inexperienced. He right. lived his life as by the monk teachings. So, so are you supporting this move now? You... the I'm not buying any books with him in it.
1: So, no. whatever. Is he still Green Arrow? Stuff. Is he still around?
0: Probably. I'm sure now that they've brought him back out of obscurity just to just to make this announcement to dust him off for this announcement. It
1: does feel like? Well, that. Think like... about
0: it. He's he's pretty much never appeared since New Fifty Two. But, yeah. you know, we've got to have, you know, we've got to have everyone represent something. So they're going to well, it's dust someone off, someone it's, who doesn't really matter. Mr.
1: Asexual. And say something. For representing the asexual comic book fan base, we have Conahawk. Hawk.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I wonder if they think about it or if they just pull something out of a hat.
1: Yeah. It does. I mean, I I guess if someone's going to be asexual, I guess... I can see what they were thinking, but I I don't know. I I just, to me, it's just such a, I don't know, it it really limits the character, you know, I I think, anyway. I mean, not that the character's been going great guns recently. Like, I know Chuck's run was excellent, but I think that was Chuck, you know, and the artists, (laughs) more than Connor Hawke's natural fucking fascinating kind of character. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to say, but I did give you a job, Richard now this because this stirred up a memory now there was a character I forget what her name is I want to say it's Mia but I could be wrong or Maya and she was like a female speedy and she had HIV and I said to you where is she now you recall that she was around during Young Justice uh, around that time Rich do you recall this
0: yeah, her, uh, so her name was uh, uh, Maya Mia uh, Deer- Dearden.
1: Okay, all right, well, there you go. Um,
0: I believe she was living on the streets. Yes. She was a prostitute. I think
1: she was a child prostitute or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then she. Drug user, at least.
0: Well, no, well, yeah, drug user. And she, I think, I don't know if she's probably, but I, I think she's been taken advantage of or whatever. I can't remember the exact details. And mm. then she was tested positive for um, HIV. Yes. Um, and then, uh, she became the new sidekick because she wanted to do more with her, yeah. her life. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of disappeared after Crisis. Uh, I think right she was pretty much in front of a Crisis, she kind of
1: oh, she just, okay. I think she did join the Teen Titans at one point. She was definitely in Young Justice, the Peter David Young Justice. That's where I remember I'm sure. Yeah, but she
0: was also in Teen Titans, I believe, as well, okay. because that's where, um, Uh, That's where Cyborg gives her the uh, uh, Speedy's old uh, trick shot arrows. Right. And one of them is a Phantom Zone arrow, which Mm. she uses on Superboy Prime. Really? Um, Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. And so, yeah. so um, A fascinating uh, character. Like, why would they get rid of her? To me, that's a great character. You've got a HIV positive archer, female, young, cool backstory, you know, interesting backstory. Well, i always again, thought it's it was not, it's story. Not they
0: got rid of her it's just that she kind of got sidelined um,
1: yeah. um but when i
0: bring her back she was she was
1: still around when roy's kid got killed
0: but you can do so much um, with that
1: character in today's environment like you know that's a i think that was a very forward-thinking yeah. kind of character
0: but again i mean the yeah i do i get i get what you're saying but again the problem is is that like everyone just
1: keeps wanting to create new characters i mean How many fucking people
0: do we need running around with a bow and fucking
1: Uh, arrow? come on. I don't mind any character being created. Like, that was a really interesting one. You know that's one of my favourites, Richard. Yeah, I don't
0: know why, but anyway.
1: (laughs) We're seeing. We're seeing Sometimes
0: I think the only reason that you like her is for some reason because she was HIV. Like, I think that's the (laughs) only, like, selling feature for you is like...
1: No. I don't know. Well, okay,
0: tell me about her that was uh, what, what you liked about her.
1: I liked... That aspect of the character made it interesting because her being in battles and stuff yeah, but, it was hard but, for her.
0: Tell me something awesome about her. Well, what, I don't remember that much about her. It.
1: Well, then that's my point. But that was a hook, and she had the past of being on the streets and stuff. Blah blah blah. It was interesting to me. I, I thought it was interesting stuff. Like, and you had the whole thing like she couldn't have a she could have a romance, but she you know it was tough for her to have sex and stuff. And in battle, she couldn't get cut. If she got cut, it was really bad for her. There was all these, like, stuff going on around her. I always thought it was really fascinating stuff, man. And you know I love this character. And I'm so disappointed they didn't do more with her. I'm sort of surprised, though, too, because to me, that that was a very sort of... That's also a very relatable character to a lot of people because, mm. like, they see sports stars and stuff. You know, it's like when in back in the 80s and 90s, whenever it was, when people... Cause You know, AIDS was this big taboo, HIV was this big taboo thing. And then you'd start seeing, you know, various people getting it, like Magic Johnson was who I was trying to think of. People like that who were sort of bigger than Ben-Hur getting it, Um, you know, and the dangers of it. I think she got it through sharing needles or something, um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't
0: don't think they went into exactly how she got it. Well, I would have. You know, I was
1: writing the storyline. I would love to write a miniseries with that character. I could knock it out of the park, I'm telling you and I could put so many eyeballs on that character who I feel is neglected by DC. But at least, Richard, so what are you saying? So since Infinite Crisis, there's not been much to do with her. Is that right? Mm,
0: yeah, kind of sideline and then New 52 just completely disappeared. And wow. um, I think they said that she may have appeared once or twice, but I can't find anything concrete. Massively
1: minor, like yeah. in a group shot. Oh, my you God.
0: Know. So I'm actually just looking at the new design for the Connor Hawk. I think he was reintroduced recently in the Robin wow. book. Right, he fucking looks like a hobo.
1: Let me have a look at this. No, I, I, I honestly like thought you were gonna. I hobo. honestly thought for a second you were gonna say something like super offensive, and I was so relieved when you said that. No,
0: he just looks like a hobo. <laughs> like seriously, he looks he looks like he doesn't wash or clean or actually own clothes or anything.
1: Really, let me have a look at this. Um, what's his name? Connor Hawk. Yeah. I honestly, I, I've said this to Chuck. I I
0: wrong with his, what was wrong with his old costume? I,
1: I said this to Chuck Dixon. I said, I couldn't have cared less about Connor Hawke. And then you made him so readable. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly feel that was like, that, that that is the sign of a good writer. When they can take a character. Like, my, my, my interest in Connor Hawke normally, zero. And then when Chuck did the character, I'm reading and I'm going, this is just a good comic book. You know, he made, he elevated the character. Um, Okay, so Connor Hawke, modern costume, yeah? Um,
0: Uh, That should bring it up. I just looked up Connor Hawke.
1: Okay, let's have a look at this costume. Because I remember his old old costume was cool. Um, Of course, I'm not getting any comics. It always comes up with the cosplayers and stuff. Like, it's always, you know, they never...
0: Look up up Connor Robin. I think that might bring it up.
1: Okay. I've seen one with a cape. My my father's a hero, a hero just like yours, Robin. Is that him? And he
0: cape, no, he's not have a cape. on.
1: he's got yeah. some sort of bizarre cape going.
0: He's wearing something that shows off his midriff. Really, it like it like a looks like a what's what's a, gym. An, what's a it looks what's like a, a, it looks like a torn up gym shirt that shows what, off your abs.
1: What's a little asexual boy doing? Um, I I. I
0: has yeah, got this costume is fucking terrible.
1: What I'm seeing here is. I think that is actually his midriff. Like, it's like a black cape with green gloves? No. A black sort of jacket?
0: No, no, it's a brown, it's a brown, like, yeah. gym shirt over yeah. his spandex.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, what I'm yeah. looking at looks shit anyway. I, I, I Like, it, it looks way more shit than what it used to look like, you know?
0: No, his costume was actually pretty cool back in the day. Yeah, he like, had a cool cause even had like the, the monkhood and everything. Like, I like that. I, I like that they added the brown in with the green and the yeah, the yellow and all that sort of stuff. But no, this this one.
1: Yeah, I, look. I, unless they bring Chuck Dixon back to riding Connor Hawk, I don't think I'll be buying it. Basically, <laughs> you know, if they bring Chuck on for Connor Hawk, I'll be impressed. You know, because uh, I honestly like he's one of these characters, and I mean this next thing as a compliment. He's a character that. Very few, I know he would have his fans, but very few people are even aware of him or care about him. And a good writer, that's an opportunity, you know? A good writer goes, well, actually, that's a big fucking opportunity because I don't have the chains and shackles on me. You know, I can just write some good stories with this character. That's what I mean. Like, I'm a big believer. If I got my hands on a character at DC, I'd be going for one of the minor characters, like my little Mia, whatever her name is, Speedy, and do something with her because no one gives a shit. Everyone's forgotten her. That's fine. I'll make yeah, them remember as, her.
0: as I said, the problem is, is, as I said, I think, like, the problem is, is DC is just, uh, New 52 just has completely fucked up their legacy. Right? Because they scrapped so many characters, but now they're trying to introduce the characters, but, mm. like, they're kind of introducing the characters without, like, the legacy.
1: Yeah.
0: Without the history, and it just feels so... Hollow. Like... Yeah, it just, yeah, Color. like this new Conhawk, just like his look, and yeah. they've obviously de-aged him as well and all that sort of stuff because, you know, he's he's now... Oh, there, there, there's an
1: abyss of emotion at modern DC and modern Marvel, current day, I should say. There's an abyss. Uh, where there used to be inspiration, there is now an abyss, and it's it's really sometimes really, really telling um, when you're going for – because, as you say, they bring back these minor characters, but they don't really do anything with them. And it's it's like building – it's like castles built on sand kind of thing. It sucks, basically. But I will say, Richard, well done for doing research to my character. Um, yeah, well,
0: I said, there wasn't anything really to research after 52. So. Okay. Oh, by the way, I shared an image with you. Oh, good.
1: What's this in? Is this in Facebook or on
0: – No, no, on, on Discord.
1: Yeah, wow, that looks really shit. It's also got the shit animation style of modern DC. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? But don't you think that looks like an absolute just shit costume? Like that just looks just it looks terrible.
1: Awful. It looks awful. It looks like he's wearing like um. I
0: feel like it's what an adult thinks that a kid finds like cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's almost like he's wearing sort of like hot pants. Um, it looks like he's going to the gym. It does look very gym esque. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it just doesn't look good. And the hair doesn't look good either. I don't know what's going on with his hair. Is he black? I didn't know he was black. Well, he's mixed race. Is he okay? All right, all right.
0: Uh, Connor's always had like olive, yeah, okay, ish has, type yeah. of skin and all that. He's I mean, although sometimes depending on their bla- the lightness of he he colour, he's, he he's black. He's blacked up here part. though. He's
1: he's definitely blacked up in this.
0: Bitch. Oh no, they they go in far <laughs> They lean in far into it because he was supposed. Yeah, he was supposed. Because <laughs> the problem with that one there is his hair looks bleached now. Yeah, it looks like he's before, got the bleach,
1: bleach white hair on uh, sort of. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because what's weird is I feel like they're trying to make him black, but I think he's supposed to be half um, Asian, half white. Blasian,
1: like Tiger Woods. That's what you call it,
0: Blasian. No, 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 because he's not half black. He's half white, half Asian. Oh, right. Oh, he's not black? I thought... No, his
1: mother is... Why the I fuck think... does he look black there? he looks. If I looked at that, I was a young black kid.
0: Yeah, well, you know, because that's the default, isn't it? Like, you can't, like...
1: Well, what do you mean? If you're saying he's half white and half Asian... Well, I'm sorry, that doesn't usually equate to, like, fricking dark, dark, dark black skin like he's got here.
0: Yeah, but again, it's, it's probably just the artist. Like, yeah. they just don't know how to... Look, to be
1: fair, I don't even care. Please don't get offended anyone out there because I really couldn't give a fucking shit about... Uh, no, but to, no,
0: but I do agree race. with you. That, yeah, they're not... That <laughs> doesn't look like a half-Asian guy. It looks, it, like it, young really bl- it looks like a
1: young kid yeah. if I had to... It looks pig. like a young yeah.
0: black guy who's dyed his hair.
1: It does, yeah. You know yeah. what he needs? He needs a nose ring. That's what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a nose ring, this whole thing would be a lot easier.
0: Start it I up. Uh, Fucking my – how do you make someone's costume worse? That's what pisses me off. Like, uh, if you're going to change a costume, right? Yeah. You have a responsibility to make it better than the it's previous true. one, not worse.
1: And he ha- did have a good costume. I always like Connor Hawke's costume. And, I, and believe you me, I've read uh, all of Chuck Dixon's Green Arrow run. It's excellent. And I yeah, like I, his I... costume in it a lot. He had a really good artist – uh, a uh, Rodolprio Dimaggio, something like that's the guy's name. He was an mm. excellent artist. He went on to work in storyboarding for Hollywood, so he left mm. comics for Hollywood. Uh, Chuck told me this excellent artist, excellent. And, but I,
0: I yeah. love his previous costume that they that he implemented his monk, yeah, like uh, look, you know, he's yeah, got yeah. the brown with yeah, the yeah, hood, sure. and so yeah. I like that they incorporated the monk. But this, as I said, this just looks like a kid going to the gym. Yeah. It does. In some in some whacked-out, like, spandex.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, a little wacky kid. Like, you know, um, yeah, well, anyway, whatever. Fuck him and, you know, good luck, whoever's going to buy that title. Um, the latest Fantastic Beasts had the worst opening weekend in Wizarding World history, Rich. And not a surprise. It doesn't feel like there's any heat left on this franchise, do you? I, I saw someone, an article which said no one gives a shit about the secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> it turns out no one cares about his secrets. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I look. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're squeezing and It's also very hard to do. Yeah, you know. Like, and let's be honest. No one watched Harry Potter for
1: Dumbledore.
0: Like, yes, he was a lovable character. Yeah, yeah. And but you didn't watch it for
1: him. No, he was just a character. In a,
0: like, you watched for Harry, Hermione, Ron, you know, that, that sort of thing. That, yeah. like, it's very hard to do a spin-off. You have, to, you have to get the right character. It would have made
1: more sense if they'd spun one of them off into their own story or something. You know, one of them, if not Harry, one of the others or something, done something with it. I don't know. But Dumbledore was always a bit like, okay. Well,
0: right. the thing is, I don't think that the Fantastic Beast was actually supposed to tie that much into the Harry Potter books. Right. I believe they were supposed to be a bit separate. You know, that's why it had new characters. Mm. But they tried to make the connection, you know, like the, 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 the connection was supposed to be ancillary, you know what I mean? Like Because yeah. this guy that you're following is supposed to be the, the 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 writer of one of the books that they read at school.
1: That's right. Yep. You know, fantastic people right. would
0: find them. So, But I think they're really like, oh, we've got to make that connection. You know, we've got to bring in characters from Harry Potter. We've got to so- bring in that real
1: Harry Potter money you know you know
0: and I, I yeah i think that's kind of hurt them because now it feels like you know people are like yeah but i
1: don't really care
0: but young dumbledore does it not feel like?
1: a bit like that? they've you know when you squeeze it a bit too much and then it's, suddenly it's dry and it's like yeah. maybe you've squeezed the franchise just a bit too hard and maybe i don't know well, I, i'm no harry potter expert but i i just feel like maybe they squeezed the wrong portion of the franchise or something like that and it really doesn't feel like there's any heat on the on well i that.
0: think they they should have kept it separate and and made it feel like its own thing yeah well um but you know what i what i love is another hypocritical company telling you that you've got to you know you've got to accept gay people and then go oh we've got to cut that out for china
1: oh yeah i did say that yeah that was crazy you
0: know, Yeah. we stand for gay people cut that out we need money from china
1: yeah, no, I know. So, that. Well, that's the, that's the fucking classic double standards of corporates, man. You know what I mean? And some, all like, like, honestly, these people
0: that defend corporations, right? They don't have your back. They no. don't care about you. They only care about your money. Don't think that they're there to represent you, defend you, speak for you, because if there's money to be made somewhere, oh, they'll yeah. fucking drop you in a heartbeat.
1: Oh, dude, they'll do business with the fucking Nazis. You know what I mean? Like they'll, oh, sure. if they can't be, if they if they can't be caught out, they'll be they'll be dealing fucking arms. Like, no, seriously. There's the well, the lack of any kind of real morals beyond company brand preaching is just so common. Like, They well, preach think, a good game, but that's you, it.
0: You, you. You talk about the Nazis, right? And this just shows show you, you how money is more important. Fanta, Fanta the drink yeah. Fanta was made by the Nazis. Wow. It was made by Germany because the yeah. – uh, well, during uh, the war – I thought it was Coke uh, that made Fanta. No, 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 no. They own it. Right. But the Coke factories in Germany hmm. couldn't make Coke right? because, obviously, of the war and oh. – oh, oh, during off the Germany, war. Yeah. And so they created their own drink called Fanta.
1: Which is, I used to love a Fanta. Which, honest. of course,
0: uh, it was popular I and it was tasty. Things. And so Coke was like – well, the war's over, uh, I know this was made by the enemy, but it's going to make us money, so we'll just take it. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, look. elements of the space race and the atom bomb are traced yeah, directly to German scientists. Like,
0: do not think that any company has your back. They do not represent you. They don't well, care about Richard, you. Well, Richard, then
1: why so many t- Can I – I'm going to throw your own words back at you. So many times I've said this on Signal, and the poor treatment – I'm not going to go down this right again, so let's not litigate this again, but how many times have I called out the poor treatment – of creators by Marvel and DC. And you have stood up for these companies. And now your no, own words are no, going to No, 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 button, no, you. no.
0: I have not stood up for the companies. Mm. I've merely pointed out that if you let them take advantage of you, that's your own fault.
1: But I'm the one. Remember I asked Jerry Conway, now, I said, Jerry, I why more, did you unionize?
0: I have more sympathy for the original people who got mm. taken advantage of because no one knew how popular and Sure. Um, how expensive these characters could be. Like but if you're stuff. If you're trying to get a job at like Marvel or DC in like the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the the and you are not protecting yourself, if you are signing bad deals, knowing that this shit can become popular, knowing how they fucked over the the Superman creators and all that sort of stuff, I feel bad for you, but I also put the blame on you.
1: No, I hear what you're saying. I do. hear you So what you're I'm not
0: defending the companies. I'm just saying it's not like I'm too tired it to argue. Precedent. I'm too tired to
1: argue with you, but you do you do have a point. <laughs> Richard, Richard has beaten me down by my own fatigue, um, <laughs> but yeah, you do have a point there. I was going to say something. I've, I've I forgot what I was going to say. I did mention to Jerry Conway. Um, why didn't they try to unionize in the 70s? And I remember what he said to me was, "Well, the problem was," and he said Neil Adams or someone did float that idea. The problem was no one was going to withhold employment no one was going to withhold their services so mm-hmm. what was the point of it was kind of the feeling like if if, if they were going to unionize but then no mm-hmm. one would have stopped working you know for, for the poor conditions well what was the point of the union i still feel they should have they should have formed a guild well or again something, they like should the have. Guild, and
0: that's you know? my point if you're not willing to stand and yeah. say well if you're not prepared to pay me what i'm worth
2: well, I, 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 oh, hold
0: on.
1: sorry sorry can you hear me
0: unplugging your mic again
1: dave uh my, my mic has got issues and it's 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 weird. I, I'm I'm I might actually switch mics next week. Um so what I was gonna say is I still feel that even if they weren't gonna do that, they should have still formed a guild, like the writers guild, um for in screen I feel you're stronger as part of a guild than, than, than negotiating separately as freelancers with very little job security and power. You know, because frankly, writing Batman you can always find like honestly they can always find someone else to write Batman. You know what I mean? Like it's – and it maybe not as good, but they will always find someone. Like I just feel that if they were part of a guild, they would have more collective power. I really look, do I believe that. I do agree
0: that. with you and it is – look, I understand it's difficult and it's scary, but you have to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean sometimes you've got to do stuff that other people get to enjoy. You know what I mean? Sure. Because – but you, you have to make that stand. I mean like work – was I, I feel like they were taking advantage of me, you know, they were kind of using, you know, because of, um, you know, I gave up being a manager. I didn't enjoy it that sure. much in my previous job. And so I took, you know, this job, you know, it's, it's easy, it's good. I just make commission and all that. But I was being used like sneakily as right. like a, a a manager, you know, I was having to deal with shit that I shouldn't have had to. Right. And I basically went to him. I said, you will pay me more. Right. I said you will put a bit of extra pay. Otherwise, I won't be doing any of this. You can't expect me to do yeah. this extra responsibility, and, sure. you, and I'm not getting rewarded. And I have, I get extra pay Good. every pay for for doing that. But you have, you have to. You've got to be willing to make that stand. Like yes, sure. sometimes it's not going to work out for you, but. The problem is now the, it's harder for the, the the other people because it's become h- longer and harder and it's mm. become more established. And mm. that's why I say I do feel bad, but, uh, you, you know, you, you, you've you got to make the stand sometimes. You you guys have to... I've
1: got a question for you before we move that. on from this topic. I agree with everything you've just said there. Uh, Asad Ribic, uh, who wrote, or, or drew, sorry, uh, Thor, and he did the picture. I don't even know what the monster is, but there's a monster he draws his picture of in the snow that exact image, and I mean literally you place the image in the trailer next to the image of the picture, it's shot for shot, you know? Uh, and apparently for that he'll get 5K. That's it. What do you think, Rich? Out of out of Thor, Love and Thunder, 5K to the artist, and you're directly drawing from his art onto the movie for a movie that's going to make hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars. I mean,
0: is it is it an actual character or is it literally just i don't know a if, it's shot. A character is it, if it's just a shot in the movie yeah i think 5000 is a pretty nice <laughs> check really but I mean, no no but it, but if it's a character if they use it in a character and he's integral to the plot
1: well or... it's a it's a it's a scene moment it's it's like a moment where this massive monster is lying on the ground in the snow and he draws it and then they use that exact shot in the trailer so it's,
0: Again, you know. I mean, look, Marvel do, over, and uh, I think 5,000 for them just taking your design and using the movie, I, I mean, uh, I, I'd be happy with that. I for mean, sure. if they took a character of mine mm. and used him as the villain or a character and he, he was in the movie for like, I don't know, 40 minutes or half an hour, mm. I would say, really, 5,000? You basically took a character of mine and mm. you made him integral to the plot. Mm. But I mean, if you're just using the image of a dead beast, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, I suppose technically they didn't have to pay him. Would it be nice if they maybe gave him a bit more?
1: Sure. But, I mean, they could have also... Well, he is, he is also the artist, I think, on a lot of the Thor run that they're basing all this Lady Thor stuff on as well, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, if they're going to use a fair bit of his stuff, yeah. um, I do think they should pay him a bit more. But, I mean, if it's literally just one
1: quick image... I think it might have been something... pretty handy. Uh, I think it might have been something that Gore the God Butcher killed, I believe. Something along those lines. Because Gore the God yeah. Butcher who I believe is a Jason Aaron and Asad Rubik creation is in it. So. But
0: as I said, uh, the unfortunate thing is you think that, that writers get fucked over. Artists get fucked over way more than writers. Well, he's an artist. Assad Rubik's an artist. That's what I'm saying. Like you think writers get fucked over because, oh, they didn't get paid because someone used the character. Well, guess what? Mm. Like, art gets used a lot the design yeah. of the creatures gets yeah. used a lot or the characters or Well that was what David Aja was saying
1: in the in the Hawkeye show like it was literally like all these designs were used in all the promotional material and in the, in the in the title cards everything they were just using it wholesale and he wasn't getting a dime you know yeah. or, and or that's he was what I getting fuck like
0: out. I like they you know artists get fucked over the most because again it's visual yeah. you know yes a writer they may be using your words yeah. Or your story. But I mean, as an artist, you've done most of the fucking oh. work for them when it comes to design. For sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, look, if they use a fair bit of his work in this movie, like if a lot of it is based, then I do definitely think he deserves a lot more. Mm. Uh, but if it's just one,
1: if it was just well, literally like,
0: for, oh, it was a shot, but he from created, the panel, I think 5,000 is he, pretty he good. created
1: yeah. Gore the God Butcher, I think's the key villain in all this. So, he well, then he that should definitely Jason get paid right?
0: more for that. Well, as all he's, well he's going
1: to get is 5k. He's getting 5k, Rich.
0: Oh, so you getting 5k just for like everything? Yeah, it's 5k. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant he was getting 5k just for that. Like, no, I the, think it's, I think that, it's that just overall,
1: all Marvel give them is 5k. Oh, no, that's bullshit. I thought you meant. My what? bad.
0: I thought you meant five k for like the use of his image, like the use of that panel.
1: Yeah. No, if so they copied the panel.
0: Oh no, no, no. If it's if it's five grand for all of the work mm. that he did and all most of the designs and the characters. Oh fuck no, no, God no. That's 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 terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I they're mean. Doing. He's done most of the
0: work. I mean, oh, fucking hell. You don't have to pay a lot of uh, uh, concept artists. Mm. Exactly.
1: That's exactly right. There's, but that's what a lot of them are pushing back and saying. That's what David Aja was saying. Like the, the rate that he would charge for the amount of work that they did and used in Hawkeye it would be so yeah. much more than the pittance they Oh, provide. no, yeah. No,
0: if they're using all of his designs and, and if a lot of the movie's based on his designs of, like, the characters and the monsters oh. and and stuff, no, 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 definitely definitely needs to get more.
1: Funny thing, moving, moving away from this, um, and I'm glad we didn't get dragged into another two-hour discussion about creator rights. That was a minefield that we missed. Um, Gore the God Butcher, there was a lot of people saying he looked a lot like death from uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey because <laughs> there's like a there's like a, a marvel legends figure or something and my god he does look like him <laughs> you yeah, see yeah, it like i used to love death that was such a great character um Absolutely. yeah now breaking news spider-man across the spider-verse of uh, the sequel to into the spider-verse so the it's the sequel's called across the spider-verse has been delayed until june 2nd 2023 rich i love this you are you're not as big a fan are you i think uh we were having tea the other day when this news broke, and you were very underwhelmed, it seemed. Yeah, I think I just said, oh, no. We <laughs> had a lot. I will say this, Richard. What, what was the tea we had? Russian Caravan, wasn't it? Russian Caravan. It was absolutely lovely. I said afterwards, like, because I was really tired when I went around to your house, and um, and I had the I had the Russian Caravan tea, and it really perked me up for the rest of the day. I was in a really good mood. Oh, moment. yeah, no.
0: Russian Caravan is lovely. You should always have a, a box of that at your place. Yeah, it's really Because cool. I
1: normally drink English breakfast. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring build some Russian caravan into it. Russian
0: idea. caravan's got a very nice, like woody um yeah. aroma and taste to it and all that. Um I really like it. A Russian caravan's one of my favourite
1: teasers. Yeah. Yeah, the only way you could have gone above and beyond is if you'd had some scones there ready for me as well. That would have
0: been well, nice. I you know, I wasn't expecting a, a, <laughs> a, 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 an actual visit from you. Yeah, so you I should always I expect a hungry prepared. Dave. If I'm coming around, you should always expect <laughs> yeah. a
1: hungry Dave.
0: I will keep that in mind if you should. I'll have something hidden away, squirrelled away for you.
1: <laughs> that was lovely. Uh, now, well, Nick, to be fair, I've always fed you well when no, I know you you've come. Uh, uh, Richard, I'm kidding. Of course you have. Uh, now, Netflix. I've got to Netflix has lost 200,000 subscribers, but Michelle, when I reported this, news to have said that they've lost 700,000 in Russia. So maybe they've lost well, 2 million. Good.
0: Well, of course they have lost in Russia because they <laughs> cut Russia
1: off. So, I mean... <laughs> well, let's have a look here. Netflix have had a really- I think they
0: have lost 200,000 like non-Russian. Non-Russian.
1: Like- okay. Um, so they've lost that in the last quarter. Uh, and also, so a few things have happened. Uh, we had Michael Kellishem reach out on this as well. So um, they've cancelled... Uh, what's his name? Jeff Smith had a Bone uh, animated series that was, excuse me, he had a Bone animated series that was going to be happening. That's been cancelled. Bone, for those who don't know, is a very acclaimed, would you describe it as like young adult um, sort of animated cartoon series, Rich? Uh, Very well regarded. Um, I've never read it, but I know a lot of people who love Bone. And um, so Jeff Smith had had that placed at Netflix, but that's gone. Um, and even they're looking at advertising streams because obviously advertising has never been done at Netflix.
0: Uh, it's, um, here's something I've learned. Okay. What is that? Richard? No matter what you get, there will be advertising at some point always. So mm. when I moved to, um, Australia, right, they had free TV, free, free to, air. to air TV, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And the reason it was free is because it was ads. Yeah. Then yeah. Foxtel came out and they were like, "Hey, you pay us a monthly fee, yeah, you have access to all their shows, and there's no ads, right?" And you're like, "Apart Great, from I'm- apart from for their own shows, the yeah, way. yeah, yeah." And you're like, "Great." Now, years later, uh huh, you're
1: seeing ads on Foxtel. Do you? Because I don't have Foxtel. Do you see them in the shows though, or is it between the shows?
0: it's between the shows. So it going to be like at the start or, or although uh, now they've changed it again, cause it's gone a bit more streaming. But my point is years ago, they would have actual ads.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Ads would come on, not ads for the other shows.
1: No. Ads, actual proper yeah, ads. Ads for like cars or whatever. Ads. ads for fucking whatever. Yeah.
0: And I don't get, no matter what streaming thing you do, they're mm. going to hit a plateau mm. where the, 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 the revenue is not going up. Yep. Yep. And they're going to want it to go up, and so they're going to look and they're going to go, well, we're not getting any extra. We've kind of hit the we've hit the ceiling. Mm. So now we're going to sell ad and we're going to make people what, you know. We're so going to what they normally
1: them. do, what the, you are right. So what uh, Hulu, for example, do is you can, you if you want without ads, you pay a premium, which is what I pay. So there are no ads. Mm. Um, now, there are a couple of shows, Michelle watches where it will say this is not supported by the ad-free thing and it'll play a very short ad before the show. But that is very rare. But mm. there is a lower value tier where they play ads. Um, and mm-hmm. generally, they you have to watch the ad. You can't fast forward through the ad. We used to have it, and then they introduced the ad-free premium, which we got uh, about three years ago. Now, I believe Netflix are looking at that kind of model where they're also going to try to crack down on people sharing passwords, they supposedly say. But, but I think... Yeah. You know. But
0: again, you they'll start off like that because mm. that's just the the foot in the door, mm. and then when again when they need ah oh, we need an injection of cash we've again hit the you know we we need to sell more ad space because or well,
1: what they'll do then is raise the they they will raise the value of the ad free that's what they'll do so that people if they want it no ads yes but
0: that's my point I mean. so you're having to pay more and more just to not have ads yeah even so, though the whole deal was you were supposed to pay this to well, yeah. Not a, get ads in the It's a business. First place. It's a
1: business. So of course look. Yeah. But so I'm just saying
0: everything will get ads at some point. So don't sure. ever think that it'll stay ad free forever. That's my point, is that it'll always go you'll always get ads at some point.
1: Quite quite the realist, aren't you, Rich, really? You know? I like, try to You just just constantly with the dark glasses on. Like um <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, but I'm one of those people who'll pay a little bit extra to have no ads because I hate ads in my shows. I actually I don't hate them. So much. If if I have to watch a one-minute ad, one minute before a show, if that's the deal, I can live with that. But I hate ads in the middle of shows and movies and stuff. At right,
0: really- I get pissed off with the skippable ads on Amazon that yeah. show me one of the other shitty shows that I'm not interested in. Or
1: what about on YouTube when you're listening to stuff late at night and they play the fucking ad? It really Ooh, nope. annoys me. I use ad blocker. Nope. Do you? Does that it's work? One of the,
0: I love um, watching YouTube because I use ad blocker and I don't get a single ad.
1: Really? I didn't yep. even know you could do that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in a stage in my life now. You know what I'm doing? When I'm tucked up in bed, falling asleep, I'm listening to Bob Dylan shows, that live shows that people have recorded, and I'm listening to like 1992 Adelaide, and I'm listening to it, and I'm, and I'm just loving it, and then fucking some oh. ad comes up.
0: The problem is that I don't think I'm, I'm looking into it, but I haven't found anything. I think you can get ad blocker for TVs. Mm. You can only get ad blocker for like uh, your computer. For um, can you get it for you your know, phone? Because it's part of you. You add it to your internet browser.
1: All right, so you can't do it on your phone. Oh no, you can get it on your phone too. Yes, okay, you
0: can cool. get ad blocker for your phone. Um, but the beauty of the ad block is it doesn't just work on YouTube; it works on any of those sites that I have to go to mm. that have those annoying fucking pop up. Yeah um ads and shit and and the ads that pop up on the sides and you know just like fucking yeah like i'm like, bleeding
1: cool where you can barely read the story because of all the ads
0: exactly i uh, so the ad blocker works on all those websites as well in fact some of those websites go oh we've noticed using the ad blocker would you mind turn off and i go nope <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I do fucking mind turning it off says rich yeah that's that's great stuff now um have you read bone by the way because i know some people are really traumatized no
0: it's one of those things i know it was a big indie darling back when i was collecting mm. um uh, comics like professionally no not really. <laughs> but you know like seriously yeah um i know it was a big indie darling um but i never really it just it looked too kitty it took it look i know it wasn't kitty but it just looked too kitty for me
1: no i'll be honest that's why i haven't read it because it looks too kitty and i'm like i'm dave i like dark i like okay. darkness
0: Dave Dave likes uh, bare-chested men and women covered in blood and gore, and
1: definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, you're reading, you've been reading my mail, Rich. It was funny, just just your diary, Dave. (laughs) My diary. As Dave descends deeper into the abyss, (laughs) week two hundred and forty-seven. I
0: dreamt I was Conan last night
1: (laughs) again. I was like, I dreamt. It was like that time I dreamt that I was, um, I was. It was Bane versus zombies and i and i pitched it to chuck and he goes like can i use, he's, he's like that's good i could use that and i'm like yeah there you go it's more for free <laughs> and then dc went and
0: turned bane into a zombie
1: yeah they did yeah thanks dc <laughs> thanks dc <laughs> for fucking over bane a bit more um I've, i am going to have to put it Well into we the- don't
0: hey we don't need bane cuz we have bane's daughter now it's just as good really Does bane have a daughter now
1: yeah there's really? a, there's a lady bane running around is she friends with um uh, Crush, Lobo's daughter. That would be good. I could see a team up. Huh? Uh, probably. Do you remember there was that fucking hilarious time when I was like, who is that person? <laughs> and you were like, it's Crush. I'm like, who? Lobo's daughter. <laughs> I actually don't mind. One,
0: one uh, character that did not need a fucking daughter. I'm sorry.
1: But I don't mind Crush. Maybe it's because I'm a Lobo fan. But, <laughs> but I don't mind this, that they're sort of proliferating Lobo.
0: Because... um. But a- uh, just about um, Bane's daughter. I think yeah. her name's called Vengeance or something. Um, really? She actually looks like she's into BDSM.
1: Well, like I her mean, character design is it's she like- a venom addict as well? Surely.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's she's muscular and all that, but you know how like Bane looked more like a
1: wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Muchadara She way, really.
0: looks like she's into BDSM. Like her her character design. I've got she look doesn't this. look like a wrestler.
1: She looks like she's into BDSM. Is this a comic book character or is this from one of the shows or something?
0: No, it's a it's it's. From the comics, because oh, remember
1: a, they killed Bane, remember? I do remember that, and I hated that. Well, thank you, Tom King, again. Uh, Tom, Tom King determined to fuck over everything. Vengeance is the daughter-slash-clone of the late supervillain Bane who swore revenge on the Joker after he supposedly murdered her father at Arkham Asylum. Let's have a look. Image, 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 image. Um, I'm not seeing much. I'm seeing... Uh, I'm seeing... People. oh
0: search bane's daughter don't search vengeance search okay. bane's daughter it'll bring up more images
1: she wears a bane mask
0: does she? uh similar i mean because bane bane didn't show his face though she kind of has it with her mouth showing right. her mouth and nose showing
1: right okay yeah i'm just trying to find it like how come i haven't heard of this before bane's doing it hasn't made major waves is this recent in batman comics uh, must she was she
0: recent. was introduced in the Joker, I believe. Um, you, remember that, you know that Joker um,
1: yeah. Uh, it's, um, comic? Yeah, I, I remember not reading it. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course not. I'm not reading it. But
0: no, I think we did read the one issue.
1: I, I keep seeing um, pictures of her, but it, it's like she looks exactly, like it looks like she's just a chick wearing Bane's mask. Like That's what I keep seeing. I don't know if there's better pictures of her somewhere, but I, I've got a back picture of her. She's very muscly.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, she would be Bane's daughter, uh, pump full of fucking venom and shit.
1: So. Is she a venom addict, though, as well, like him?
0: Like well, if she's... she's a clone of him, I would assume she must be.
1: Okay, well, yeah. She, look. I, otherwise,
0: I... what? Is she better than her dad because she doesn't
1: need venom? Come on. No, she needs that. She needs the juice, man. Come on. She's, she's a really a chick, chip off the old block. She needs to get a bit of venom juice going through the body.
0: She better. Otherwise, she's not really Bane's daughter. Bane sorry.
1: without his venom sucks. You know, I love I love Bane, but he needs to be juiced up, you know. (laughs) Look, I'll put it this way. Either
0: way, her costume is very uninspired. It's very mediocre.
1: Well what I'm seeing, it looked like just Bane's mask and that was about it. Like but again,
0: Bane does (laughs) not but you never see Bane's face though in his mask. Isn't that right? Or do you see it?
1: No, I thought Uh, no, I've seen it in, in, in Bane Conquest, Chuck's last um comic with Bane, he did take the mask off. But outside of that I don't remember I mean No, maybe no, Bane.
0: Know. Bane always wore a. F- oh, man, I suppose it depends on. I, I'm so. I've seen I so many know. issues. I've seen so many ish pictures of him with with the full mask. Most of the time, he's in. The, covers, most
1: of the time, he's in the full mask, dude, with the fucking. Yeah, like thing, you don't see his mouth, out. you don't see his nose, you yeah.
0: just see like his eyes. Yeah, kind that's of thing that's 99 that, so. of the time, and yeah, he has the. Remember that, that's out. what it looks like in the um, you know, in the image of him breaking Batman's back.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that is fully covered. His face
1: is, and that's how he is covered. most of the time. You yeah, know? like there are exceptions. I'm pretty confident in Bat Bane Conquest. You did see him without the mask, but that's generally not how you see him. Um, yeah, the daughter looks. I- I'm a big fan of Crush, but I'm not a big fan of Bane's daughter. I think it's sad. I mean, they could have a – I'm I'm really pitching some great ideas here. They could have Joker's daughter, Bane's daughter, and Lobo's daughter in, like, a sort of, like, you know, um, three-way crime book. How about that, Rich? No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Who else has got a daughter? Has anyone else got daughters that they could throw in, like, side characters? I'm sure everyone does
0: now. Uh, I think
1: everyone's got a daughter except for Superman. (laughs) Batman doesn't have a daughter. Oh. he has. Basically,
0: he does uh, oh, in Earth
1: Two. He does. Huntress. Yeah. Hunt-
0: or, yeah. Um, Huntress just, from Earth um, Two. Yeah. Huntress yeah. from Earth Two is his
1: daughter. With Catwoman. Yeah, that's true. Actually, there we go. We're displaying our deep DC knowledge there. But um, but anyway, so just to wrap this story up. So there's this funny thing at Michelle's mum's. I we got her this, or I I got a I got a big DC jigsaw. Um and, I, frankly, I just. I have always struggled with jigsaws. I I've completed one in my life with my sister that took us about six months. And so it just looked to be too big for me. It has just everyone on the front cover. Like everyone. And then I was, so I gave it to Michelle's mum because I know she likes jigsaws. But it was too big for a table. So I took it back. And seriously, dude, I'm looking at this jigsaw and it seemed to have every fucking DC hero and some villains. And I, I, I was so confident Lobo would be on it, but I, I searched through the entire thing. It had people like the Demon. It had Deathstroke. It had random people. No Lobo, man. Lobo was missing out on this massive group shot of, of all the DC universe. Like, that sucks. Don't you think, Rich? I mean, I would have thought Lobo would be popular enough to score a little picture, even if it was, like, one of the fuzzy people up the back. Uh,
0: you're the only person who cares about
1: Lobo, do you? That's not true, Richard.
0: Uh, not I true. think I think the demon and Deathstroke uh, deserve a spot on that puzzle. Uh, really, but the demon above Lobo? The demon, of course. I I, I like the demon, but been, Blood you know. and the demon with
1: his. Uh, well, what about
0: Lobo? He's rhyming and all that. Far more interesting. The oh, fact phew. that the demon has ties to Merlin and arthur and all that enough hell no hell no Demon Dude,
1: all the way. you keep talking this way about lobo you're going to be off the podcast with val simiak when i get him talking about lobo because we're going to have a long conversation no lobo deserved to be on that picture man it had some random people that you you barely even knew who they were i'm sure they were all better than lobo no, lobo should have been if <laughs> i'd been drawing it lobo would have been like where you got batman superman and wonder woman and oh he would have been the next line after those guys like waving you know like but I, but I think it's a case where Lobo's a bit too hot for it, where they're like, oh, we're not too sure about this Lobo guy. He's a bit too... Maybe,
0: maybe he's on there and you just couldn't see him. Maybe he's like, no,
1: where's, uh, where's Lobo? I researched, <laughs> I, I was scanning through the thing because I got obsessed with it and I was scanning. That's how I saw, like, the demon is like a little blob up the back. You have to be a fan of the demon to even realise it's him. And Deathstroke wasn't much better. Um, But, yeah, Lobo missed out, man, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. Like maybe they maybe they put Baby Lobo in there. And you couldn't. <laughs> I was looking. No, I was looking for him. It was Little Lobo. You're talking about. Yeah, that that yeah. genius. Well, I call him Baby Lobo. Man, you could have had Lobo on his bike, man. Would have been awesome. Anyway, it was a missed opportunity. Um, it's a massive, so. it's a massive jigsaw. I can tell you that much. Now, Morbius uh, crossed 100 million at the worldwide box office. There is a ton of footage left on the cutting room floor. The director Daniel Espinosa implies oh, God, another director saying the movie he turned on is not the movie currently in theatres. The, these directors, with all their, like, we want the fucking Daniel Espinosa cut of Mobius now. It's become a real thing, Rich.
0: Yeah, but the problem is is that most of the time that is true. Yeah. Like, the, it, like, let's be honest, there's always a director's cut. Sure. There's a director's cut of Superman. There's a director's cut of Blade Runner. Like, there's a director's cut of um, Gladiator. Like. Let's be honest. Directors have a cut, and then they usually get told a lot of the times. Yeah, no. they've got to cut things, or you've got to get it down to this running time, or whatever, whatever. I mean, even uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, the the movie that got put into the cinemas was definitely inferior to the director's cut. Yeah. So I, I do I believe him, but I think that you know this is a thing where I feel I get very annoyed with these studios, right? Because you hire a person to make a movie. Mm. Let them make the fucking movie. Yeah, you know, you you interfering or trying to claim this is got to be cut or this is going to be like you you're not that's not your job. Your job is to fund it, mm. do your best to accommodate it so the best movie can be made. But you hire the director for a reason. You hire him to make a movie. Yeah. So let them fucking make a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, true, but. I mean, this is a tale as old as time, though, man. Like directors, it's not a new thing that studios put out their cuts of movies. Like Orson Welles often didn't get, didn't get final cut on a movie. It's not that common for directors to get final cut. For, no, from my but that's knowledge.
0: what I'm saying. I, I, that, that baffles me. I know that's a tradition of of Hollywood, oh. but it's always one that's baffled me because I'm like, you 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 hired someone to make a movie.
1: Yeah, but a, lot, a lot of times, I, though. Yeah, I agree, but you know, the studio wants what the studio wants, they do all that testing and stuff. I'm not saying they're right, but they test these movies to high heaven and then they feel that they, I'm I'm looking at it from their point of view, they then feel that they've got a more commercial proposition of the director. I agree with you, though. The artist vision, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, I mean, Daniel Espinosa, do you know who he is? Do you know what other movies he's done? I don't, you know. He, he could be someone they hired on the cheap really, to put together I still think,
0: yeah but again if you if you hire someone to make a movie then like I don't know I just i I, I, I kind of feel like let them make a movie that you you know because you hired them for a reason
2: mm.
0: whether, yeah, where, yeah. you know yeah. whether it w- was the direction that they pitched or the the atmosphere or the the you know w- whatever they pitched whatever they pitched is the movie they were going to make you agreed yes you were like that sounds great you're hired that's exactly you know the type of movie we want, and then you go and fucking interfere and say this needs to be changed. No, this is too dark. Yeah. That's you know it's like, what? Didn't, why don't you just get a fucking AI to make it? No, I know, movie, you know I know. I mean? like, yeah. Just get a robot to do it. Well,
1: it's like Dave I felt bad for David Ayer. Like Suicide Squad, that got released was horrible. But when mm-hmm. they were like, we got the fucking video game company who cut the trailer to do Final Cut on the movie. Well, that is butchering your film. You know? Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. That exactly. is that
1: that is butchering your movie. But, I mean, I've seen director's cuts that are quite self-indulgent of films, you know, over time. I I, I've seen movies where, you know.
0: Oh, look, I do agree with you. The only time I could turn around and say is if you say to the the director, right, Mm. you're making an hour and a half movie, Mm. right? That's the movie we want to release an hour and a half. If that director comes and goes, well, I shot the movie and I've got two hours – then you can say that's not what we agreed upon. Yeah. We told you it has to be 93 minutes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you, as, as a studio, if you said that that was the length of the movie you wanted, fine, I understand that. But if you now come in and say, oh, we feel like we want to change the tone or, you know, we want to like yuck, yuck it up. Yeah. You know, we've done testing and all that. It's like, I love that they think that testing is the be all in the end all. In fact, there's so many testings have ruined
1: movies. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. Because I think testing. Like, I think testing is very unreliable a lot of the time. I really yeah, do believe that.
0: Yeah, but so my point is like I just feel like you hire someone to do a job, mm. let them do the job. Now you agree to terms, like whether it's going to you know uh, the runtime or whatever. And I don't mind you then saying to the director, "Well, listen, I understand you've shot two hours, but that's not what we agreed upon." Yeah, we wanted a a, a ninety three minute movie. Like I, I'm okay with that. I, I understand that because then you've made a an agreement. You made a deal. Or he was told that that was supposed to be the runtime, but oh. changing the tone like that's what happened with Suicide Squad. Oh, for Suicide sure. Squad! Yeah. They completely wanted to change the tone of the movie after it was made.
1: Yeah, which is which is almost never going to work in my in my no. eyes. Like, uh,
0: I mean, I do agree with him. Uh, I don't necessarily mean that. Doesn't mean that his cut is better. No. Like, l- l- I'm just putting that out there. I do agree with. I, I believe him when he says that. The movie I handed in is not the one, but that doesn't mean that what you handed in was better, like or no. is that much better. Like as I said, I'm one of those people, I will still say to this day, I don't like the the, the Snyder
1: Cut. Like oh, I, I just, don't think like, it makes
0: yeah, I don't think it makes it better. Like I thought I'm it sorry, made it, it slightly better.
1: I, I but like not to a level yeah, Okay, like, maybe marginally, but not yeah. yeah,
0: not to like, oh my god, it's a completely fucking different no. movie.
1: Like well, no, I, like, no, in fact I, I, I really it was a struggle, to be honest. You know, the getting through that was a fucking grind, which I never oh, want to experience uh, yeah. again.
0: I've, I've, I've not rewatched that, honestly. I I, don't, I couldn't do it. Like, I will tell
1: you I, something that I just ordered, though. I just ordered the uh, Ultimate Cut Blu-ray of Watchmen, which also incorporates the pirate stuff. Um, I really, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really dug his Watchmen, man. I know he's doing almost shot for shot of the comic, but I felt that that really worked. Um,
0: uh, as I said, yeah. I would have loved him to continue just adapting graphic novels.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: like if he had actually made the Dark Knight Returns.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think I, gr- I think it would have
0: been. I think it would have been great. Like because yeah. three hundred is good. Yeah, uh, is great. Um, yeah. The Watchmen is great. I feel like if you give this man like a, a a graphic novel or like a trade, I think he can make a wonderful movie. He just seems to be that guy that when he makes his own movie or he makes his own story, it's just very flat. It's very. Yeah. Hollow, what do you know think I mean? about like this Rebel Moon thing
1: and all that sort of shit? What do you think about this Star Wars thing that that got I'm turned? I'm sure out? it'll
0: be, I'm sure it'll be an incoherent mess and
1: <laughs> not, you know, and, yeah. and again, empty. It's just started um, shooting. We're gonna, we'll review it on the signal when it comes out. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, you know, but, like
0: these um, later zombie movie, I thought was like, I was just like, I did not like, I watched it, and I was like, I really didn't care, like.
1: I expected more from no. that movie. Uh, there were two of them, weren't there? there? I feel like I watched two of them.
0: Oh, there was the prequel one I yeah, think, I but I didn't bother watching it. I that.
1: watched the prequel, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the I think was it Army of the Dead? Um I think it was Army of the Dead. Is, is that right? Yeah. I think Army of the Dead was the one that the, the the zombie one that he did. I'm pretty confident it was called Army of the Dead. Something like that. Yeah. yeah anyways.
0: But but you know, I just I think he is a much better director when he works off like a graphic novel. I just I just think he's a better director. Oh, I like, totally agree. Because he just adapts a graphic novel. He basically just shoot, he does it shot for shot.
1: Yeah.
2: And
0: also, he's really no. good at that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like you've literally brought that comic book to life. Mm. You brought three hundred to life. You brought Watchmen to life. It was like watching. comic. No, it was the awesome,
1: comic. man. It was fucking awesome. Like, dude, I, I I look, I'll be honest. I only read Watchmen, the comic as, like, just before that movie came out, like, as in, like, The Week, you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, this comic's really good. Then I I might not even have finished the comic when I saw the film, and the film blew me away. I thought he did such a good job on that movie, you know, like, really, I honestly did feel that that was a really good effort, and... I think I put him in a very high echelon that has unfortunately been dimmed by, as you say, the more story input he seems to have without foundation. Like, maybe it's just he doesn't hire great writers. Like, I don't think David...
0: Well, I mean, the, the the biggest warning sign was um, Sucker Punch.
1: Yes, totally agree. That was like a... That a was like beautiful
0: a- movie, lovely, stunning movie, but completely empty, vapid, yeah. nonsensical, just indulgent. So- but... But it looks beautiful. I mean, those action scenes are great. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. I think I think Zach's a good visual guy. He's very good at well, visual. He is. He's, I, he's very strong. Uh, yeah. I, 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 unless he's working from a, a, a predetermined good story, I just don't think he's but really good. Why at Why wouldn't
1: like, you, if you're him with such good cinematography skills and visuals, why wouldn't you just hire some really ace writers to come up with some pictures for stuff? Yeah, or just do.
0: keep doing the graphic novels. You could have been the yeah. graphic novel gu- fucking director. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could have been that guy making a massive name for himself with all the, the comic nerds. Mm um and you know what i mean 300 wasn't just watched by nerds and all that like i mean the great fucking film they all, they all made money so i don't know that could have been your niche man that could have been your mm. thing that sets you apart from all the other fucking directors well you we'll we'll see we'll like.
1: see what rebel moon is like when it comes out we'll give it the um, review. i'm
0: sure it'll be terrible but you know, i think it's cool. just
1: started filming too now the miss america creator america chavez i know one of your favorite characters rich <laughs> um <laughs> she is not only appearing in the doctor strange sequel but in numerous animated TV episodes that she's been in, uh, the Marvel have paid the Miss America creator nothing. Apparently, It's yeah, yeah. terrible. I mean,
0: I hate I hate the character, but that is terrible.
1: I hate the character, but I hate the treatment of the creator even more. You know? I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm, although, <laughs> although, okay, this is going to sound really dark. I'm sorry, but I kind of feel like he's being punished for creating the character. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, I think he's been exploited I, no, by I'm Marvel. Just, I'm just being I'm just being facetious, but No, that's fair enough. I mean, um, yeah, like yeah. it's it sucks. I do feel I do feel for this person like it that, that is sucks. Now, are you familiar with this? Dead Boy Detectives based on DC comics, I believe it's an offshoot of Doom Patrol, which I've not actually read yet. Um No,
0: Dead Boy Detectives, isn't that um Isn't that your boy? Uh
1: Constantine. No 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 Lobo? no
0: no 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 <laughs> man, your writer, um
1: Peter Milligan? Grant Morrison? I don't know.
0: Jesus oh. Christ, I'm out of mind blank. He wrote. Um, what, do um, what do you write? Head Baker. Oh. Broobs. I'm getting too tired now. Greg um, Rucker? Chuck? Who? <laughs> Sandman? Oh, Neil Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. <laughs> oh, I, wow, I, just, I thought that was a Neil Gaiman
1: book. I don't know. I, I've never heard of it.
0: I, uh, I'm sure Dead Boy Detectives was a vertigo. Mm. Neil Gaiman book, I'm okay. sure of it. Okay,
1: well, it's getting... Yeah, first
0: appearance was The Sandman number 25.
1: Okay, I don't remember it at all.
0: Look at that, I know more than you do about your own...
1: No, oh, I haven't read Sandman in a while, Rich. Give me a break, man. You Jeez. are
0: terrible, mate, terrible. Uh, you call yourself a fan. Guys, turning in Neil yeah, Gaiman. Ra- ra- by Neil Gaiman and Matt Wagner.
1: Right, okay, well, the two pretty decent... What are they, in Sandman? I do not remember them being in Sandman for the well, life Well, I believe
0: that it. they're dead. That's why they're called the dead boy detectives. I believe they're ghosts of right. young
1: young guys, and they go around solving, solving our, mysteries. Uh, mysteries. And this is ringing no bells at all regarding Sandman. But anyway. Yeah, the a-
0: characters are the ghosts of two dead children, Charles Rowland and Edwin Payne, right. who rather than enter the afterlife, stay on Earth to become detectives investigating crimes involved in the supernatural. Wow. I would I, would, I might I'd probably watch
1: that. I do not recall that being in Sandman at all. Um so it's number 25, buddy. Issue 25. Issue 25 of Sandman. It's not ringing any bells. But uh, we will take your word for it. Um so new Gaiman and picking up a check. Um mm. is it live action rich or is it animated? I don't know. Well, come on, Rich. You're supposed to be on top of this. No. I don't things. know. I just found out about it and I'm supposed to stay on top of it. Yep. You didn't even know what it was. No, I've never heard of it before in my life. Um, Moonlight Serenade. Well, Episodes 3 and 4...
0: Well, I, I've ordered a pilot, so I don't think it's animation.
1: Okay, all right. Now, Episode 3, I thought of Moonlight was a real improvement and I really enjoyed it when they went to Egypt. But, unfortunately... I haven't seen episode four. Now, Richard, what I want you to do is give us the rundown of what happened in episode four so Dave can know. And what did you think of episode three?
0: Well, let's first, since you only did three, let's mm. let let's discuss what you liked. And I you liked can, yeah, three. I
1: can tell you, going to Egypt, bringing in all the gods and the avatars, I thought was excellent. I really enjoyed it. And um, it made the whole thing feel much more rich and interesting. I really... I I dug episode three. I thought it was a real improvement on what I felt was a marginally interesting series. I, I actually... By the end of three, I was like, wow, that was actually a really cool episode. We saw some Moon Knight. I'm still not a huge fan of this Stephen Grant character, just constantly. And I'm sorry, I said this to Ray, I don't think him talking into fucking mirrors to his other personalities or identities or whatever is, like, that great. Like... You know people are like oh wow they're really handling the aspect of having multiple personalities and identities is really well. I'm like are they? He's talking in a mirror to himself. Like this is fucking cheesy. Yeah. In my opinion. Well,
0: I, I, my understanding was is that usually like the other personalities not all of them know about each other.
1: What in real life?
0: Well, I, I, my understanding is, that someone who has like multiple personalities or whatever, is that a lot of times they don't know about the other, like they don't know yeah. what the other personality does because right they just like disappear. Really,
1: It's so that would be so much more. That sounds so fucking interesting to explore, but they're not yeah, exploring but, it.
0: But it, it's used as a cheap tool yeah. so that that they can have the Steven character solve.
1: Yeah, puzzle that's what that's things. what I said to Ray. I think it's being used super fucking cheesily and cheaply. I don't think it's anything like groundbreaking. This so, feels um, super no, old I thought the
0: interesting the the issue that sorry the issue the episode was very interesting, and I I believe that there's a third, much darker personality hiding in there. Okay, uh, because remember he's blacking out. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, he's yeah. eating those guys, and then he's like, "Stephen, what are you doing?" And Stephen's like, "That's not me." Well, like a now, ra-
1: like a rabid Moon Knight or something. Yeah, like so so I feel like them,
0: they, so either like Conchu was taking over his body, or there's a third personality in there that they're not. Is he that they haven't can, been made
1: aware of? Can yet. I ask a question? And again, I don't mean to offend anybody at all because I honestly don't know. I in the comics, I know that they've made him mentally ill. Is he actually mentally ill? in this um show or is it because of conchu that he's got these other personalities do do we know that like you,
0: you we, know. Don't, we we don't know now i think it's possible that he is mentally ill right. and i think it's got to do with um probably his guilt uh for his wife and the 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 death of her father uh-huh. and and his life as a mercenary i think he may have maybe you know snapped Right, from so he's got, like, trauma and stuff, like that. And stuff But blah, blah, we blah. don't know. It could be that he made a deal with conchu that that conchu gives him a second I don't, you know, know what I mean? Is it real? Create... I don't know. Is like, it real?
1: Know. Is it real, though, that people can have this? Like, is that a real thing that, that people aren't just like, it's not like I'm sitting here <clears throat> and I feel the temptation to be someone radically different? Could I literally no. feel like I flip a switch and think no. I'm like – john and doing all this crazy you know different life and then suddenly i wake up in a room so and i'm he, like you know uh,
0: if, if i believe if that happens it would happen like subconsciously mm. you wouldn't even know like how it starts in the in the thing where he goes to sleep mm. and then he wakes up and like things have happened mm. um so you, i believe that the other personality regresses while the other one takes over mm. Uh, but the the other one, I I believe it takes – it's not like this where they're like, take over, take – it doesn't work like that. like And, again, you don't
1: really – Yeah. Look, else. I mean, I don't mean really to be like, too critical of the show because I they know they've got to get through the episodes and they've got to have these devices. I just didn't feel it was doing anything that revolutionary. I thought it was pretty – well
0: I mean, to be fair, it's like basically Stan Lee saying, oh, you know, Daredevil's for, like, blind kids. And it's like, yeah, but he's not really blind. Like, like. He, he he has sonar. He can pretty much fucking yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not yeah, like hundred percent blind, blind, blind. Like it's like, no, not like Mister so.
1: Magoo or someone. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: um, I'll tell you what I didn't like about um, the third episode. Mm. So when they get all the 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 gods together, yeah, I love it. And goes, that guy's trying to find this god that you've. Yeah. hidden away and entombed and they go are you and he goes no i'm not oh well there you have it can't you <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah he's yeah.
0: not doing anything and it's like are you fucking kidding me i do like, like ethan
1: Hawke. i think ethan Hawke's very oh good no it.
0: it's brilliant but what pissed me off mm. and i don't know if it was just lazy writing
1: probably was rich
0: but the fact that he's like accusing this guy of trying to like unearth a god that's been hidden away mm. that that the other gods seem to either fear or can't let loose. He's telling you this guy's trying to get this fucking god, And you just go, are you doing that? And he goes, I'm not. And no. they go, well, that's good enough for us. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, that pisses me off. I just feel like that's lazy writing. I just feel like, oh. Um, but uh, yes, otherwise, it's pretty good. And the fourth episode is really good. It gave me um, the mummy vibes. Cool. Um, the, the you know, it was, it was, it's called The Tomb. And they actually find the tomb of Alexander. So you and the, great. Of Alexander yeah. the Great. Alexander the Great.
1: Mm. Uh, He's wow. buried in a pyramid. Sign me up for that. You know I love Alexander the Great. Um, I won't spoil too much. Do you There's see the ghost goes- of Alexander
0: or anything? I'm not going to spoil much because I know oh. that you like that. So I love that um, shit. Yeah, okay. you, you'll enjoy that. And, wow. um, so it
1: basically Great, g- g- greatest man who's ever lived, Alexander the Great. Uh, yeah, he would agree with you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a fucking shot across the bow. Greatest man who ever lived. And look, that's better than Caesar. Wow, well, we're very slow. We're slow down, Rich. Well, I'm, you slow just down. said greatest, the greatest, ru- greatest ruler ever, Julius Caesar.
0: Oh, that, oh, greatest oh you man. just said
1: man. You no, just said greatest man. Greatest conqueror, greatest conqueror. Like, he, he was an inspiration. He did it all. He did it all. From Greece to India, Alexander the Great. Thank you very much. I think he might beat your boy, I'm afraid. Who? Caesar. It's tough to beat Caesar, my friend, but I think he does. It's tough to beat old Caesar. Um,
0: it's a it's a good episode. This one, uh, you'll find out some more about um Mark and the and uh, I must be honest, I'm not really that in. I I find the wife uninteresting. I fucking I can't know.
1: stand the wife, and I wish it was Marlene I, I, who I love. Marlene, mm. there's no Marlene, and there's no Frenchie that I've seen. Yeah, so I far.
0: don't find yeah, I don't find her very compelling. Um, I find, I massively find her massively uncompelling. Yeah, I don't find her acting that
1: that great either.
0: I, um, Ray knows
1: I love Marlene, big, buxom, blonde Marlene. I'm a big fan. She's nowhere to but, be seen uh, in the series.
0: Ethan Hawke is definitely the standout of the show. Like, yeah, I think he's just quietly outdoing everyone, and nothing. And he's not even doing it in like any bombastic. No. Um, you'll. I don't want to spoil things for you, but there's a. Um, so Mark gets shot. Yeah, and then he wakes up and he's in a mental hospital. Okay, and uh, the Ethan Hawke character is the doctor there, the oh, Jesus. he's a psychiatrist and all that, oh, dear. and he's got like a moustache and everything. It's it's fucking really fun. Um, and then you can see Ethan Hawke be a different kind of character. Like he's just he's almost been like a,
1: you know. A, a thoughtful, yeah, like caring, a, almost friendly, caring kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: like you know, I'm here for you. I'm here to help and all that. It's it's a really good episode. Um, it's an hour long actually. It's the longest episode so far. I was, I was sitting there watching again. Shouldn't this be fucking ending soon? And, and it went on for about a, an actual hour. I want to so. check.
1: No, well, I'll definitely check it out. We've got the long weekend now, and um, I'll definitely check it out. So that sounds interesting. So out of ten, what are you giving the show so far? I'll give it a seven. It's weird, like. I'm going to score
0: it high because I do feel like this this episode's got me the most interested. Yeah. But before this episode, I feel like it was just
1: treading, it was a show order. that
0: I didn't hate, mm. that I thought was good, but I wasn't like excited. At, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for next week. Or yeah. I almost had to remind myself, oh shit, you've got to watch Moon Knight for yeah for the show. And I'm not again, I'm not putting it down. It's it's probably one of the better Marvel shows mm. that I, that I have watched, but it's still not like I still, do, like it might become must see TV now with this, after this episode. Cause I feel like this one was the strongest episode. Okay. This one was the best episode. Uh, Cause now they're going back into the, you're crazy
1: yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was the whole, did you just dream the whole thing?
1: um well that's the that's what ethan hawke's playing on isn't it i guess he's playing on well we'll have to see because
0: i don't know if it's ethan hawke doing that because Mm. when he gets shot he falls into this water and i don't know if maybe he's transported to like the afterlife or purgatory or i I, again i don't know because it, it you know it kind of ends there right um but now i'm interested whereas i i would be honest with you if i just go the first three episodes i would probably score it maybe like five or five yeah Maybe six, if I'm being generous. But this this episode, I, I'd bump it up to seven.
1: Okay, uh, are you disappointed that it's only six episodes?
0: Uh, probably a little bit now that I feel like I've yeah
1: you're kind you know of
0: that, that, that I've you know I've kind of been you know, you've only got me excited by
1: episode four. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and there's only two you more know. to go.
0: Yeah, so I mean, look, hopefully you can end strong with those two episodes, and then I'll feel at least okay. Well, I got half, you know, exactly. From, four five and six but um we'll see as i said the first three, and oh my god i'm sorry i i i can't stand um uh oscar isaac's uh, uh english accent i just think it's terrible
1: yeah i'm not a huge fan of it either it's it's cheesy it's it's it
0: definitely sounds like someone who wasn't coached who just said i think i know what english people sound like yeah
1: sounds like a, i can do a cogney accent kind of thing
0: yeah yeah, because that's the problem. His English accent feels like it's not distinct. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it's 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 different things that he's heard yeah. from different like dialects and accents. I agree, but I agree I, but him. I don't think he's he. Yeah, because he doesn't sound like he's from London or. Or, or like, or like Newcastle or Liverpool. You know what I mean? He doesn't.
1: Yeah. There's no. It's funny if he did do a Liverpudlian accent, like oh, Ringo Starr. Oh, you know, if he had actually <laughs> bothered to maybe
0: get coaching, they could have, like, yeah, pointed him towards a <laughs> uh, um, a, a good accent.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, well, happy news. We've we've talked about creators getting screwed. John Bogdanov, who we know from the '90s Superman run, he was very big in the '90s. Remember Superman with the long hair, Rich? Mm-hmm. Um, the he, Mullet Superman, yeah, Mullet Superman. He sold his Death of Superman artwork for over half a million dollars US, which is good nice. to see. Yeah, I mean, nice. good for him. He held on to it. Oh, obviously, there's been some price, you no, know. You
0: have to help You you would have had right. to have held on to that. I mean, that was a that was a fucking monumental mm. um, thing in comics. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you threw that away, I think you'd you'd, you'd have to. Oh no, good good luck idiot. to the
1: guy because like I think he did a very distinctive Superman in the nineties. Um, so yeah, that's good news now. Judge Dredd's story, which we're going to be doing on Dread or Dead when it concludes, is called the Citadel, which is that spin-off story of the Apocalypse War, and it has Dread versus Dread. Now, apparently, that was planned by John Wagner to be the death of the Dread, death of Dread storyline, and instead, mm. it's going to be kind of like it's it's it, I know I don't know the, in, in, the ins and outs of it all, but I believe it's like a clone of Dread um, in, in Apocalypse War. Potentially, there's been a swap. So it's going to be interesting. So that is something we're going to do on Dread or Dead, and we want you on that show soon, Rich. Um, even potentially next week if you want to, for um, you know, with the Johnny Alpha, or maybe you want to do a later Judge Dread one. But we'll get you on Dread or Dead soon. I'm,
0: I'm down for next week. All right. Just tell okay. me when.
1: All right. Cool. Um, that sounds good to me, man. Um, now. What about this? Ambulance is the new film out by Michael Bay, and Michael Bay had a quote, I feel the American dream has been twisted and is disappearing. Uh, mm. And, I mean, a lot of his films fairly heavy on the patriotism. Um, yeah, that's been a... I
0: don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't I disagree do with him, that. I, I agree. With I, I do think that a lot of people see the America, especially in America, uh, mm. which is funny, I think a lot of people in America see the um, the American dream now as somehow evil. Or, wow! Or problematic, yeah. or you know, um,
1: yeah,
0: uh, sad. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I do agree with him. I do feel like there is far less patriotism in America these days.
1: There's um, certainly a lot of patriots, but there's 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 also a lot of people who hate the flag. You know, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like more so now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, you had like your hippies and yeah, those movies in like
1: the 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 seven, you know,
0: the '60s. Yeah. And, and stuff and all that. But I Fair feel enough. like there's way more people now. I would oh. probably, I would even dare say half the country probably hates the country.
1: Wow. That's sad, isn't it, man? That's very I think sad. so. I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely shocking. Um, now, we had Sam Jackson talking about Nick Fury. He's like, yeah, I love Nick Fury. Of course, come on. He's the guy who has no superpowers, who's in charge of people who have superpowers, and they let him be. There's something special about him. He's a leader of men that are very different in another kind of way. It's very satisfying to be part of a world that I admired for so long when I was a kid. I still buy comic books. I still go to comic book stores. I still read them. To, but to be able to be that character in that, it's the same as when I was doing Afro Samurai or any of those comic book characters. It means something to be part of the cultural canon that people revere and that they respect in another way. I think it's very well said from Sam Jackson there. You know?
2: Hmm.
1: Like, I mean, you know, it's, he, he's he's just basically saying he likes a character, but he's digging it a bit deeper. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's like, this is a cool character – it actually means something to him. I think it's cool. I mean, I'm sure he likes the paycheck as well, the, the regular paycheck <laughs> that's coming in from fucking Marvel. It doesn't hurt, but...
0: Well, I, you know. I've heard him say that he likes anime and hentai too, so...
1: Yeah, good for him. Um, Better Call Saul's co-creator, Peter Gold, has officially confirmed that Breaking Bad's Bryan Cranston and Aaron Paul will reprise their roles as Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in the spin-offs final season. This is big news, Rich. You haven't watched Breaking Bad, have you?
0: No, no, not interesting. It's very, very
1: sad state of affairs, Richard.
0: Not really. I feel fine.
1: No, well, you shouldn't.
0: Um, I, I, I feel <laughs> like I have a very full and fulfilling life.
1: With your chips playing, you know, and Kogan's Heroes, and you're just in your bubble. And
0: Better TV like, than what's on now.
1: <laughs> Breaking Bad is a good show. I don't know why you don't like it because it's a really good show, man. Like, honestly, like. Uh, you know, it is, honestly, I will say this, it really makes you care about the characters and stuff like that. Like, it hooks you, man. You know? No,
0: I don't, know. You can't get me to care about um, uh, criminals, Dave. I'm sorry. You can try and humanise them as much as possible. <laughs> they give two shits about criminals.
1: What about Heat? Robert De Niro's character. He's technically a criminal. Where the yeah, fuck is his coming from? But, but I'm
0: I'm rooting for the um, Pacino. Al Pacino character. Yeah, fair so.
1: enough, yeah. You got me boxed in? What if I got you boxed in? I put you down. I'm on the, I'm on the back end of a th- my ma- of bad marriage, master That's
0: <laughs> yeah, a good movie. Robert De Niro and Al Pacino is really good in that. But it's I good. never, I never felt connected to like the.
1: I the, feel super like, fucking connected. You know, I feel super connected. Robert De Niro. That's
0: I don't the- know. I, here's the thing. I guess you know, and and this is this is sort of why I have an issue with like like this whole like people wanting to deconstruct heroes and sure. you know as. Yeah, as um um sure you like a bike uh, back I mean like to say you know oh I want to bring them down to the dirt you know with so sure. they can live with us and all that I'm like I don't want my heroes living with me in the dirt like sure life is dirty life is shitty it's it's dark there's bad people in it there's shitty people you know what I mean like so
2: yeah, but, but, v- vigilantes I don't need
0: to watch that.
1: but vigilantes operate in the grime Man, like comedian, yeah, but you're, again, Punisher,
0: you, those guys. yeah, but that's your thing, Dave. Yeah, it sure is. You're the you're the vigilante guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm it. not that big of a Punisher fan, or yeah, it's sad, or, or or anything like it's that. Very I sad mean, of don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like a, a good action movie, and you know, again, yeah. a lot of those revolve.
1: What about Death Wish? You spoke about Death Wish, the rape scene and stuff, like in Death Wish one and two. and he goes on the rampage.
0: Yeah, but again, I'm watching. He's not a bad
1: guy in it. But he's a vigilante. I mean, he's yeah, bra- he technically breaking like, the law.
0: Yes, Dave. There's always exceptions to the rules. Okay. But what he's doing is he's not. Um, he he is trying to bring he's not justice. Coo- he's not cooking meth. He's
1: not cooking meth. Like exactly, Baltimore. he's not
0: cooking yeah. meth and selling it to poor fucking schmucks <laughs> in the in the street, getting them hooked on crap and all that, just so he can make money. Like sure. I'm, su- I'm sorry, like it's why I never connected with the Sopranos. I don't fucking care if he's talking to psychiatrist. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you're a fucking mafioso. Like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I, you, man. I don't oh, care yeah. about you.
1: You go by the book, Rich. I liked it about you. you. Go by the book, my friend.
0: Like I said, I grew up watching Chirps, uh, <laughs> A-Team, you know, Night Rider. I love it when a plan like, comes together. I'm sorry, I just, I woke watch up watching Heroes and Magna I just watched the team good people. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Magnet P.I., whatever. What about,
1: what? I'm going to give you something that might blow your mind. What about Ocean's Eleven? Okay. They're pulling a heist in that, in both the original and the George Clooney remake does that? Does that worry you or not? Because it's more comedic. Um,
0: it's a bit more comedic, but it's also um, they're not hurting. Um, yeah, they're robbing the, the good casino. Guy.
1: They're robbing the casino, kind of thing. Yeah, right
0: like it's 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 slightly bad guys against
1: worse guys. What about Goodfellas or Casino? No, no. Can you watch no. those movies? though? I have
0: watched them. I didn't enjoy them. Okay.
1: So you you are very much like I think when they I think when they put you. I'm in not enamoured.
0: I'm not enamoured by like that mafia world. I'm sure. just really not. i no. that, that, that lifestyle does not appeal to me in any shape or form. Sure,
1: I understand. I understand. You know,
0: your product. And of also, I just I don't like to romanticize criminals too much. Like, if it's you. a bit of a comedy, okay, fine, whatever. It's a comedy. It's not. It's you know. It's it's a bit of fluff. But if you're trying to do something serious, like it's a serious dramatic. Thinking, sure. We really want you to connect with this criminal. now. I don't
1: care. Kalido's way. Scarface.
0: No, again, I have seen it, but um, <laughs> again, I didn't enjoy it. Like I'm a
1: political refugee. I come
0: from Cuba. <laughs> Are you a homosexual? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy?
0: <laughs> it's so funny to me that he's played two different <laughs> mafioso guys.
1: Al. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, he played, um, yeah, the
0: Godfather, and then he's also played Scarface. Like he's played yeah. two fucking crime lords. I love I Scarface. I love Scarface. I
1: think it's great. But <laughs> he puts his face in, the like I'll be honest, you, I, I got
0: some enjoyment out of Scarface just because of how stupid it was. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's so a bit over, over the, the top.
1: top. It's so over the top. It's, yeah. it's almost a comedy. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's it's, it's so close to the line that it's crazy. It really is nuts.
0: You know, like when he has that, like, mountain of fucking...
1: Yeah, blowing. He's <laughs> putting his face on his it. desk.
0: And then he's, like, screaming like, the, like the, the 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 rifle is his penis. Yeah. You know, like, like, holding it there going, say hello to my little friend. Like, that's become, so, oh, like, Lord, such but... a
1: fucking meme. And what about when uh, Michelle Favre comes in goes, your womb's polluted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that movie's almost a comedy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I can I understand like why people like that, just because it's so ridiculous. It's a lot them. of
1: fun for for a movie that could be so dark. It's actually a lot of fun.
0: There's yeah, a, you and you,
1: and that I, that's
0: where I think the the current Al Pacino was born.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sure.
0: You know yeah. that, that over, over the, the, the top, top. Al Pacino that whoa, like whoa. he was born with Starface, because yeah. his his Michael Corleone character is far more reserved and. Like
1: Serpico, Serpico, Dogs Day Afternoon. You do see a more over the top Al Pacino. Uh, he's but very, they, were they after Scarface or before? Both of them were before. Oh, okay. Both maybe
0: those ones, before. and then they culminated with Scarface. Dog, Dog he, Day he Afternoon.
1: Back. Dog Day Afternoon is a is I, I I think it's a ten out of ten movie. I love that movie. It's so good. It's um. Have you seen it?
0: I have.
1: Um, yeah. I, yeah. I
0: also like because that was. It's based There's on a movie, story. Yeah, the, another movie I like is uh, Inside Man. That's a good film. That's yeah. a good film. Like, I like, but, did, yeah. But I'll be honest with you. I do have, even though I'm not, like, big on criminals, I will be honest, the only exception I have, the weakness I have, is a good heist movie.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, man. You know? Of course, dude. Well, at the end of the day, dude, it's, it's just stories, man. It's just stories, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, but to be fair, usually a heist movie is, as I said, it's – Bad guys against worse guys, usually. Exactly. A, a heist movie. So, you know, that's why I. it's my little, like, sort of, like, caveat where I'm like, I can enjoy a heist movie because they they generally doing it against worse criminals. I agree.
1: Uh, now, the Batman came out on streaming. Um, Michelle was quite excited. We're going to watch it. It's on, out on HBO Max Hulu well, everywhere else.
0: You've seen it before, so try not to fall asleep or throw it back out. I'm
1: pretty confident I will <laughs> fall asleep on the second viewing. Like, just the thought of it, I'm like, Ugh like <laughs> just oh my god that's why I said you
0: could you could make a three hour movie right um but make it a three hour movie that's rewatchable yeah man that's that's going to take some skill because i'll be honest with you i can watch i can rewatch lord of the rings the extended edition sure i can every time because i love it but i i just don't have it in me to rewatch this batman movie i just I'm, or, or the zack Snyder mm, fucking no. just i just i'm sorry i'm like you did not make an entertaining
1: well it was it was G4 the batman movie. for me it was decent enough but it's also just one tone and i sometimes one tone movies for me get very dull you know like it's just a long film very padded yeah. Lot and of to be stuff fair, at be least come.
0: Lord of the Rings, you're following different characters. Exactly, like, there's a lot know, more storyline, sort of cast, and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, so. All I know is, Richard, when they say at the start of Batman, when they mention the seawall, and something, in my brain said that'll come back up, and then it, three hours later it comes back up, and I'm of like, course.
0: Well, that's the rule. Something you introduce yeah, in the first act has to has to be I, off in I, I know,
1: act. but like sometimes it's so on the nose as well that you're like, most of the time goes, it's on the nose. Yeah, it's like, of course, yes. Thank, thank you, Chekhov, saying the rifle above the fireplace. Had to be shown at some point in the yeah. storyline, like thank you to all the screenwriters who know that rule because then it becomes very predictable sometimes. Uh, now I don't think it's,
0: I think it's law now, I don't think it's a rule, I think it's law,
1: yeah, exactly. I saw you, you know, that Beckendale test thing where they say, Can a woman beckdale yeah. test? There was some recent thing, I think it was like, it might have been Lord of the Rings or, or the Hobbit or something, and they said it failed the test. and I was just like, Oh, well, you know, cancel culture. <laughs> Did it fail the test? Uh, I, I don't know if it was Hobbit, but it was a movie like that, like a very. I don't
0: remember. I don't remember two women even talking in the Hobbit together.
1: Well, that's why it fails the test.
0: No, 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 no. The Bechdel test is that They've two women, two and, women and, have to have a conversation and yeah. not
1: involve men, and not be talking about a man. Yeah. So, if, but if but I
0: don't remember two female characters actually no, no, having. No, no, but, but it,
1: a... no, but if it, if if two female characters don't even have a conversation, it still fails the test. That's the whole point of it.
0: Oh, is, have they added yeah. that onto the Bechdel
1: test? Because I believe I that's believe always that, been part it, of the um, test, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. So in, in, a lot of films in, in history, like overall, don't e- fail the test because two female characters don't even talk. So that's, that's I, I think as well, it's got to do with something with the plot because I, I'm kind of like if a, if a woman pulls up at a McDonald's and the cashier is a chick and she's like, I want a Big Mac, does it pass the test? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know the test that well actually like but um you you know what I mean if, they, if they're talking very inconsequentially uh like you know is is such and such in, in their office I don't know but mm-hmm. But anyway, it was some big movie. That's a stupid
0: test to begin with. So that's
1: really it's, a, it's a test I couldn't give a shit about. But you know, people love it as well. Like you know, and then I, as well, what I love is like the uh, the sort of more new wave feminism going. That's not even the fucking that. That's the bare basics. Like the fact that that's the test is an insult. It's even more sexist. This is like oh Jesus. Like you know. Like, don't feel you should pat yourself that hard on the back because you passed that test because that's the bare minimum of what we require. Haven't you heard these people? Like, they get really incensed.
0: To me, these people are like petulant children. They the are. One like
1: children you like never do,
0: the one thing you never do is give in to a petulant child
1: yeah. because they'll just
0: demand more and more
1: and more. <laughs> but, but, like, they're so crazily mad about it. And you feel like saying, I hate the test to start with, you know. That's <laughs> a stupid
0: test. It's a stupid test. Some People should write whatever the fuck they want. It's their characters. Yeah. It's you don't just... – like, I'm sorry. I'll watch something and I can say, okay, I enjoyed it or I didn't enjoy it or I thought the writing was poor or the writing was strong. That's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to create some test yeah, some that crap other test. people have to fucking meet – for their work of fiction. I'm sorry, that's unacceptable. Well, i tell you you what does pass the test. I will judge it whether it's good or bad.
1: i tell you what does pass the test, uh, the Des series, because it's a female lead character and she has plenty of conversations with other females through all three books that often do not revolve around men at all. So there you go. You know?
0: Technically, do they talk about other women, though? Do they talk about other partners? What do you mean? Well... Put it this way: If the Bechdel test is for straight, technically straight people, because right. if a woman can't be talking about a man, sure. but if your character's lesbian, she's, if she's bisexual, talking about other women. Bisexual. Does she she's then bisexual. fail the test or what? She's bisexual. Well, but um, it doesn't matter. She's talking about.
1: Uh, she's talking other No, but she, there, she, there's in the in the books, in the three books, there's instances, many instances, where she's talking to other female characters about things other than like. Romantic or anything. You know uh, what I mean? Does
0: she ever talk to them about rom- about something romantic? Ever? Oh, well, like yeah, ever. she's got partners. Well, mate, you so- failed. You failed. Sorry, mate. You failed.
1: <laughs> no, that's not the test. The test is the test. And I know the test because I remember reading about it. The test, you only have to have one instance of it, of it, of it happening to pass the test. That's why the test is very ironic because it's such a low bar. That's the point of the test. And the point of the test is then to point out that Hollywood can't even meet this very low bar. That's the point of the well, test.
0: Okay, yeah, but but okay, no, no, but my point is like, okay, so this is my problem with the Bechtel test, right? So it says here, uh, it asks whether uh, a work features at least two women mm. who talk to each other about something other than a man. But yes. now my question is we've got far more sexualities now. Mm. So does the Bechtel test need to be expanded? Does it mean that? <laughs> If two female characters who are lesbian get together, they can't talk about another lesbian character I don't in know. like
1: if like, I that's my they point. like. I think or they can. I think they can. Is it only
0: is it only geared towards? It's men? a
1: feminist test, man. So I think they can talk about other women. Basically.
0: Oh, then it's a then they're still talking about romantic shit. Yeah, but the, a it's a, a feminist woman, text,
1: too. man. So like the, feminist yeah. test, so they're allowed to talk about other women, man, because it's feminist you know. I yeah. and say, I mean,
0: uh, but to be fair, it's a perfectly reasonable test because no two women in history ever get together to talk about their partners or their.
1: No, but you'll be the, the test. It, you're, it, you could, you, you could have a scene. Okay, so here's a scene. Okay, Demond walks into, uh, walks into a, a room, and another character, let's call her Missy's there, and she says, "Is David in the in the other room?" She's referring to the creator. And and the character says, he is, go on through. And he goes on through. That is a situation, that scene in itself fails the test because the scene is she comes in a room and asks about David, a male, and then goes through. But in the same book, okay, let's just say it's a book, it could be a film, comes in uh, to, to, the, to the room and Misty's there and she says, are we all good tomorrow for the assassination? And she says, yeah, we are. And she says, fantastic and walks out that scene passes the test and you only have to pass the test once in the work to pass the Bechdel test so your work only has to that that, that's the test that's the whole point of the test that it's a low bar test and it's it's also meant to be ironic that, that that Hollywood can't uh beat the test that's all part of the test I know enough to know that that's true I'm not saying I agree with it or that I think it's all a bit stupid, but that is the test. So you don't have to be—you don't have to pass the test in every scene. You only have to pass the test once to pass the test. That's that's the that's point. Really, that's fucking dumb, dude. It's, it, it all came from a comic book, and it was a satirical conversation in a comic book. It was never intended to be uh, like uh, this huge thing it became in culture. It was a scene in a comic book, basically, that this woman wrote. In, in, in sort of like a um, in a feminist comic comic book, between bikes two- to watch out for. Yeah, I was, I was, that that was the whole point of it, man. It was always like very ironic. Yeah, so in essence, Rich, that's just a very long description and uh, about the Bechdel oh, test, interesting. Which, uh, yeah, which we can all hopefully move on and never hear about again. It would be nice. Um, Nick Cage uh, speaking on uh, Ask Me Anything session on Reddit, respond to a question of whether he would reprise his role as Johnny Blaze. If Marvel Studios asked, I would really need to see what they had in mind before answering that. Replied Cage. The actor did not respond to any other questions, asking him to elaborate on what he would want from the role. Let me guess, a lot of money. Um, you know, I mean, he, it could conceivably happen that he might cameo. That wouldn't it? Look, he would never be the you know frontline ghostwriter. but the chances of seeing him do Johnny Blaze at some point, whether that would be in a CGI you know, youth version. I, I, I would not put that against that happening. You know what oh, I mean?
0: What well, what, what they could do, which could be nice or something like that is that he could play the father. Yeah. Like a different in, character in, in a reboot or something. And, you know, he can play the father it, or, or um,
1: not the father, even the, the, uh, you know, the guy, oh, he can play Mephisto, Mephisto or Roxy's father. That's what I'm saying. You know,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a Nick Cage as
1: Mephisto though. I think that would be really. cool. That would actually be really cool. Uh, the CW is considering cancelling The Flash with a shortened final season. How many seasons have there been? It feels like it's been going on forever. Too many. It's, yeah, like, Jesus, like, it feels like it's on season 20. You know, one of those shows that's just been going on for longer than time, but I think it's about eight. Uh, how about this? Keith Sutherland says Jack Bauer's story is unresolved, and he opens the door to more 24. What a, fuck a, what a surprise from uh, Keith Sutherland there. Like, you know, with his hand out, like, saying, pay me.
0: Well, you know, some people just try and float it out there, hope it gets traction, and maybe, you know, a studio will be like, oh, look, the people are interested in this new, uh, another 24.
1: I said this to Michelle. She was beside herself with excitement. I think she thought that it was actually been announced. She was like, (laughs) she was like so pumped up that 24 was. I was like, it's not actually official. It's not coming back yet. This is just Keith Sutherland. It's, It's him trying to make it a thing. Stoke the fires a little bit. Like, but yeah, if her reaction is anything to be, you know, Sort of the response of a 24 fan, she was like loving it that, that much. Um, now also, there's a new Dragonlance game coming, it's a battle game and a hardcover book. Uh, and it's designed for large scale battles, and it's coming later this year in 2022. So, for those who don't know, Dragonlance is one of the biggest properties that D had, one of the biggest campaign settings outside of Forgotten Realms, it's probably the biggest. And, um, yeah, and uh, they're putting out a sort of wargaming aspect. Now, I had a re- I had some really good emails from Michael Kellish in this week, but they were all good. Michael's a legend of the game. But he had one email where he was discussing these pitches for new IDW books, and I wanted to say them to you because I actually, I mean, he's very critical of them, but I actually thought some of them were okay, and I want to see, I want to go to... But you know me, Rich, I sometimes get very high initially. You know what I mean? Mm. My reaction at times can be a little... um Euphoric. Euphoric, I guess is the word to describe it. Now, I'm just trying to find the fucking email because Michael sent me about three emails and um, one of them was with ID, about IDW, IDW. So I'll type it in, IDW. IDW, come on, come up. Yes, here we go. Uh, da, da, da. Yes, here we go. Um, IDW... Oh yeah, he he he's got he's got a good question for JM, which I'm going to put into the JM interview. But then he's got this thing: IDW unveils original comic book projects for potential film and TV deals. Uh, so blah blah blah. It's all this shit about how IDW are trying to become the new image. Blah blah blah. Um, okay, so we'll just go through them all. So some of them sound boring. So there's there's a heist one um, called Dark Spaces Wildfire by Scott Snyder. Follows a group of female inmate firefighters deep into the smouldering California hills where their desperate heist of a burning mansion will lead them to the score of a lifetime or a deadly trap. Um, I didn't realise they were inmates. Uh, then we've got... Uh, I'm not sure how to say it. Trev Kilt? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Marty Tarantula, a down-on-his-luck loser whose last-ditch scheme to escape a lifetime of fast food service sets him on a collision course with the cult of violent devil-worshipping lunatics. We've got... Crashing? Uh, this is what I thought sounded good. A five-issue miniseries written by Matthew Klein Klein with art by and Brem throws open the doors of an emergency room filled with the casualties of superhuman war where Rose Osler, a doctor on her own path of addiction recovery, faces the most dangerous day of her medical career. I thought that one sounded okay. Yeah, <laughs> here's the one that Michael is making fun of. Now, I want to get your honest reaction. Earth Divers. An ongoing series written by Stephen Graham Jones with art by Davidi Felice unites four Indigenous survivors in an apocalyptic near future as they embark on a bloody one-way, one-way mission to save the world by travelling back in time to kill Christopher Columbus and prevent the creation of America. What do you think of that one, Rich?
0: Again, people that hate America.
1: That is very. That is a was a theme actually of one of our shows. So, hey, Signal of Doom has a theme this week, <laughs> uh, and they get more boring after that. That was the best one I thought. Uh, one of the best ones. The rest of them I can't even bother saying. So, the problem
0: with a lot of these stuff mm. is they all sound like Netflix pictures.
1: They do. They do. They do. We've and got. That's what yeah. a lot of
0: writers are doing now. They're trying to just get the Netflix deal. They're yeah. trying to get the streaming deal. And that's, the you know, a lot of the shit is just that's what they're and They're all trying to write stories that they think would be easy enough to make. Yeah. Like, um, you know, because they all sound a bit boring to me, like, in terms yeah. of, like, there's nothing really super special about any of them. No. Like, you know, you know. Yeah, it's generic, like almost TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, I'll put it there. They just sound like Netflix pictures. They just sound like. Yeah. Shows that it would come on Netflix.
1: What do you think about this one? The Sin Bin, written by Robbie Thompson, with art by Molly Murakami, hits the road uh, with washed-up hockey player Dale Dukes-Dukaneski, who moonlights as a monster hunter during away games with his daughter Kat in tow, hoping to find her mother's killer. Like, that does feel like you're putting together about two or three different pitches into one, doesn't it? Like, it just sounds so...
0: But it's the it's the only one so far that sounds the most comic booky.
1: Yeah. Then we've got this one. The Hunger and the Dusk, a 12-issue storyline written by J. Willow Wilson, we know her from Captain... Oh, not Ms. Balfour, sorry. With art by Chris Wildgoose, upends an age-old conflict between humans and orcs by introducing a new deadlier species. Fragile alliances form and unexpected romances blossom as former enemies wade into battle to save their two races. Do you like the one, Rich?
0: I mean, it sounds interesting. I don't have any faith in her as a writer, but <laughs> it certainly sounds interesting. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so they're, they're the pictures, and thank you, Michael, for your email. Well, I've, I've read
0: some of her stuff. Her, her Wonder Woman stuff is trash.
1: No, I've, I've never read a Will. I was the comic that I thought has been even readable, frankly. You know, um, at all. Uh, I mean, I, it's I, an interesting
0: idea. Afraid. I just don't. I don't think it would actually be as good as it it could sound. It oh, sounds like, it like it's going to be, be cutesy
1: wootsy too. Between because it's the... got the wrong. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's going to be like. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be something that sounds interesting, but written by someone who doesn't understand the. The, the medium or the, the world?
1: <laughs> it sounds like something I'll never read. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something I'll fucking bypass in a massive way. Uh, shopping with the gang. Next week, Richard, we have Justice League 75 coming out. We're going to do it on Signal. It's the death of the Justice League. Apparently, everyone mm. dies.
0: Oh, my God. So Fuck
1: Everyone dies in this. Do you, who do you think is going to survive?
0: I'm, I'm chomping at the bit.
1: You know who I think is going to survive? Fucking Naomi. Probably, I think this this fucking character is like a cockroach that just will not die. Um, she should so
0: she's die. The, she's the Miss Marvel of DC.
1: She should die. She should be the first off the chopping block. If if someone's going to be the sacrificial victim, it should be her. But I just she she won't die, and that pisses well, me Well, I mean,
0: off. technically, none of them are supposed to survive,
1: correct? Yeah, I don't know. They're they're hedging their bets and saying nearly all of them die now. It's oh, apparently-
0: then it's not the death of the Justice League, is it? Yeah, it's, it's,
1: well, it's the death of the dream, Richard. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, that died a long time ago for
1: me. Yeah, and then we've got Savage Short of Conan, the Marvel Years Omnibus Volume 7. Of course, Dave's getting that. Uh, I've got Volume 7 of the original Marvel years, just the normal one on the way, so I'm well-stocked. And Marvel are just loving me with my uh, Conan collection, which is really getting up there now. I'm really happy with it, actually. Um, you know, that's something that they can bear with, Rich, basically. Um, now, Weekly Comics, Rich uh Flashpoint Beyond Zero. Uh Jeff Johns and Eduardo Rizzo. Is that right? Is it how you pronounce his name? Um I think so, yeah. on uh, Art Judy's from 100 Bullets fame. I really enjoyed this. Um it, the ending was puzzling and I was a bit confused, but I enjoyed the comic in general. I like the artwork, I like the grimy feel, basically it's Thomas Wayne, the inverse of Flashpoint where Flash woke up in the Flashpoint universe in this one. Thomas Wayne wakes up from whatever fucking world he was in before. I don't even know. I know he was in Batman briefly and he wakes back up in the Flashpoint universe. But um, well, he was part of that. Um, that uh, stupid uh, Tom King thing.
0: Yeah. The one where it was like the the black Superman, him yeah. and uh, a whole bunch oh, of Oh, was other he? Off- yeah. yeah infant- remember that? Infinite Frontier. That yeah, that was Infinite Frontier. That was it. He was part of that, remember? Oh, was he?
1: Oh, I forgot he was in that. Okay, so he was in Infinite Frontier, which I actually liked. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I like this issue. What did you think, Rich?
0: It's interesting. Um, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious where he, he
1: accidentally killed Barry Allen. That was funny, wasn't it? He, he just fucked up the experiment, basically.
0: No, so someone else did, but, I mean, it still ended up with... Um,
1: <laughs> the death of Barry Allen. So did did funny. we see who actually did that? Was there a it there? were some
0: some? it was some Atlantean.
1: Yeah, that's right. Cause, yeah, and um, no, but I I I genuinely found this was an intro because I wouldn't have thought going back to Flashpoint universe is something I particularly want. But when I read it, I was like, yeah, I I, I dug it. Now at the end, Rich, was that one of the Time Masters? That kid was there because I I loved all the allusions, the meta allusions to DC, like everything matters and. 5G averted, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was kind of clever. What did you think? Yeah, of all if, that only, stuff? if
0: only it was true. Well, it has <laughs>
1: been averted for now. Like. It has been averted. No, for now. no,
0: no. But my point is, to to Jeff Johns, that is true. Yeah, that's Jeff Johns' words. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a DC's words. Like yeah. that's that's not their belief. No. Um, yeah.
1: Postponed, or likely. Uh,
0: but it's interesting because it, it it looks like um, Reverse Flash might be alive as well. Really because well remember there was a moment where um after harvey dent dies yes and um because it looks like thomas wayne is going to take harvey Dent's kid probably as like his sidekick or something he's maybe going to be the robin right yeah um there's like a speedster that like rushes past and says yes like need to talk to you wayne or something like that yeah that was confusing they don't reveal who it is so i'm i'm sure it's going to be probably like reverse flash is still going to be alive and could
1: reverse flash be good in this reality
0: well, it's probably not, but I mean, <laughs> okay. Well, um, just maybe so with deep. the death of Barry Allen in that, and I don't know, like maybe he, they'll they'll be um, unlikely, unlikely allies, allies. uneasy, like uneasy,
1: and unlikely allies. Yeah,
0: and it looks like Batman is is gonna do is stupid enough that he's gonna make the same mistake as Flash. Mm. He's gonna try and save his dad. Yeah. And and like even like the like the time kid there like you know part of the yeah, the time was
1: he's like yeah you're gonna fuck things up. How do you know is that? He... What do you mean? How do you know that Batman you mean save his son? No,
0: Bruce Wayne uh-huh. is trying to save yeah. Thomas Wayne. Is he? Yeah. How do you know that? Because I read the issue, Dave.
1: Oh, was that not Thomas Wayne at the end?
0: No, that was Batman.
1: The Batman. Oh, see, so that's why I got confused. Yeah,
0: the guy that's reading, oh. the, that's standing there with the board and and all that. That's actual Bruce Wayne, Batman in our. Oh, reality,
1: well, I thought that was Thomas Wayne, Batman. No. I was so. That's why. That's why I said, "Can we talk about the end?" Because I didn't understand that. I was like, "The Time Masters are in the Flashpoint universe," but you're no, saying two,
0: oh. there's two stories going on. There's oh, the, the, right. the Thomas Wayne story and the Bruce Wayne story. Thomas Wayne is trying to fucking undo the whole thing and save his son. Right. And at the same time, Bruce Wayne of of the of the proper timeline or the prime yeah. timeline, whatever you want to call it, is trying to save his dad. I see. Right. Well, uh, well, like, I'm sorry. Like, but my only issue is that we've gone down this road so many fucking times <sighs> with, like, the saving of the parents, and then you've got to undo it because, you know... But, i'm kind of getting a little bit
1: bored what do you mean save the father the father's alive
0: no i think i think he's i think he believes that thomas wayne may have died or oh i see needs saving or something
1: right um, okay
0: like again it's still been a bit cryptic super funny. but obviously bruce is trying to do something because the kid's telling him i didn't even you know, realize that, that was a proper
1: batman i was the kid
0: I, says to him, you know this didn't fucking work for the flash right
1: you yeah, mind. okay. No, no you know what, that, that makes a lot more sense now that you're saying that. I, I just I look, you know me, I sometimes get confused by stories and I was one hundred percent confused. I, I was like I finished that storyline and I was like, I don't even understand what I'm reading. But now that you say that it makes more sense. Right. Okay. Well, I'm giving it seven point five, even though I was confused.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I give it a seven.
1: Yeah, okay. Um then we had my issue, my Flashback Friday issue, the question, 17, which famously features Rorschach being mentioned, which is why I brought it into the equation. I, yeah. thought, I thought this was a very fun issue. Eight out of ten, Rich. Where were you on this? Uh,
0: I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think I was a fan of the Rorschach thing. Like, I just thought it was a bit
1: weird. A bit on the nose that he was drinking with yeah, like Rorschach? Like,
0: yeah, and he's comparing himself to Rorschach, and he's but, making but so many the, But the question was based on Rorschach. Rorschach was based on, Ra- look, was like, was based on
1: the question, man.
0: I do, Dave. I get that. But yeah. I'm just saying I just thought it was a bit – I just thought it was a bit silly.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's a bit of um, commentary. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a story within a story within a story, then, because kind of kind of cool.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I found the other story interesting, like, um, with yeah. the, the him tracking down the murders and accidentally killing an old man. That's yeah. more – but the, the Rorschach stuff, I just thought, was unnecessary.
1: Sure. What about a Green Arrow just turning up at the end? That took me by surprise.
0: Well, that's what they used to do back in the day with comics. They used to used to end on a, ooh, got to get to the next issue.
1: Yeah. I was like, wow, Green Arrow's just turned up here. That was that was interesting. I gave it out of 10. What did you give, Rich? Um, I'm giving this one a six. Wow, six, man. Mm. That's very low, Rich. Can I just say that? Like, I'll say it's that. It's still one.
0: above average.
1: Ah, <sighs> Richard. Okay. Um... Wow, the question one of the most acclaimed comics of the eighties, and Richard comes in with I, six.
0: I like the question, but I just didn't feel like this was.
1: I love it because he's dreaming about necessarily Porsche. a good issue. No, yeah. you don't like that kind of stuff, do you? Where they're having a bit of fun. You're just not a fan.
0: Not with a character like him. <laughs> like I just think like a character like the question. Just I, I don't know. I just it didn't. I mean, yeah. oh, I mean, one of my favorite characters from the Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon show, was fucking. Um, the question.
1: Yeah, he was cool.
0: Uh, voice, I think he was done by uh, Coombs. He was um, cool. He was actually cool in the Just was such a. He was such a cool character. How, how many episodes voice? did he get? He got a couple, didn't he? Oh, he got a few. I think he's yeah. at least five. I think he may have been in at least five. It
1: was in Just League Limited, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Just League yeah. Limited. He
0: even had a bit of a romance with Huntress and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was really that was good a
1: good stuff. fucking show. I, the other day I was watching uh, one of those shows yeah, um, Jeffrey Coombs. I think it was, it was a Lobo one, and and I actually texted you and said this was such a good show. You know, like it's so much better than a lot of the comics they put out now.
0: You know, oh god, no, that Justice League, uh, especially Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, like I felt like there was. I mean, the Justice League show was good, you know, where they had the two parties every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, but Justice League Unlimited, I think, is when they just hit their stride. And I agree. Once once they opened it up to more characters. Mm. You know, making the world larger. Oh, God, that was just, that was so entertaining to watch every every week. It was a great, great show, man. Um, yeah, so great,
1: great. You, you gave it you gave it a six, very low score, and I'm glad I yeah, gave well, it. Yeah, well, sorry. I'm yeah. not happy. It's going it's it's to happen occasionally. I'm not happy with you, but just so Wait you till know.
0: you get to the Lobo one.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure we'll even count your score for that. <laughs> uh, then we had Robin 25. Now, I've never read this. Like, oh, I did, way back in the... Yeah, day. I knew but, it's... I repi- the floppy. I, well, that's awesome, man. Because were you collecting Robin? How come you were collecting Robin? You're not a Batman guy. Uh, because... Chuck? Uh, Mike, Mike Waringo was the artist. Yeah, okay. So Chuck on writing duties and Waringo on art duties, and you were a happy camper, Rich, weren't you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Waringo uh, was a fantastic artist. He I loved brilliant. his style. It was a very good
1: style. I would describe him as brilliant, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly can't think of a single time I've, I've seen his artwork and not thought, yeah, this is...
0: His character's just had such a charm to them. Yeah, like, I totally was, agree.
1: Was, yeah. Now, anyway, so this Robin 25 is is sort of famous for because it's kind of a gun issue, and this guy taking a gun to school and stuff, really good issue. And I've read a bit of Robin uh, because it crosses over with so many of the bad events at the time. So I have read quite a bit of Chuck's Robin without actually sitting down and going from one to a hundred because he wrote a hundred issues of it and then came back to did some more really good issue i mean i'm giving it nine out of ten rich and i actually think and this may surprise you this is the kind of thing along with what's um so funny about truth just the american way i think it's the kind of comic that should be in schools you know um what did you think of it rich
0: oh yeah it's fantastic when i read it and it was fantastic rereading it uh, it was definitely a little time capsule for me sure because it took me back to when i actually bought it off the shelf and read it that's awesome that would have um,
1: been mid-90s yeah rich Something like that, yeah. yeah in that I region? I can't feel time. I'm Were you feeling- in South Africa back then? No. In Australia? I don't know. I'm just I'm just speculating. That's a good question. I don't know. Time bleeds. It bleeds. The bleed. But anyway, yeah, so. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible.
0: I'm that person where I think something that happened like two years ago actually happened like seven years ago.
1: Really? Wow.
0: That's cool. Um, I can actually tell you because I'll have a look when it was. If it came out in in the nineties, I would have been in South Africa.
1: It definitely came out in the nineties. It was yeah, yeah, it was the mid nineties, like when it came out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So
0: I would have bought this in South Africa.
1: Cool. So what are you giving it, Rich?
0: Oh, it's an eight out of ten for
1: me. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's a, suddenly you're getting back on my good graces with these scores. Um, then we had Lobo Convention Special. I knew you were going to hate this issue. I love this. I. Before you slam this issue, can I say this? It's satirical, it's funny, it's poking fun at the industry, having a laugh at itself. Alan Grant and the, and Kevin O'Neill, a 2000D artist that I love, I had such a good time with this one, and I purposely put it in the show, and I genuinely feel this is a very strong Lobo issue. I'm giving it 8.5 out of 10. What are you giving it, Rich? 6 out of 10. Now, why the 6, my friend?
0: Why? So... Because, and I understand that comedy is subjective. Sure. And I I am a Giffen fan. Yeah. But Um, it was Alan Alan
1: Grant who wrote it. Wasn't it Giffen? No, it was Alan Grant who wrote it with Kevin O'Neill. Giffen is the creator of Lobo, though, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I thought he may have... uh, I'm just not a massive fan of wacky humour.
1: Sure. Which there's plenty
0: of... I like dry humor. I like smart, you know, like smart humor. Mm. Um, Like my perfect wackiness would be again, like the Justice League International and all that. Sure, Um, but I just, I'm not. I just don't find this over the top fucking wacky zany stuff. I just don't find it funny. It doesn't resonate with me. Art is fantastic. The the the, I got no issues with the art. The art is brilliant. It's very 2000 AD. Yeah, I love that. It's very stylistic. I love. I just. I just don't find that, yeah. that. That's just not my type of humor. I just it doesn't land with me. I don't chuckle. I what don't, would you
1: describe it as? It, I, I, it's almost satirical, really. It's almost like a Mad Magazine kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's um. It, it's even probably even more over the top than Mad Magazine. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. It's just very wacky. It's just like. It, I again, love it. it. Tries to hit you over the head with comedy. I know. It's not subtle. And it's not it's subtle. It's just yeah, it's it's just not I it's just yeah, it's not it, it's I can't score it high just because I just don't get no, i like odd. it just doesn't resonate comedically with me.
1: That's cool. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I just thought I put it in because I know it's it's somewhere.
0: I'm I'm having a look. Hmm. It says it was written by Keith Giffen.
1: Oh was it really? Okay.
0: Wow. Cuz I remember seeing that in the I thought I read that in the the okay. titles when I read it. Wow, but, I thought
1: Alan Grant wrote yeah, that, but okay. No, that
0: was Keith Giffen. And again, hurts me to say that cuz again, I am a you know, I am a JM Giffen fan with the stuff that they've done. I think uh But again, I don't think with Giffen that JM sort of goes into that territory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they maybe JM helps ground.
1: He gets pretty wacky on Ambush Bug. Uh Keith Giffen. Yeah. You know, left, left to his own devices, he can get pretty wacky, I think. Uh, it's it's both of them. It's Alan Grant and Keith Giffen. Oh, well, there you
0: go. So we're both right.
1: Yes, which which actually is early on in Alan Grant's run on Lobo, Keith Giffen was often um, doing the story and Alan Grant would do the scripts. And then mm-hmm. as time wore on, Alan Grant by the time that Lobo Ongoing came on, Alan Grant was doing the whole thing. So early on, they were, they were a tandem act on Lobo in a lot of those one-offs and specials and stuff. Because you remember, Lobo blew up really big in the, in, in the early 90s, really mm. big for a while. And, and so they were together on a lot of that stuff. And then as it went on and he did the Lobo Ongoing, Alan Grant was doing it um, himself. It's
0: Yeah, it's so funny to me how the inception of Lobo... It's like Deadpool. Yes. The inception of Lobo is so different to what Lobo became.
1: Yeah. Well, he was uh, a, he was a satire on the grim and greedy and you know, big guns and all that well, stuff.
0: Well, he no no, he became that. Yeah. But when he was first created, he was just kind of like a, a bounty hunter. Yeah. But but, but he, I think they he pushed wasn't him over the top. They no, pushed, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was, it's like Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool just was created as a a mercenary yeah. in the X-Men in the X-Force books. Mm. And then he became this, you know, um, fourth, you know, wall-breaking, exactly. you know, wacky, goofball character. And that's the same as Lobo. Like, Lobo started off as just almost like your generic bounty hunter from space type of character. Yeah. And then, obviously, they went and said, let's do something more with this character and all that. But, again, I like Lobo when he's a bit more... I like him when he's a bit more serious. Sure. Like, um... Uh, like if like I like it when Lobo's more like Slain from 2080. Oh, what a great character he is! Yes. you know what I mean. Like that's Love my Slane. favorite
1: Lobo. the
0: <laughs> wacky comedic. You're you back know. on my you're back
1: on my good side, Rich, with a with a Slain reference. <laughs> yeah,
0: like <laughs> I said, I just it's the comedy. I just it doesn't resonate.
1: With oh no, dude! Like don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like laughing, you know, rolling around the ground laughing. I just like it because it's so wacky, and it's a bit of fun. And I like Lobo as a character, and I get what you're saying. Sometimes he, oh, I don't think he's ever particularly grounded, but he's not always as wacky. This comic is wacky. Like, it literally ends with the convention centre getting, you know, bombed and <laughs> um, all sorts of crap going on. But it's also in-joke city. Like, there's so many in-jokes in it.
0: Oh, God, yeah, so many.
1: Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's wall-to-wall with kind of in jokes for, about creators and stuff. So, and then finally we had the first two issues of Way of The rat, uh, the Chuck Dixon comic. Um, I love this comic rich. Uh, and, I, and that's why I put it into the, into the thing, because I wanted to ask Chuck some, some way of the rat questions. Have you ever read it before? Was this your first exposure?
0: Yeah, I wasn't really big into the cross gen mm. stuff. Um, Cause I think cross gen came out when I was in South Africa and it wasn't really, um, readily available. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so it's it, yeah, it's just one of those things I never really got, got into. Uh, got into was that sort of um, uh, those comics.
1: By the way, just looking at the Lobo cover, I do love the cover of that convention special, which takes off all the different um comics of the time. Like it's got the Batman number one, but it's got the main man. It's got action. Frags and it's got Lobo with the Superman costume holding up the stuff. Like I do like that that they're doing the the sort of like um you know the, 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 the parodies of the original comics. It's cool, I think. But um so yeah, why the rat rich you, you you so this was your first exposure?
0: Yes. Like yes. I, I knew of it mm. later on, but then I never really went back and like um like yeah, I just yeah, I just didn't really get in uh, uh, into the cross chain stuff.
1: Do you know this is the one that almost saved the company because Spielberg was was going to make a movie of this. And, and, oh, I mean,
0: I think a TV show should be made of yeah, this now.
1: So do I. I think it's I think it's really good. Like, um, and but uh, apparently when I say he was going to make a movie, he there was talk of it, and he was interested. Like there is talk of many things in Hollywood and the script got passed around and it never happened and and then they went into bankruptcy the cross gen uh, whole thing and it, it all folded and disney eventually bought it for like pennies in the dollar but um yeah but look great two part opener and don't you just feel like like it it feels like you're watching a really cool tv show to me
2: you know
0: oh yeah for sure i mean it's a it's a it's a fantastic kung fu um fantasy story um done really well like, yeah, like um, it just is, shows you how versatile chuck is like
1: i know and, like, and that's why,
0: and that's why i asked him when when um i spoke to him for the first time yeah you know one of my questions was you know you, you know people just associate you as the batman guy yeah you know you're the batman writer but like you've got such a talent what you know what do you want other people to know about you know yeah. things that you've done that's not batman and this is definitely one of those things where oh, it shows it shows his skill his
1: talent his yeah his um his depth I will say this: I think Chuck Dixon, extremely prolific writer and popular, massively underrated by a oh, lot of sure. people. Like they don't realize just how much creativity and execution he he has. Like it's it's he has the ideas, but he has the ability to execute as it is across a lot of characters. Like Way the Rat is is, you know, it's so far off the beaten track. It's I, I know it's in part of the cross-gen company but I don't think it was involved in any of their other storylines Like, so it's a whole fresh thing there's no Batman there's none of that and it's just it's just it just he obviously had a love for this kind of like kung fu kind of storyline you know and my God, it's yeah. addictive. So I, I, we might even do another. We might do issues three and four next week as well, Rich. Just to, just to keep the party going.
0: Yeah, why not? And, and again, the the, the artwork by Jeff Johnson and, yeah, and Tom Reiner were were really good. Um, it's just insane. really good. I, I make, I'm I'm quite sad that I didn't um, yeah. discover this back in the day because again, it's one of those things where look, there's there's been so many failed startup companies. Sure. Over the years, you know what I mean. That course, you sometimes yeah. maybe you maybe get a little bit disillusioned about like hopping on, you know. Because I really got into Malibu. Um, sure. And, and were you and reading that... Nightman? Were you reading Nightman? Yeah, I was reading Nightman. I was reading awesome. Prime. I was reading all the, You know what I mean? Um, and so, and then obviously I I got into um um
1: the you... Valiant stuff and then yeah.
0: Valiant kind of like you know f- you know so I just. I think I was just like, oh, it's another, you, know, yeah. you know, it's another thing. It's just going to fail in a couple of well, years. you're Which better
1: time, than that. It did. but so. you're better than me. I didn't even know these things existed because I was kind of like, I'd go into the, like, I'm sorry, fucking comic book community. I would just go into the into the store, buy my JLA, buy my Punisher, and leave. Like literally, for, for for a few years, like oh, like I like I didn't even know that these comics existed, let alone sort no, of like it. Uh,
0: I I absolutely loved, um, especially when I found my very first like actual proper comic shop. Sure, I would spend hours. Wow, just just going through everything. Well, good you for know, you. Good for uh, you because man. you know because I was just like, you know, yes, I grew up and I was reading Superman and Batman and whatever, but then I discovered you know. There's so much more, sure, yeah, that you weren't seeing like at your news agencies or your shops on the yeah. on the, the spinner rack because that you were just getting the big two, you know, you were getting the Marvel and the DC stuff. So yeah, God, no, that's how I just, you know, when Malibu comes, I was like, oh my God, what's this new thing? And you know, when Valiant and all that sort of stuff, I was just like,
1: so when was Valiant big? Because I know CrossGen is like, it, well, it, it's the early two thousands, because that's when Chuck left DC. Like it's early two thousands, and it went for about three years. When was Valiant big? Is that the 90s thing? It or? was,
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been 90s because um, I believe the company was founded like either 89 or 90. Oh, okay. Right. Or 80, I don't know. Something, something around there. That's when they were founded and obviously still got to produce stuff. So, yeah, it would have been early 90s.
1: Who were we talking um, to? It was Steve Engelhart, who was pretty prolific at uh, Malibu, and he was saying he was dreaming up the universe with Steve Gerber. Uh, if I recall correctly, he was talking about that. Yeah. You know. so,
0: yeah, Malibu I think was founded a little bit earlier than Valiant. hmm Um, uh, they were I think mid '80s, but they didn't. Yeah, I think I don't even think they lasted ten years. Right. You know, and that's what I said. So I kind of, I did get a little bit like you know I was really getting into these cool things, and then they would just disappear, and so then I was just like, oh, I'm just going to focus on you know the the big two, and occasionally just find something interesting. Sure. Um. Because I think Malibu was even doing at the time, like I, if I remember correctly, they were doing the um, the Mortal Kombat books, I think, and they were even doing Street Fighter. Wow. Okay. Cool. And, and stuff. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure it was them. I know they were doing Street Fighter. I'm pretty sure they were doing the the Mortal Kombat one, oh, which cool. was based on. You remember the Mortal Kombat animated show? I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was kind of based around that and all that sort of stuff. You know, Defenders of the Realm and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, man, yeah. it was. Um, yeah, why the rap. Look, I'm giving it nine out of ten. And yeah, we'll... they did do they did do the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, cool. What are you giving it, Rich? One, the issues one to two.
0: Oh, it's. A, um, I'll, I'll give it a point five and give it
1: an eight point five. I like it. Now, see, I'm using the you're using the scoring system well. Now, Rich, I'm very very pleased. I'm with just.
0: That. I'm just more uh, not as prolific with my point fives as you.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. Okay. But you're learning from the master. Um okay so look we'll do issues three and four of where they're at now I should say the storyline basically is I don't know if it's set in China or a country very like China and I think it's
0: it's a fantasy China. it's a right. fantasy
1: China and this yeah. guy finds a uh, ring when he's robbing a place and it's the ring of staffs and it kind of gives him am I right power over a staff but it needs to be a staff and then it's kind yeah, like of so
0: it ma- well yeah it makes him a weapon expert of like staffs yeah like the staff uh, combat.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. And, and, like, it's the old storyline. He took it off this guy, and then he's being chased by everybody all around uh, the city that he's living in, and he's, like, this lowly thief. Pretty damn cool stuff. Um, Very enjoyable. Now, we're coming to a track. uh, It's very Aladdin in a way. It is. It does have – it's kind of like a slightly more mature Aladdin, you know? Oh, Um, no,
0: it's it's a more action – it's a more um, – oriental like it's uh, i'm not saying that in a bad way i'm like saying it's it's yeah. kind of the thing of like a street rat yeah which i like why it's called way of the rat you know stumbles upon like power mm. and now he bec- he's, he's become a target of people that want that power so
1: taylor's oldest time rich
0: yeah 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 but again done in and again that's why i say like there isn't it's very there's no really new 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 ideas right like I mean, we've been we've been telling stories for like thousands. Of yeah, years, there's there's so, a lot of tropes you know, out there, but it's but it's how you can retell those tropes in an interesting 100%. way a new setting that will help you. Like there's you know, uh, there's no point trying to chase the new idea. Oh, I've got to do the something that's never been done before. That's literally almost impossible. Yeah, agree. Like you know, you've got to make it, it interesting. Mean, like this story yeah, but moves. It doesn't mean, well, look how many people have been successful just by having something similar to Lord of the Rings or like sure. Just building on the tropes of Lord of the Rings. It doesn't mean that you can't make something good, successful. Terry
1: Brooks, for example, like literally, you
0: know? I, just no, rip- I mean, even
1: um, even the Wheel of Time. Yeah, is-
0: oh, yeah. Tolkien I mean. has
1: inspired legions of yeah. uh, <laughs> fantasy authors. And you
0: just got to create good characters. You just got to tell an interesting story, and you know, you know, just maybe change the setting a- up, a and little almost
1: little. almost not be afraid. Like, like I would say, way they're at revels in its kung fu origins. You know, like you know what I mean? Like it it revels in that kind of stuff. It's having fun. You know, it's not, it's not burdened by the shadow of what went before kind of thing. It's its so cool. I, could, I
0: almost picture like a young Jackie Chan as the character.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, a young one, yeah. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Okay. Or a young Jet Li. Uh,
0: I don't know. The character is a bit more funny.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. That's a good point. Yeah, that he's is bit, a good
0: he's, point. He seems a bit more Jackie Chanish, which is cool. Yeah,
1: yeah that is cool. Um, now we're coming to our trade of the week which was Batman Wildcat and then it incorporates a Batman Wildcat three-parter to kick it off then a Catwoman Wildcat which I loved I loved the Catwoman storyline it was my favourite of the story and then it rounds it out with some great Batman Brave and the Bold team-ups with Wildcat which were a hell of a lot of fun um, a lot to tackle uh, let's just focus in on the Batman Wildcat to kick it off Rich what did you think of the Batman Wildcat story?
0: Oh, it was, uh, it was really good. Very um, visceral. Um, so it's basically like an underground fight club.
1: Yeah. And
0: at the start of it, you think that um, Wildcat is getting killed by... um
1: uh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc yeah. in,
0: like, a very vicious fucking way. Like, yes. I mean, like, ripped apart, fucking back spine, neck snapped, and yep. all sorts of shit. And then it just turns out that it was one of um, uh, Ted Grant's sort of, like... Um, protégés who yes. discovered that Ted Grant was Wildcat and, you know, wanted to emulate him and, you know, got it a bit over his head. Um, really good. Uh, again, very visceral. Um, oh, fuck, what's that character's name? The guy that, like, likes to jail? Lockup. Criminals. Lockup. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, interesting. It was scene. good to see
1: Lockup, actually. Good to see KGB Beast as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said, very visceral.
1: Mm. Very, like, a very it.
0: visceral one. And, yeah, it was really good. And, uh, um, and then followed up by a fucking another great three-parter. I think it was, was four-parter. Three- Catwoman, well, Cat oh, four, Catwoman,
1: Wildcat. I, for me, I love the Batman Wildcat storyline, but Catwoman Wildcat, I thought yeah, it was fantastic. Was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really was, good. And then the kicker was at the end, you find out that um she'd been trained by 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 him by by well, Wildcat. A
0: very young, a very young like yeah. teenage. Yeah. In the car, which is why that he doesn't recognize her as a sort of an adult woman. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That was cool. You know?
0: and, and I like that there's a bit of romance between
1: the two cats, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, she's always a bit of fun, old Catwoman. You know, like, you know, I like that about her. And I like, uh, what's his name? It's Ted Grant. Is that right? Yeah, Ted Grant. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, I've only read him in bits and pieces, but I always like him. I think he's a cool character. Oh, he's a
0: great character. I, I, he's a character I wish they would actually do something with, like, If you're gonna take a character from the Definitely the Justice Society, who could, I think, do well in his own book, Mm. you know, because it's hard to do Green Lantern because you know there is the already, you know, the Green Lantern core. Sure. And it's really hard to do Flash, because obviously there is so many flashes flashes and stuff and all that. But I just think like Ted Grant, like this old boxer, you you know, he's 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 like he's not a martial arts expert like like Bruce Wayne or anything like that. He's just like this really like gutsy determined boxer, Mm. you know, just using his pure willpower and and determination to, like, kick the ass.
1: Yeah, and he's got his his motorbike, and he's he's a cool guy. You know, he's he's up for the challenge.
0: Oh, yeah, I I, I completely agree. I I just I love him as a character. I just think I wish they would do something with him.
1: I love the artwork as well. The same artist worked on uh, Batman Wildcat and Catwoman Wildcat, and I love the artwork as well. I thought it was really good. Mm. And really, like, I like that Catwoman that's played up as sexy, but she's smart as well. Like, it's it, it, it's a sexy, fun comic. And I don't think that's something that a lot of people can do. And again, it just shows Chuck's versatility because this is a million miles away from Way of the Rat. It's a, its its own adventure. Um, I actually think there's, there's a distinction between Batman Wildcat and, and Catwoman Wildcat. They're, they're two different adventures and... Ted Grant is obviously the the you know the stable core of it, but um, really enjoyable, can I say. And how funny was it in the fourth issue where Catwoman's dressing up in, like, camouflage outfit? Did you notice that?
0: Yeah, I did notice, even with my fucking faulty
1: um, uh, <laughs> iPad. tablet at the moment. Yeah. Oh, for a second, I was like, what's going on with the colorization?" And then I realised she was wearing, like, a camouflage outfit. Um. Yeah, look, those two stories in themselves, I'm going to mark very highly. I'm going to give 8 out of 10 to Batman Wildcat. I'm going to give 9 out of 10 to Catwoman Wildcat, which I really enjoyed. I, I really thought it was a lot of fun. I yeah. love it when Chuck does a really good Catwoman and um, he did quite a bit of Catwoman in the 90s. I think he described himself to me. He was kind of their pinch hitter. He'd come in and... Well, that's the weird know. thing.
0: I think Chuck Dixon is actually really good at writing women. I think there's a oh, lot yeah. of Definitely. current writers... Who could maybe learn a few lessons yeah, uh, from check on actually how to write interesting female characters? Because again, he does it with Catwoman. He does it with um, Rene Montoya. Uh, yeah, and but also with like Birds of Prey. Yeah, like, yes, you know, Birds of Prey. Like yes. I, I, you know, I think he writes female characters. I'm interested in reading about.
1: Definitely, definitely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he like. I'm not even going to dredge the memory banks at this late hour, but we've mentioned Rene Montoya, Birds of Prey, Catwoman. I mean, he wrote plenty of these issues, and that's that's scraping I the surface. You know? as Well, um, from Robin and all that. So. yeah, what I about don't... um? Excuse me, um, uh, what's the name? Um, spoiler. Yeah, I just did that. Oh, yeah. did you? Sorry, I didn't I hear did you. Spoiler from Robin. Oh, <laughs> and here I am going. What's the name? I was trying to think of a real name. Stephanie Brown. I think. Yeah, I Stephanie this, yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, look, uh, far be it from me to critique a master's work, but I think he writes the female characters as kind of real people, um, just like the males. So it's not like it's this huge difference. It, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it feels natural, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He writes, he writes female characters, and they don't, you know, they're not fucking whining about shit or. Yeah, you know the whole "woe is me" bullshit, and and you know they just uh, strong female characters, but it's not represented in actual like physical. Even though they are physical, I mean they kick ass, mm. but that's not what makes him strong woman. What makes him strong woman is their their character and their personality. Yeah, yeah, you're and, right. You know, no, you're right. That, that is, you know, it's the same. A, 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 a strong character doesn't mean that they're big and powerful or they can kick ass. Mm. It means that they are like. Uh, well established, defined characters you got it. that you that, that you connect with, or that you that can handle themselves in a situation, and I don't mean just like physically. I mean morally. I mean you know like ethically and all that. Like that's like a strong character.
1: Gotcha. I, I dig it. Is is Catwoman ethical? Sort of. She's got some. Morals. No, no.
0: I'm not saying they have to present everything. I'm just <laughs> saying that's like. <laughs> Things that can make a
1: character yeah, strong, I, I agree not just strength. Just having a but
0: bit of fun she does actually have because yeah, she, she could she have does. run off with the money, I, I, but I, instead I, she I, turns around.
1: Yep. As a Catwoman fan, I can tell you she does have her own uh, little system that she works on. Actually, she's definitely not completely immoral. Um, she just has a different set of standards that she. Sets well, again, well.
0: she's a criminal that that in, in, in a lot of the time steals from other criminals. Th- that's right. Or, or corrupt people, or you know, um, shady business, and people she has a, she, she doesn't, she doesn't uh, steal from the poor mum and pop, no. you know, and uh, she has a love, she has a whatever.
1: love of strays, cats, and people. Um, yeah, that, uh, that, that I don't like cats now. She does
0: I, just, I that doesn't resonate with me, cats. You okay?
1: okay well, whatever. <laughs> but um, then also we, 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 we've sung Chuck's praises enough on Batman Wildcat. You should pick it up. Um, but I do want to draw attention to Zany Bob Haney in the in the second or the, the last third of the book. It's all his Brave and the Bold adventures with Batman, and they were a hell of a lot of fun, some of them with Jim and Perro on art.
0: Oh, yeah, when when, when Jim Aparo's an artist, you know it's always going to be good.
1: I love it. I, I'm a, such a huge Jim Aparo fan. You know, one of the first um, Jim Aparo's I saw was The Death in the Family, The, the you know, because he did that. Like, that would have been towards the end of his career. Um, and I was just like, man, this is great artwork, you know? Like... Um, yeah, but like right. I, I enjoyed these man, and I love the way Batman back in the seventies, back then, was like right on. And he's like, come on, champ, get up, and all this. Like, well, this, I, I, you
0: know. I'll tell you this, Jim Apparo, I think is uh, it has inspired a lot of artists, and two of them that I can name is yeah. definitely uh, uh, Neil Adams, sure, and um, um, uh, Alan Davies,
1: sure, Davies, well, two great Davies. artists. Like,
0: yeah, but there's I can tell by their art that I think they were heavily influenced by, um, by Jimmy art. art. Mm. Like it, there's a lot of similarities
1: in. Would Jimi um, have come up roughly around the same time as Neil Adams? Maybe slightly before.
0: I, uh, before I believe, because I think he was from the '60s. Right. Okay.
1: And Neil Adams kind of came through in the very late '60s, didn't he? Or '70s or something like that. I th- think I left to check. Yeah. That.
0: But though I know, yeah, I, that, I that, yeah, I do know that I do know that Jim Aparo like basically started in uh sixties. Right, okay,
1: cool. Well, I mean, yeah, look I, I dug these storylines. I like the the line where one line where Jim Gordon goes, He's deader than a junkie's eyes <laughs> I was just like, what a line. He's deader than a junkie's eyes. Um the, I, I love Zany Bob Haney and his and his antics on Brave and the Bold. I've got all those three omnibuses rich. Like, of of the complete run. I think it's absolute gold. Like, it was just fun back in the day when Batman would just team up with these people. And I love this Batman. He's, like... He's not really as much a creature of the night. Like, at one point, he's in a courtroom testifying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he's just really... Like he is almost the bright knight, like like Adam West called himself the bright knight. He is almost like that, like in that in that kind of majestic blue outfit. He seems taller than he is now. You know, he he walks tall back then. To me, um, I just dig it, man. I like maybe it's just my kind of childhood, you know, memories. Like somehow creeping in, but I just when I just see it, I'm like, man, this Batman is just right on all the time. At one point, Ted goes, Batman, you know everything. <laughs> and he's like, ask him some question. And I, like I, lo- the, yeah.
0: uh, I love that Batman's just like, oh, I need to inspire Ted Grant. I'm going to go
1: beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Batman. And what about the scene where, um, the, at the end, the Joker makes him put on the gloves. The Roman gloves. And they're like fucking wailing away at each other.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that dog one was a weird story. That that,
1: that was the funny. dog with the
0: antibodies is a Yeah, something yeah they're was, chasing the dog around. That was pretty fucking funny.
1: That yeah. was a really wacky one. That was a wacky one, but it was fun. Um yeah, they're chasing the dog around everywhere and the dog's and the dog's just like so much shit's happening to the dog. Like at one point it winds up in that in that boat and then the guy tosses it over.
0: Yeah, Jesus.
1: <laughs> No, it was a great collection. I actually was really happy. Uh,
0: I love that the Joker jumps in to save the dog because he believes he's been poisoned. And then yeah. after he jumps in, he goes, oh, wait, I can't swim. And then, like, just pretends to drown. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, he gets saved. But I mean, like, <laughs> I just love that he jumps in the water and then remembers. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I can't swim. Well,
1: I was looking to see if his skin was going to change color. but But it didn't. It didn't seem to anyway. Um, because there's that whole thing—is it makeup or is it his natural skin? Because um,
0: I I don't know. I believe it's supposed to be his his actual skin, but I mean,
1: well, why in Death of the Family is he? Do you see the scene with him with the normal skin? Do you? Yeah, in Death of
0: oh, the. But you've got also you've got to be careful though, because unfortunately, back in those days, there was a um, there were colour issues where things right. would sometimes be coloured incorrectly. Yeah. Um, because it was like um, yeah, but the uh, family. was the, almost, family
1: was, was the '80s, was,
0: man. No, but no, no, no. But um, so um, a lot of ink and and coloring in those days wasn't like done by hand, right? Uh, it was almost like done on a printer in a thing, mm-hmm. and like you kind of selected the colors
1: and then it like printed it in a sense. Okay, um, uh, comics so, were a lot more primitive colors. I remember in the '80s, like, and we're yeah, talking like
0: Again. It's why so many times Green Lantern's boots were accidentally coloured white. Right.
1: What colour are they, they were, green?
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be green, uh-huh. but in so many you can see you can find so many issues. Yeah. Of of his boots white because they chose the wrong they put the wrong colour. Wow. When they were doing the printing. Yeah. yeah. So you know that, that's what I'm saying. You've got to be sometimes a bit careful with something like that because it could just be that they fucked up. It um, could be the 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 color selection and all that sort of stuff when they were when they were doing that and it just happened to be like you know like when they accidentally had the red in um, Harrison Ford's eyes in yes. that shot but then really was like ah, oh, leave it at all uh, it, it, it causes ambiguity uh, it, it, you know because that wasn't intended yeah uh, if I remember correctly that that was like a happy accident so yeah sometimes something like that happens then it lets people speculate oh does he paint his skin or you know, just you know, I don't know. Yeah. Because no. you have to remember, I mean, his arms are white as well. Like, uh, you know, his hands, his arms. Whenever you see bits of his skin, it's also white. So unless he paints his whole body and it doesn't rub off for the clothes, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, in my head canon, you know, it's it's his like not. It's the skin after he fell into the vat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, so-
0: that's what I believe it's supposed to be. Because as I said, if you look, if you go and read that book, right,
1: mm. it's
0: any bits of his body you can see neck chest wrists mm. you know whenever he's doing something they're all white yeah now i mean again it's comics you can be like oh yeah he paints his whole body white but i find that a bit hard to oh
1: i think it's lame as well i i, I think it's, it's stupid sure. to think that Joker's sitting there with makeup and just you know yeah i I, I think
0: that could have just been a color issue where okay. it just didn't it didn't print properly or they chose the wrong yeah, color, well, which i've seen weird. i've seen many many times in comics yeah. over the over the years
1: Okay, and you still think they would have had that problem in the mid-80s? Oh,
0: for sure. Okay,
1: all right, fair enough. Um, Well, overall as a collection, I think it's a great collection. I'm giving it 8.5. I I actually, I don't think I'd read any of it. I may have read one issue of it, but I'd never sat down and read the whole collection. I've owned it for many years, digitally and on my shelf. Um, 8.5, almost a 9, and that Catwoman Uh, Wildcat I thought was fantastic.
0: Well, the whole thing is getting a 9
1: from me. Beautiful, love it. Love it, Richard. That's that is a very good score from you as well. I'm very almost happy.
0: anything with Wildcat there, and I mean, th- thankfully, this stuff was written by sure. great yeah. fucking uh, talent, so exactly. it made the reading even more enjoyable. But yeah, any, anything with Wildcat in it is always going to, always going to tickle my fancy.
1: One thing I noticed in all the in the Wildcat I'd read because I've not read a lot of Wildcat. I mean, I know who he is. I think I've read. Is he in JSA? The Jeff Johns? Yeah. Okay, because in that they make a big deal about how he has nine lives and how he's used up some of them, and I kept thinking that was going to come up, but it never comes up in this.
0: Collection. No, 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 no. So that, that that's not that's a that's a retcon. That's right. A, okay. That's a later addition. Uh, yeah. um it was a way to explain like how he could survive. So he was he was just a normal guy, and then I think he got some sort of blessing. Right. Um. That. Um. Gave him nine lives.
1: Right. Okay. There, yeah, there, cool. there, I
0: can't remember the story, but there was something where he got some blessing, right, uh, from some deity. But or that's some, all
1: past this kind of thing. That's but you know. Yeah, that's well,
0: well after this. This is gotcha. just when he's just a regular guy the running champ. around in a cat suit. He was the champ.
1: Champ Ted Grant. Come I love class. it. It's great stuff, man. I, I absolutely. In fact, I'm going to upgrade my score to a nine. Now next week. Uh, I can tell you this. We're going to be doing Just League 75 for sure. We're going to be doing um, the Savage Sort of... We're not doing the Savage Sort of Conan omnibus Richard. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we're doing Just League 75. And we're going to do three and four issues, uh, three to four of Way of the Rat. My pick for next week is JLA Incarnations, Richard. Are you familiar Ooh. with you know this yeah, story? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. That's, um, Australia. I have those in floppies, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. You know what? I had them in floppies back in the day, but I don't think I ever finished it. Um, so I heard it mentioned or saw it on Facebook or, or Twitter or somewhere. I saw it on one of the social media things the other day and thought, yeah, I'd really like it on the show. Um, so we're going to do that. Now, I do want to say thank you to listeners. Thank you for letting us have a week off. I hope we gave you bang for your buck this week. Uh, if you can support the show through Patreon, it is much appreciated. It Goes all towards show running costs because we run Signal of Doom, Dread or Dead, and Legion Outpost, all paid for by the Bank of Dave. So um, it is highly appreciated. It all goes towards that. So Patreon.com/slash Signal of Doom. You, um, you can get you can know, get in for as little as a dollar a month, uh, and it would be very much appreciated from me. Uh, now, we've said that, Richard. Anything you'd like to say to the audience? Obviously, we're proud members of the collective. We should mention that. I haven't mentioned the collective. All show. In a oh. ju- what? Go ahead. What?
0: No, nothing. I'm just saying, how dare you?
1: Oh, I thought you were cutting in with some important <laughs> announcement that was just, uh, just like, you're like, oh, my God, John Lennon's been shot. No. Oh, no this is this, this <laughs> Dave Forgot to mention. <laughs> um, no. So um, we're proud members of the collective. Uh, Inner Demons just put a new episode out. There's a really good episode of Last Sons of Krypton out now. I know uh, Russell and Noel at um, Trapped in a World, the Howard the Duck podcast, are doing some great stuff. Uh, you got Ghost Spider Groupies, uh, plenty of things. You've got Capes and Lunatics, where even I appear on the Ultimate Spider Cast. Phil puts out a hell of a lot of good shows with Lilith and, and Charlie and others. Um, so there's a hell of a lot of good stuff. I'm only scratching the surface of stuff at The Collective, of course, which we are a proud member, uh, Signal HQ, Blazing from the Swamp. Now, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, any you know, public apologies you'd like to make regarding your scoring system or anything else?
0: Oh no! I stand by. I stand by all my scores. Stand by all um, your
1: scores and comments tonight. It,
0: you know, because they 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 my scores.
1: Dave. And if they're there's my. any, if anyone has it offended by anything, either said, you can direct that mail directly to Richard. If you can find him on social media, good luck. <laughs> you
0: can't, so good luck with
1: that. <laughs> all right. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night.
0: Good night.